Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast that does what I think it says in the tin like smooth jazz. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey! Also, a tonal catastrophe. What, you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we are here today to talk about episode number 141, Whiplash. Whiplash. Brought to us Whiplash. by BFF of the BFE, Hermes, who'll be joining us in just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. Um, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. Um, that includes the people around the table, whether <laughs> virtual or here real life in the studio of awesomeness, or those people who are living in the microphone listening to us today. Thanks yeah. for coming on out. Um, how people been, all right? Poor, yeah, well, you know, I weren't here last week, was I? I was going to say, were we all here last week and you weren't? No. I was like, it feels like, no. like, like we're fuller than usual. Yeah. Right, because Alex had to make up for Liam. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. And I told astounding job, by the way. And I, and I told Georgia to smile and nod and do Liam's part and... Yeah, <laughs> she's, listen, she's 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 harder to work with than you are. You know what, I, Apparently, well, so yeah. I listen to the I listen to it. Um, I always listen to the ones I don't be in. Yep. <laughs> um, just to go. Oh, they're doing a really good job. They don't need me. <laughs> and then and then I hear yeah that there's a guy called Alex. Was it Alex? Was it Alex? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't it know. came out of the blue and uh, and it was like I, uh, I made sure I said listen to the if nothing else listen to the start because you got some love. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, here 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 for the English guy. Thank you so I, much. I tell you, like, you guys all have individual fans. I don't get this. I have one like, fan. Not, not, not get this like, 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 like I don't understand. I understand. <laughs> but like I don't get this like I just don't get individual fans. That really made my heart melt. That was really nice. No, it's, I, I keep some... telling you guys, you guys are are are, are essential. Liam, uh, yeah. Is your jacket new? Yes. It's really nice. I like that. Yeah, they've they've just redone they've the just re- uh, up the. That, that looks it looks quality. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's it nice. I like it. It, it feels quality. We're looking at Liam's uh, work work uniform. jumper. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's like a soft shell, but like it's got like extra paneling, and it's it's very nice. No, it's good. It looks like, better than the one like that I used to have when I, when I work for that brand. Yeah, yeah you put your phone in there. That you? particular company. Great, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Um, I'll tell you what else was nice, and that was last week's episode on the Big Short, which we sort of talked about a little bit already. Uh, do you know the funny thing? Listening to that, because yeah. I've seen the movie, yep. I didn't understand a goddamn thing that was going on. <laughs> there are barriers. We talked about that. Was, there's like three different levels. talked about it, and because Alex talked about it, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. I think, because they were talking about, I mean, even my viewing had another level of detachment from it, because I didn't live through it in the sense of I wasn't in the U.S., Mm-hmm. So it might be even less impactful for me than it would be for an American because I'm just going, 
well, what are the options here? It's um, it's clearly that there's um, for them it's the story of their experience. Yeah, yeah. Whereas for us, it's something different. Yep. So there is that there. But I want to give so many thanks to Alex from Main Street Finance. That's hey, Main Alex. Street Finance available. Yeah. We're all fine podcasts and many bad pop podcasts are found. <laughs> Go ahead and give them a listen. But I don't know, Georgia, maybe you want to talk about the uh, the job that Alex did last week. He did a great job because I was asking all of the questions. Like, I, I did not understand it at all. Yeah, and but I, I know, didn't either. No, I know. But like, that's why I was like, right, I've got him there. I might as well actually ask the questions yeah, 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 yeah. that might, it might not just be me that doesn't understand them either. It might be, although it might be also, I might just be completely blind to the world of mortgage. No, listening back, I was like, I'm really glad George is here <laughs> in the sense that no, because you carried that role. You represented the person who didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't. And needed, and if you weren't doing your bit, mm. Alex wouldn't have been as effective as his bit mm. because he, it, we're relying on him to anticipate everything that could occur yeah as opposed to what's actually occurring within yeah. so yeah. there's that yeah so that's a little bit different between um yeah so if it was just me and alex it, it wouldn't have that same thing because you were asking the right people, question to the right time yeah it would have been two people talking about it who kind of understood I'm, it and one who did definitely understand i'm not it sure i would have than, i would have understood to the degree that people might need some things to explain to them yeah and you provided that and i was just easy to go yeah it's just when we got to like 35 40 minutes on that one page and i went yeah. we've really got to move on <laughs> but it was good no and i think uh and there's a thing you know you go in from, from an international perspective if i need that much explanation is, is, is that a good thing and it's, it's it's a question worth worth having but we have all the thanks to alex from main street finance go check his podcast out definitely i'm trying to figure out if ethan's just really still or if he's frozen on my screen he's frozen He's frozen. Because we are as well. You got are we? Go. Oh, we are too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know That's what that you're means. You're not even in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even in the shot. You're right. Okay. So uh, why don't you go ahead, Georgia, and you can go ahead and thank our Patreon backers, and I'm going to try and see if I get the TV to work, all right? Okay, cool. So we are thanking the people who, what's this? Oh, keep, keep the lights on in the microphone. All those good things. <laughs> we are thanking Reverend Bruce, Woo! Julie, yeah. Hermes, Lena Oberhauser, yeah. Katie McRae. Enzin, Ian yeah. Davies, Chris Peterson, Ooh. Randall, what's All your handle? Right. Silver, uh, Dwayne Smith. Come on, Dwayne Smith. The Yeet Master, Nate the Great, Ooh. Andy Dixon. Meister, not Yeetmaster. It's <laughs> because I was talking about Taskmaster earlier. Uh, Yeet Meister, Nate the Ooh. Great, Andy Ooh. Dixon, Holly Callen. Oh, yeah. Cheesy with the fish on the bike. On bike. And Richard. Woo. Woo! Thank you so much. I mean, I can't move on with the reflections and corrections because you've written it in like Canadian, like yeah, scroll. So, oh, there are some beautiful little, uh, beautiful little emojis that you've got on this sheet here. This is nice. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I've got the script for once. You do have the script. I've never seen the script. I, I mean, it makes it doesn't make much sense. Like he just puts notes to himself because obviously Ian does it so often that he knows yeah, what yeah. the notes mean. It is shorthand. The to welcome himself. literally is welcome and intro to episode one four one with Flash, <laughs> <laughs> and then promo semicolon no full colon the big short and then so many thanks to alex so you yeah do so is, you do so much <laughs> you with, do so much <laughs> is this where you're realizing all <laughs> the work i put into the format here <laughs> there we go when i used to like host shows it was that concise it was literally just the notes for the episode and i try and guess what i was doing as i riffed <laughs> yeah we all heard the outro to the mailroom <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, let's do some reflections and corrections. Uh, the poll for best music festival as per our, uh, as per our mailroom episode, which you can go ahead and catch, uh, mailbag. The, the mailbag. Yeah. Yes. Just calling it mailroom. Oh, I yeah. think I've released a couple of them under the name Mailroom and then switched to Mailbag. I think early oh. ones were Mailroom and oh, they switched okay. to Mailbag oh. after the fact. Yeah. So such is. I mean, that's okay. The Mailbag okay. and the Mailroom. But um, maybe we could just quickly go, because we put a poll out there for um, who, which, um, we each had to pick a three, three day act yeah. Um, yeah. music festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so George's was uh, ACDC, ABBA, and Queen. Yep. Liam's was yeah. Elvis, Oasis, and Pink Floyd. Ooh, yeah. I did Oasis, U2, and the Beatles. And Ethan did Kanye, My Chemical Romance, and David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> in fourth place, in fourth place, a little less conversation, a little less Elvis. Oh. Liam's festival, oh, wow. Elvis, Oasis, and Pink Floyd. Right, that's it. I'm off. I'm you, yours is the oldest of the three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Maybe not. Well, kind of. They're all pretty old. Yeah. Uh, in third place, the newest one. You know, call him Yeezy, call him whatever you want. Kanye <laughs> West, My Chemical Romance, and David Bowie. In third. I was expecting to come last. I think Bowie would save I think, me. Yeah, yeah. Bowie saved you. Who saved Ethan? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon if he had chose somebody else, that yeah, he'd have been, been bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Bowie that saved him. I was in fourth for a long time, but I pulled it up to <laughs> wow. second. Uh, Oasis, U2, and the Beatles. Again. But it doesn't matter because with 61% of the vote, <laughs> well done, Georgia. Like, the rest of us have like one vote between us Georgia with ACDC, Abbott, and Queen. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, that's, who that's wouldn't want so, to see that? Yeah, when you said it, I went, come on, yeah. I think because that's the, the rest of yours ticket, were quite fair. similar. Like, no, not even similar, but like you'd have to really like that style of music, whereas everyone likes. At least yours is like a yours is like a playlist to a wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked a wedding last night, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they played something from all of those. Oh, they would have so. for sure. Yeah, uh, we had lots of people chiming in. Canadian Cat says, "Does it count as a concert when the Gallagher brothers would just stand backstage fighting about not wanting to work together and hold everything up for three hours before finally <laughs> canceling in favor of a Twitter feud?" <laughs> I love. That. I'd like you to know, Cat, that the Gallagher's broke up long before Twitter was a thing. They just continued their feud on Twitter. <laughs> they did. Uh, Russell the Post, he says, I'd go to George's festival. I hate Alba, but it'd be worth seeing them see ACDC and Queen are two of my favorites of all time. Yep. Nate the Great says, Queen gets his vote every time. Stu says, George's option by a mile. It's the only one where I like all three options. Matthew Halliday says, it wasn't even close. I'm like, dude, I've got the Beatles, <laughs> the greatest band in the history of music. Got Oasis and you two who are definitely not that good. Well, no, um, the David Bowie. So what happens now says part of me wants to say this was a tough choice, but I think we all know what the funnest show would be. And I'll give Georgia that her show is the funnest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My show is kind of an idea of, oh, my word, look at this, all this music that's come out of these brains. Okay, but it's though. not nearly as much fun dancing in a field. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah. Who, who would you have supporting who? Who would be the top bill of that three? Well, I think that's what we kind of did with the Sunday being your big one, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I said I'm, I'm closing with Sunday with the Beatles. Oh, OK. Cool. And I want a four hour set. Yeah, where you do two hours of Beatles, then you do like one hour where they each come on and do their own stuff for twenty minutes each or thirty minutes each, whatever you want to do, <laughs> and then you finish with them all coming back on and hitting like in Sergeant Pepper gear, and yeah. do like that whole thing. Oh, it'd be great. Then an acoustic version. Yeah, you could do you could do all sorts of stuff within yeah. that. Then an orchestral version. Um, so we got. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, clearly mine is the best though because you get to end oh. with we well, are the champions. champions <laughs> like that's how you end with Bohemian Rhapsody. Don't stop me now. 
Yeah. It's the perfect yeah, ending yeah, 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 because, yeah, 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 you know, it's one. somewhat ironic. It is. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Smith goes, if only you hadn't put you two in there, I would have to sneak out and see Liam's on the Saturday. Oh, good <laughs> so There we go. Uh, Danny from It's a Musical says, if not for Kanye, Ethan's would be the best option. I'm like, what are you, like 12? <laughs> <laughs> I knew Kanye would ki- Well, I was aiming for that, like, like millennial Gen Z demographic. I got news for you. And that's then I put that's, that's, that, that's definitely not our audience. And your mic is really distorted. It's very distorted. Uh, no. um, we've got uh, Danny. Uh, sorry, more from Russell the Posty, who says, for, for me, that was the most in- entertaining mailbag episode you've done so far. The questions oh, were huh. excellent. And he says, excluding mine. And you shouldn't exclude yours. Oh, yours were no, excellent. No, 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 not at all. Canadian Cat says, all right, kids, whoever said debut meant one role was wrong. Well, I hate to be pedantic, Cat. <laughs> it was me. And the meaning of the word is literally first. 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 Yeah, like if we say someone scored on their debut, that's their first match, not their first run of matches. <laughs> so unless you qualified it with who had the best debut, debut year, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So the question was best uh, the the kickoff to their career. So we'll put that back in the jar and we'll answer it <laughs> next time. Who had the best first few years? Okay. The first early go. Uh, so she appreciates the conversation. She hadn't thought of Julie Andrews or Oscar Isaac. So it's a point for me and a point for Ethan in that. Hey. Poet Lord of the podcast, Dwayne Smith, Smith, says, I started watching Headless yesterday. And I'm Woo! now three episodes in. It's so good. Totally my sense of humor. Very clever. Brilliantly acted. Can't wait to watch more. Looking forward to the interview. Interviews, I would say. Because yeah. Dylan Gladhorn's going to join us in the next few weeks. Yep. And then we're going to have someone. Yep. We're still teasing. Someone. Someone. From the, I guess, core creative team. Yeah. Yep. Will join us. As one of my perks, because I was a Kickstarter, I got to do, I get to do a tarot reading with Sinead as Matilda, who is her character in that. And I might ask if I can record the audio. That's a cool idea. Yeah. We can splice that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So if you haven't already, go check out Headless. It's fun. It's fun. Um, I know. I I need to. And it's on YouTube, but it's for free. Free, yeah. Free con, like the BFE, coming at you for free. Coming at you for free. Um, although we do appreciate those who keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness. Yeah, Thank you very much. And just on the headless note, I mean, they were, they are, basically, the two writers are first gen Indian Americans, which is brilliant because obviously people like that don't always get the shot that they need to do these things. And the core creative team is three women. Wait, Sean and Sinead? Yeah. Oh, really? Not, 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 not the three women. That would be the first thing yeah. you just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the, yeah, the core creative team is three women, one guy, and they nice. do an amazing job and definitely deserve to get all the love because they're, yeah. they're at the 50,000 subscribers, but they deserve so many more than that. So yep. please go give Shipwrecked and Headless all the love. Give them the love. Yeah. Um, speaking of giving things the love, Latin Jukebox got a hold of us and I just watched About Time. Yeah. It's hard for me to cry watching a movie, but this movie made me cry as a baby. Thanks, BFE, for putting this recommendation there. What a beautiful You're movie. Welcome. So thanks to George. It's her pick. <laughs> Uh, one more from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Talking about the big short. Says, this debacle stopped me from being able to buy a home. I feel you here, buddy. I couldn't get a mortgage as I had no way of saving for a deposit. Now I'm stuck renting, which is more expensive than paying a mortgage. Oh, the irony. That's why the film made me angry. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Mm. Uh, we talked. We spoke about that at some length. Yeah, we're definitely, uh, we feel you. Uh, Reverend Bruce says, kudos to the BFE and Alex from Ancient Finance for his excellent contribution on the big short. That's Real funny. talent to make complex things succinct and simple, kind of what I have to do in sermons. Best of luck to you and your high-flying new vocation. Yeah. That would be to Alex, on yes. no, I think. You should have him on an episode of Cleared for Takeoff. <laughs> well, we've talked about him redoing 
him redoing the intro I do. That'd be brilliant. Although I gotta be honest, I really love how I, how I did the intro. I, I, do like <laughs> I really like Alex's It sounds really voice. good. Alex's yeah. got a great voice. That's yeah. the thing. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, it would be like you have to try and do like a spot on impression of what I've done. But just in your voice, <laughs> yeah. But, but in his voice and accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But all the tones, like I, I was really happy when that came. I was every day going, that's really good though. We're <laughs> 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 wrong. Like, I, I, I definitely get accused of having a big ego. Acknowledge me. And all that stuff. But I no. think, I think also when I do something poor, Poorly, though, I think I'm also really, really quite candid with myself about that. I don't think it's too often you know I've gone. I was it? awesome at that, and you're like, no, 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 that oh, was that yeah, was really yeah. quite. Do you know bad. why you're candid about it? What's that? You have three people around you that will bring you down to earth. Yeah, you were being, you were saying something, and some, I was like, someone's got to keep him modest. Yeah, because <laughs> there, yeah, I don't know. I think I hit a certain point, and I went, I know what I'm good at, mm-hmm. yeah. and I know when I've done something well, and I've done something poorly. And I've got no problems with being told that wasn't great. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But when I do something well, I don't believe in false humility and going, oh, no, go on. It was, no, I'm like, no, I, I was good at that. <laughs> so someone asked me about my time on the chase. Yeah. And I went, yeah, I, I, I did extremely well. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's all. I'm like, no, no, I beat the chaser. That is extremely well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no point going, oh, I was lucky. No, I wasn't lucky. I extended the lead. You know what I mean? Like, you I was did, good. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you did get let down by your team. I did get let down by my team. Something I, something I can't say about the PFE. I'm not lady? let down yeah. by you guys. Yeah. Was that lady, wasn't it? Oh, the one who kept saying pass. Pass, pass, pass. At one point, you totally see me look at her with like death in my eyes. You did. I think I screamed at the TV when that I'm going to gift that and just have it like so. I'm going to put it on some of our tweets, just me doing the look. You doing the look with acknowledge me. You know how they always go like find someone who looks at you like so and so looks at you? would be like find someone who doesn't look at you the way Ian's looking at whatever Pam or whatever her name was. It might even have been in the. Because Channel 4 did like a. Oh, it popped up at the end of the year the again, video. too. Yeah, 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 they did like a reactions video, didn't yeah, they? And you I were may, in it. I may have found a way to um, immortalize my episode Ooh. for future viewing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I may, have, yeah. I may have found a way to do that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. You should be given a copy of it anyway. I really should, should be. be. Yeah. That should be the bare minimum. If you came on here, we'll, we'll send you a digital file of the episode. Yeah. Hopefully, mm. they're just not going to come at me if some staffer hears me talking about it here. I say I may. I might not. <laughs> there's, been, there's been several Ian's, I'm sure. I'm sure there has been. There we are. Um, so there we are. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Dwayne Smith says, one more time, I position myself firmly in the seat next to Georgia for the big short. I was the same in not understanding the banking element to all this film and desperate need of Alex to explain it to me. Georgia asked all the right questions and Alex answered them all very concisely. I came out the other side under a feeling like I understood it a bit more and I'm considering giving another watch despite not liking it on my first watch. Thank you to Alex for doing such a stonking job. There's a BFE <laughs> word for you. Thank you for encouraging me to submit a score. I'm definitely more aligned with Georgia on this and has so have decided to give six dodgy AAA packages out of 10. We need to add that into the So, though, yeah, we, we need to add that in. I just yeah. we would add that in. So I'm going to talk to Georgia after this is over and we'll figure out what figure the number what is and put it on the... Uh, thing. So there we go. Uh, let's do some shout outs. Uh, Canadian cat for getting the uh, big short announcement while on TikTok seeing a video of the real woman behind Margot Robbie's character in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, is ooh. that uh, fate or the algorithm is just that fast? I think the BFE controls the world. Of course. I think it's that thing we like, I, I, you know, is, is the weather pattern just, you know, just some guy who's got limited intelligence, but like throwing things at a wall, you know, maybe the BFE is just determining algorithms around the world. I like to think We're so. We're the epicenter. We are the epicenter. The studio of awesomeness. Studio of awesomeness. Might be mm-hmm. the epicenter for everything. I did film a little, a little content for the studio of awesomeness today, so we can put it on for our patrons. Oh, so they cool. can see how it kind of works. Is that why the t- table's tidy? 
Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I did film like I, I also kept I also kept the uh, the uh, sight line above the carpet so you can't see all of Pip's pet hair yeah. on the floor. And so I just pan over to the TV to get across the idea of how big the TV is here at the studio. It's awesome, it's huge. It's like a cinema. And then I sort of scrolled over to where we were, and then Liam and his and his pen for his two notes he makes for a film, Three. and then Georgia and her, and her headache tablets and the nerds. Briefing and nerds, yeah. yeah. And then uh, me. And then, I, and then I push some of the buttons, and we'll see kind of how that goes. But yeah, I want to get people a feel for for that. The people, anyway, at the Patreon. Nice. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, so we go. Uh, we've also got Danny from It's a Musical says, I always love when the BFE cover a film I haven't seen. It helps me decide if it's the one I want to check out. And that was in regards to the big short. Uh, Stu from, S, uh, from Stu Roller Podcast for the love. Uh, Sci-Fi Remnant for the love. Bigger Movie Pod for the love. So Wizard for the love. Woo. Nice. Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Woo. Woo. For the love. It's also got the fantasy football team that never dies for the love. Yeah. Uh, M from Verbal Diorama. I uh, did Terminator 2 and gave us some love on her on her show notes. Thanks a lot, M. Love Terminator. Um, I'm sure her, her, her um, she doesn't review. She talked about the history of the film. I'm sure it'll be excellent. So mm, I haven't had a chance yeah. to check it out yet, but I'm sure it's fantastic. So I'm throwing people that way. I've said best best solo podcast and film. Yeah, but, always uh, said that. I always say that. Mm. Best amateur solo fo- film podcast. Go ahead and give her a listen. Uh, shoot the flick for some love. And then um, Hermes. Uh, who says, much like the financial system, this is Hermes who we join in this in a bit. Yep. Much like the financial system, GIF of the Week is rigged. <laughs> uh, we want to thank the following for submissions for GIF of the Week. Josh from Next Favorite Movie, Ian Davies, Andy Dixon, Hermes, Chris Peterson, and Dwayne Smith. Kind of a Dwayne smaller Smith. group this week. Uh, Hermes, yours was absolutely atrocious, dude. <laughs> like, it was horrible. So just make sure we get that out there. Um, let's do third place. Andy Dixon, who did a sliding with style. And it's only third place because Chris Peterson did the exact same one. So you don't get credit for that. Uh, Dwayne Smith, who had one for Major League Baseball players using a rain tarp as a slip and slide. That was funny. But the win this week goes to the scorekeeper himself, Ensign Ian Davies. Woo. For not doing Star Trek for once, but a tarp swallowing a groundskeeper at a game. He's trying to put the tarp out over the field, and the wind picks up. And next thing you know, it's he's inside he's of it. Because yeah. yeah. it's like a baseball stadium. It's massive, right? Yeah. So that tarp's huge. <laughs> and then everyone's trying to get him out of it. So it was really quite funny. So uh, Anthony and Davies for making it so you win. Fantasy football. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Tell you what. Acknowledge me. I'm the only, I'm the only, I'm the only one. <laughs> Who got a win in the BFE last week? Yeah. We would be 0 and 8. It wasn't for me last week. And my comeback against Stu. That's crazy. I mean, luck. How's it luck? It's all luck, isn't it's all, it? Well, it's all skill. It's all luck. But they, they can have drastic switches. If Thingy hadn't well, have got those two dogs, I'll tell you what. Might have been I had worse. both halves. I've had the full Kyler fucking murray experience last week i really did because for the first half he was angry yeah and wasn't doing kyler anything. murray what are you doing he was murray. he was he was effing kyler murray for the first one and then the second half he was kyler fucking murray because he, he like huge comebacks and i was like yes get in i'm really sad that i have to do that for you and not for me yeah have so, you hang that? on but that wasn't hang on that wasn't that i don't have kyler murray it's not in this league, no. No, Nate the Great. Uh, Nate the Great's got him. Yeah, I had. Uh, oh, I had Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford who kept throwing touchdowns to each other. So I was like, "Get in!" So every time they threw a touchdown, I got it for the quarterback and for the receiver. Oh, nice! Oh, it was brilliant. So yeah, so I got the W. Did you notice I've been changing players a lot this week? 
Uh, yes, as of Georgia, actually, to be <laughs> yeah, honest with you. Uh, Ethan, uh, I'm sure he still has his zeros. In the league. Ethan, you, you gotta, you gotta compete, buddy. We're not gonna let you play next year. <laughs> I don't. No, that's, I, that's not even a joke. Like I'm 100 percent being serious. Yeah. You gotta set a lineup. Get my thing now, because I was like, I yeah, need to you've change. You've got Chris Godwin tonight. on, Ethan. Take him out. If Chris Godwin's not playing He's yet, not playing. okay, get him out. You gotta do a, a you gotta do like a, a proper one because someone else we, we gave someone you like a spot that could have gone to someone who would have set their lineup yeah. so you gotta do it. Um, there we are. Um, this week I'm against Alex from Main Street Finance. Ooh, see, Ooh. Alex is good, man. Alex won season one. George has got Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die. He's very good. Oh, Ethan. Le- Liam's got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Smith. Uh, so that's actually. <laughs> A winnable matchup, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ethan's got Stu from Stu World Order, dude. So, like, you better do what I you're supposed to be doing. Gonna die. Are you, Ethan? Why on earth did you let? You're not supposed to drop Chris Godwin. You're what? supposed to put him on your bench. I tried to. Uh, I'm also, not good he played this. Chase. This isn't as easy. This isn't as easy as. No, it um, is. He's played Chase Claypool in his superflex spot, whilst he's got Geno Smith on his bench. Well, Geno Smith's not that great. He's. He's, he's a quarterback. Points yeah, that's six. fair. You're saying these names, but I don't actually know what they I put numbers beside him, buddy. Like it really is like 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 helpful for anybody who's playing for the first time. <laughs> so you know, like we. How do I remove? I would try to just bench. You just you. put him on the bench. Somehow you hit drop. Drop is not bench. Drop is drop. So How someone's going to wake up with a Christmas present on Wednesday when they get waivers and they get um, Chris uh, Goblin. Uh, Although he's out for a few weeks, look. so you might get lucky. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll teach gonna, you. I'll teach you how to do waivers. I'm going to apply for I him now. I see no bench option here. There we go. Well, it's the it's the players with BN beside their name. Just a thought. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Royal Roundtable uh, because Liam and I also released an episode on the Crown. We did. Yeah, uh, clear for takeoff. Did. Um, I'll tell you what, <laughs> not to give away the review, I've already watched two more episodes. <laughs> good, good so there man. we are. I haven't quite got to the, the literal crown being on the head, oh, but I have okay. gotten to the part where, like, how, how, it's, it's any day now. Let's put it that way. How because, right were we when we were talking? What do you mean? As far as timelines go? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like instant. Oh, okay. Like episode two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's all right. So uh, no, but I'm really enjoying it. So there we go. Oh, so, go give it a listen. Uh, we're doing a royal roundtable. We want your top five uh, monarchy released based films. Uh, go ahead and hit us up. Who's That's this guy BFE that, top that, five. That, um, Ethan just dropped. Well, you can't pick them up until waivers clear. Yeah, I know. But what, what's his name? I'm not telling you because I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm probably the bottom of the pile, so I'm not going to get him. But I'll still put my claim. Is in. he is he worth swapping out for? Like I'm not. I mean, any individual. Oh, uh, come on, this is an individual. This is for Liam Ethan. as well. Ethan, who did you just drop? I'm not telling you. It'll be in your notifications, okay. can I Can I jump back on, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So why not leave us a review, Apple or Spotify? I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. And why are we doing this? Because Hermes is bringing it to us. So we're going to see Hermes in about an hour and a half. So let's talk about the film. Uh, this is Whiplash, directed and written by Damien Chazelle, who was the writer of 10 Cloverfield Lane, the writer and director of La La Land, the director of First Man, and the writer-director of the upcoming film Babylon. I'm just going to include the uh, things. I think this is the kind of film I'm going to love. An upcoming American epic period comedy drama film written and directed by Damien Chazelle. It's set in the 1920s during Hollywood's transition from silent films to the talkies. It features an ensemble cast that includes Brad Pitt and she's everywhere on the BFE the last month, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Margot Robbie. So Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie again. It's the big short two. Wednesday. Big is, short yeah. boogaloo. 
Huh? When's that coming out? Uh, before the end of the year. Oh, okay. Oh, I, th- I think I saw Christmas Day. Okay. So it's going to be, it, it's, it's Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait. It's going to be released in the eight big cities on Christmas Day and then a wide release January 3rd or something like that. Period. Comedy. Drama. It's like La La Land. It's like La La Land. It's a love letter to old Hollywood. Yeah. I think out of all of those that have come out, the only one that like I wasn't that keen on was La La Land. And that's not because it's bad. I just don't vibe with that kind of thing. I love La La Land. I remember La La Land was a film that I saw a trailer for. And it's one of those times where I have to get a hold of people and go, this is going to be good. The poster is, is just gorgeous. The posters it, yeah. by itself is yeah. is, is like a clever. throwback. Oh, rem- it's so I, good. Yeah, I remember walking by that poster and not knowing anything no. before the, the buzz of Oscars and stuff. And uh, I just went, wow, there's so much movement in that poster. Yeah. I saw something like that before I got any of the buzz and went, oh, Gosling, Stone. Yeah. Looks, what, what's this about? And I think I hit the trailer and I went, oh, this looks amazing. Now, none of it had hit me on the, I, I did go looking for it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I'm really, really going to like this. And of course, it's musical and it's all these things that kind of we sort of scratches all of our collective itches. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it makes sense. Scratches all of our collective itches. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so th- there's that. Uh, cinematography by um, Sharon Mir. Uh, it, it's a man. It's not Sharon. It, I, I don't think it's Sharon. I think it's Sharon. It's got an E on the end. Um, who did Coach Carter. Oh, good. Coach good. Carter's an all right film. Yeah. And a lot of TV. Oh, okay. Doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Weird for as much Whoa. work as, as that person's done. <laughs> uh, music by Justin Hurwitz, who is a constant collaborator of Damien Chazelle. La La Land, La La Land first yeah. man, and we'll be doing Babylon. So there we are. I know that because I've got the uh, epilogue on one of my soundtracks on my phone, and it always comes up with Justin Hurwitz when I can play yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything from La La Land is Justin Hurwitz. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful piece of music, though. Oh. That, the epilogue, which is like nine minutes long. Oh, is La La Land we're talking about? Yeah. yeah the, whole, the whole film's mm. got oh. music that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought the album. It's on my... Uh, yeah, that's right, kids. I paid for music. Uh, it's, on my, <laughs> it's on my phone. So there we go. Um, first time I saw this. First time I saw this was today. Anybody else? Same. Your first viewing, Liam? Yeah, first viewing. And Ethan, you you made a... This is... Almost... Um, almost needed to be censored like yelp yeah Yeah. that was much more wholesome than the sound you made last week but you were bordering on having a cigarette after it was (laughs) (laughs) but why was it that you that what what is uh so this was one of my chambers yeah this is good because the prestige was one of mine buddy (laughs) i i understand what it's like now no um I watched this, I think, like, the the day it came to DVD, so, like, early 2015, and I, yeah, like, I fell in love with this film. I, I watch it, like, at least two times a year. Like, this is just one that I always, always will have on. See, I can teach this. It's an option. I'm assuming at A-level. No, GCSE. Really? Yeah, uh, Little Miss Sunshine came off the docket, and this is one I could replace it with, and I'm thinking about it. I've got Juno currently. But I, I might swap it. I need to look at what the question is and see which one can I teach. It just because that's not about which film you like better. It's about which question can you teach better to. I was just thinking that yeah. the, the language content for like of some form. It opens the conversation. Yeah. It's really interesting, especially, and we'll talk about it in the movie, but you have a motivation. I mean, I, I, I saw certain elements of my job in this. Not that I've ever thrown like, you know, a table at a kid's head because <laughs> he didn't do the quote right. But, <laughs> you know. Um, the idea about how do you motivate someone? How do you teach them that good enough isn't good? So we'll get into that as we... Hmm. Maybe you should throw, throw a vote to the students, see if you can drum up some votes. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> so I have like, a similar reason that I think this film like 
got with me because I was doing my GCSEs at the time, and I think later on, like we like we can discuss that concept <sighs> too. But yeah, it was like that right place, right time kind of kind of film. Hey, stop looking at your phone for fantasy updates. I'm looking to see if Justin Herbert's playing at nine o'clock. I'm not looking for score updates, just to see if Justin Herbert's playing. Because I've got him currently in my starting spot for a league I'm in. Yeah. But he might, he's a game time decision. So just before nine. Quarter two, we might have to have a little. I need to, I'll have you guys talk for a second and then I'll I'll, I'll have a quick look. Um, I was just looking at mine and um, I saw that some of my players are doing really good that I put on the bench. Yes, annoying with that. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the great. That's why fantasy football is the greatest and worst pastime you can ever have. It's like, oh come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um. So, uh, Ethan, I asked you if you could drum up some, some context. So, what you got? Uh, a drum so- up. I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, so originally, this wasn't going to be the first film that Damon Chazelle was wanting to do, uh, because he wrote this film in frustration. Uh, while he was trying to get La La Land off the ground. So he took all of his inspiration for when he was at Princeton High School uh, in a very competitive jazz band, he says, and drew on uh, his experience with the conductor who he based Thomas Fletch- uh, Terence Fletcher on and uh, went to push it a bit further. And then after that, a couple years later, uh, Blumhouse Pro- Productions uh, wanted Chazelle to write a 15-page uh, part of his original screenplay into a short film, uh, which still had J.K. Simmons uh, playing Fletcher, but didn't have um, Miles, Miles Teller, Teller as, as Naaman. Uh, instead, mm-hmm. he had Johnny Simmons, who I only know from uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I didn't realize this was the same guy from Top Gun Maverick. See, this is the stuff I do yeah. when we introduce the character. When we oh, get to him in the okay. story, we usually say this sort of stuff. Believe my mind. Yeah. Oh, no. I, so, because I'm talking about the short film that yep. inspires the film. Oh, okay. Keep going. Yeah. I, so, then after that, um, they submit to the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it wins the Short Film Jury Award for Fiction. And it gets a lot of investors that get uh, him to produce a complete script and eventually gets financed by Bold Films, and um, I guess that's all I'm going to leave until oh. we get to some characters. Yeah. All right. Okay, okay. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. So we begin the dr- uh, the drumming. We begin, well, we begin with drumming. It's a black screen, and we get drumming, right? Even before we get the, uh, the very minimalist title card, which is just a very simple white font that says Whiplash. On a big, uh, on a big black screen, um, and this is what we call a pre-lap, kids. When you hear the sound before you see anything for visuals, and you switch location, it's a pre-lap. What's the other thing with sound pre-lap. when it's like in the film or not in the film? The diegetic versus non-diegetic. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. So this was all diegetic. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was really struggling with with with. Sometimes I'm like, okay, am I listening to diegetic sound or yeah, am I listening yeah, to yeah. score? Because <laughs> they use jazz frequently as the score as well. I was going to say, how much of this can you actually count as scoring for like? The fair bits, ever. fair bits. As long as he never, we never actually see the source of the sound, then we have to count that as. I don't think there's much of that, though. Is there? No, because we'll see him put a CD on. So therefore, the the, the song has to count as diegetic yeah, because yeah, he's, we know he's listening. He's to listening it. to that yeah. song. Yeah. So even if he leaves the room, is it still diegetic? I have no idea if that still counts as yeah. diegetic once he leaves the room. What's it called again? When you if it exists in the universe, no, no, diegetic. No, no, no. no. Prelap. 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 
Man, if you can get that, my students don't even know that. So I'm, good I'm, job I'm, there. Right, this is a little note. <laughs> well, for it later. makes it pre-lab. It makes sense. It's it's the it's before the film starts. It's, oh, it's pre- before the scene. It's before we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pre anything else. Yeah. Um, and then we um, and then the drumming picks up, and we meet uh, Andrew, played by Miles Teller, um, Rooster. I know, I know that name, but wh- who? Who? He was he was the young hotshot kid who plays Great Balls of Fire on the piano in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, by Deuce's son. Yeah, he's much more built in that one. Oh yeah, which is saying something because he's fa- he's fairly he's fairly well put together in this. We have to eat a yeah. drum, don't you? Yeah. I'm trying to remember he when I first saw Miles Teller. Fantastic Four movie. Actually, oh, he was too. I yes. Yeah, they kind of killed him for a bit. He's got loads of scars. Yeah, he's got scars all over his face. I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure yeah. either. Yeah. And I didn't see that in Maverick. They must have put makeup over it. I didn't know if that was part of the film or part of the. I, I did think that was... like the one on the chin was probably going to be like I thought it was going to be like a part of the film, but it no, wasn't. Um, and so um, he's the reveal at the end of the drum roll, at the end of a long corridor. It's a great reveal because it's like a pow, and then you just you're you're in the room. Uh, he's really drumming, and this is what I've got from my notes, Ethan. I saw very yeah. li- I did very little research, but one thing I did see uh, is that everything that's drumming is really him, with the exception of some hand close-ups. Yeah, okay. I think the, the story that Damon Chazelle gave, it was 99% of the time he's drumming. Yeah. Because he was able to drum before he even did the film. He did some drumming, but yeah, he obviously yeah. got a lot better for this. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there's different styles as well, obviously. I should imagine he probably did more like rocky stuff, whereas this is jazz yeah. drumming, isn't it? So. Yeah. And there's a, there's a clear distinction here about being just a regular yeah. drummer versus yeah. a jazz drummer. Um, And so... He then gets up and apologizes to a figure that we haven't seen yet because we're focusing just on him, just this front shot on him at the kit. And he's been apologizes. And then so is there anything else you want to say about about Miles Teller before I'm literally about to introduce our second main character? Uh, No, not really. Uh, There's like some things that he might have been the first choice for the short film, but there's nothing to verify that completely. Okay, and then he apologizes and out of the shadows comes Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons. Juno's dad, um, J. Jonah Jameson himself. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's him, isn't it? He appears on about half the commercials I watched during an American football game selling insurance. We oh, are farmers. Bop, 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 bop. Best film ever is in no way associated with farmer's insurance. Um, <laughs> do your own research before you go ahead and do this. Hashtag, this is not an ad. Hashtag, <laughs> not a Commissioner Gordon in the Zack Snyder movies as well. Uh, yes. he got, like, really jacked, like, steroidy jacked. Yeah, that's and true. He, he did. He got super. He was, like, showing shots himself on Instagram, like, working yeah. out. He was huge. Wow. Yeah. Um. So he's in black and disappears into the background, and he's the opposite of Miles. So Miles Andrew is wearing a white T-shirt almost always at this point in the movie, and he he will change, but he's almost always in white at the start of the movie. Fletcher's almost always in black. The villain. The villain, the moral depravity, innocence versus experience, whatever you want to call it. And he's he's resting in the shadows. Now, Andrew's got like high-key lighting on him, so he's really well-lit behind the kit, and, and Fletcher's always just coming out of darkness. So I was like, I, very obvious contrast. I get where you're, I get where you're coming at movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in this first ex- exchange of dialogue just kind of gets the whole of both characters up there. You know, what year are you? I'm a first year. Fletcher asked, do you know who I am? Yes, sir. Then, you know, I'm looking for players. Yes, sir. Then why did you stop playing? Now, t- Andrew does the same thing I would do. Yeah. <laughs> he starts playing. But he knew this. At which point he's cut off and goes, did I ask you to start playing? 
And everything part of this conversation is designed to disrupt, to agitate, to make him feel small and crave the approval of this guy. But that did the opposite effect on me. Yes, but you're not a first year at the most prestigious music school in New York City with this guy being the biggest man on the total. Do you know how many times I swore at the TV going, I'd just stick my finger right up his Yeah, but the difference is (laughs) this guy's the guy who gets into the path. This is the guy. If you make it with this guy, you are set. Yeah. That's the thing. So whoever that is in whatever field you be into, you know, what do you do? I'd ruin my chances. Okay, there you go. (laughs) I I wouldn't have been Charlie Parker. There we are. (laughs) So um, we have a slow zoom and then he's gone on because Andrew goes back to like drumming or something. He looks up and he's gone and then he comes back in. We're like, oh, he's he's forgot my jacket. And he gets and everything's like, oh, you're coming back to say good. Oh, no, you're not. You're just here to break my heart a second time because you can. And we talk about, we get this thing that we're at the Schaefer Conservatory of Music fall semester. Not a real school. I did wonder. New York City is a real place for anybody yeah. who's wondering. Oh, is it? Yes, is it is. It? Oh. It's not like that 555 thing in all the movies. You're like, that's not a real phone number. New York City does exist. I thought it was Metropolis. <laughs> I hear it's the greatest city in the world, at least from some musicals. It's the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> Andrew, don't you realize how lucky you are to be alive right now? Um, I'll tell you what. I'm spreading the news. I am spreading the news. Uh, (laughs) I'm not not leaving today. Uh, I'm going to leave this note, though. What a score. Yeah. What a score throughout. Like, all the it's hard because some of it's the performance pieces that he's written, as well as the score. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is repeated stuff he's. There's a sequence, though, when he leaves and we get introduced to New York as a character with this great cinematography and these glorification shots of various parts of New York, but not tourist New York, like the real New York. The dirty, grimy New York. Well, it's not Queens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so um, we then move to a movie theater that's showing Rafifi. That's a French movie, I I think. I don't know, but yeah, the idea that it's, you know, Art house movie, little art, yeah, exactly, a little art house cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I've seen it. He seems sweet. I didn't realize the uh, the pun here. He seems sweet on the girl at the candy counter. He does. Yeah, uh, you knows that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. And uh, then she went into him though. He no, she's kind of this, you know, because he's really shy. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Jim Neiman, played by Paul Reiser. Oh, I like. Paul I Reiser, always yeah. love Paul Reiser. Georgia, you don't know him. Okay. He's, um, he's the guy I first saw I'm him. I'm trying to think if he's thrown up in the pod before. I'm not sure. He was in that TV series. Mad About You. Mad About You. Hell and yeah, Hunt. Hell and Hunt. So, Mad About You. I'm sure we've had this comment. I'm sure he must have popped up somewhere. Maybe Hell and Hunt, because we did Twister, so we've definitely done Hell and Hunt before. Um, we haven't done Castaway yet, though. Ooh, interesting. Um, but that, um, basically, it was a story of this couple who just never had kids so this professional couple who lived in new york city and paul reiser was your kind of uh leading man um he's like what paul rudd is today yeah yeah i mean he's like a straighter version of jerry seinfeld he's jewish he's 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 successful i forget what his character what what his job was but anyway and it was about kind of like it wasn't friends it was like you're like five six years older than friends Mm -hmm. like you're you're adults so they're in a committed relationship but they, they, they never had kids and what does that look like? And she kept winning every award possible for it. And he never won like anything. But my like, Paul Reiser is really good. I think he was a comic back in the day. I think. Yeah, didn't he, he have a, a bit part in Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, I don't remember that. Jeez. If that's the case, I think it's Beverly Hills Cop too. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw he's in Beverly Hills Cop one because he's uh, his IMDb says he's going to be in the new Beverly Hills Cops. Oh, oh, he's in Stranger Things. That's where I've seen him from yeah. recently. Anything else though that we would have seen him from? 
Uh, my two. I'll let you have a look, and I'll just keep popping through here. Oh, dads, aliens, yeah. Alien Two, Aliens. Yeah, it's um, not. I'm trying to think of something we did in the pod, but maybe not. No, no, nothing here right, right. that I can see. No, uh, they're putting raisinets over the popcorn. You guys know what raisinets are? Are they, are like they chocolate, chocolate covered raisins? raisins? I just realized how stupid that question was because it's got the word raisin in it. <laughs> and clearly you can see it's chocolate. Because at first I think I had, I, I put them down as chocolate covered peanuts. But then I went, they said raisinets. So I went, oh, there we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so raisinets. Um, and I guess that's the equivalent. I've never really seen this before, putting raisinets over popcorn, but kind of a cool idea. That's sweet. with so salty, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so Andrew tells the story of what happened. And dad gets hit in the head with a popcorn bucket. I thought that was going to be Fletcher. <laughs> I've gotten my notes. I think it, I've literally written. Yeah. I think it's Fletcher. They made then, that nope. bigger thing than what it should have been. Yeah, like what is it? Just the idea What's of it that are they just two losers? Is that what they're trying to show us? Maybe I don't I know. Guess. I, yeah. I expect that to be another character. They're, they're non-confront. Like Dad's not confrontational. Maybe that's what that is. He Maybe. even apologizes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm surprised he's not Canadian. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, back to Andrew's place, and um, it's oh jeez, he walks up, and it's just like someone's having a party and the base is coming through the walls i had a university experience like this where it wasn't like it wasn't dorms it was like just an apartment building in like town yeah and this and this guy just played is cranked his base up he's out of his house the first time i can do whatever i want and then didn't realize that, that no, that's not how the real world works because you right. share walls with people yeah and it was so bad that i would call up the the super and be like it's you know, i come home and 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 my, my partner at the time she'd just be crying because it hadn't stopped for three, four, five hours straight. Jesus. Base coming through. Well, you know, the only place that was soundproof was was the bathroom. Yeah. So I'd have like three baths a day because it was the only place you could go. And it, it could start at three in the morning. It could start on 10 a.m. You just were always in fear of it starting back up. See, that wouldn't have happened with me. It wouldn't happen in this country. It would have been well, done. I would have kicked his door in <laughs> yeah. and wrapped that around his neck. <laughs> so we tried to go through all the proper channels. And they would shout abuse at us through our door. Really? Because, yeah, because we had the nerve to actually ask for, like, hey, turn it down. You know what I mean? Um, and it and the, the the guy, the management company was always like, oh, we don't. We went up and it wasn't bad. I'm like, guy, I don't want to tell you. Like, I'm, uh, I can record it for you. I can do, like, just go knock on some doors and ask the residents. Yeah. And there ended up being a, a room, that uh, apartment that was available. We had a one-bedroom place, but there was a two-bedroom place at the end of the, end of the corridor on the opposite side. And it came up for grabs. And I said, can I have a look at it? And he showed me around. I think he thought I was doing a pantomime. And I said, well, we'll, we'll take it. And he was like, what? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we'll take it. And he's like, how bad is it? I'm like, God, I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm willing bad. to spend $75 more a month to get away from this. Wow. And then he went and I could see him. He was knocking on some doors and I didn't hear a peep the rest of the year until this one old lady who lived beside us moved out. I think she must have been the one who backed up our story oh, okay. and then it cranked back up. But at that point, at least I'm not sure the literal wall with him. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit better, but she, so I got anxiety just listening to this. Wow. Oh, whenever heavy bass happens, I like totally, yeah, I have, I have a little, it's weird. I have a little PTSD sort of moment there. Cause I didn't sleep for like, I can imagine four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. I was only getting like, like, like two, three. And you never knew when it was going to happen. Like I was sleeping with earplugs in my ears Jeez. to try and block out. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't have words. <laughs> yeah, I'd be. I think I'd be, I'd be more. I can be more confrontational. The problem is, I have a hard time when it's confrontation, still keeping myself in a measured zone. So I'm really quite chill. Yeah. yeah. But when I lose it, I lose it. Yeah, me. me and I don't have that bit where I can sort of be confrontational, but not go all the way. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's just always better if I go through proper channels. I take, 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 yeah. bang. <laughs> yeah. I explode. <laughs> um. So uh, then he goes to class, and we see Andrew staring at the guy making out with a girl, and there's a close-up on him stroking her ear, and I'm like, it's never really paid off. No. <laughs> yeah. I, um, is I it just show he's he, lonely. He like wants a girlfriend. I like. guess it plants that, but it's not really a big. No. Yeah. Maybe it's just the idea of it. So it was something that he was interested in, something that he'll sort of move beyond. Yeah. Then we meet Mr. Kramer, who I thought was going to be a bigger deal, so I looked him up. Damon Gupton. Uh, he comes in and they do. He's a first year student, so he's doing the, he's the first year sort of band, and he's not even the core drummer. He's the alternate drummer. Mm-hmm. So um, they go through some stuff, and there's a shadow at the door, and everybody picks up who it must be, and likely Fletcher. But again, he's the shadow. Everything is light. He's the dark presence. So they're clearly establishing him as like this figure of menace, but also intrigue. I wouldn't want to be that guy. You wouldn't want to be him or you wouldn't want to be Andrew? I wouldn't want to be um, Fletcher. Fletcher. No. Would you want someone to fear you? Uh, Power. That's not that's I not want power. People to be afraid of how much uh, they love yeah, him. Michael Scott. <laughs> um, hang on till we get towards Nervy Yanks. I think there's a lot of his character that comes out towards the end. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm just saying let's just table the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Liam's feeling on that. Uh, then Andrew goes ahead and he thinks we'll turn about fair play. I'm going to eavesdrop on the studio band. And uh, the color grading. Julian, you hear that? I'm talking about the color grading. Very green. Um, it's very green and blue in yeah. the first year. But yeah. if you go to the studio band, it's very orange. orange it's yeah. very warm, which is yeah. kind of ironic, actually, if you consider what that's going to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I thought the color was off on TV. No. Nah, yeah. I thought that's a bit weird. And Fletcher spots him instantly. And he, he ducks and hides. And when he goes and he practices, we get a Buddy Rich CD. And it zooms to an eyeline match of a black drum kit. So an eyeline match is when you see a character look off screen. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you, theoretically. What they're looking at. The object that we assume is what they're looking at. Now, because of, we've seen it a million times. We just make the connection instantly. But yeah, it's, you just have someone look look off screen and then just show me what it is. And we go, oh, that's the thing they want. They desire. They yada, yada, yada. So. There's a new term for your kids, eyeline match. Oh, yes. It and will pre-lap. be mine. And pre-lap. <laughs> I remember uh, back in the day, she taught uh, A-level media, and we had this clip, and it was uh, a bunch of different questions to come up, and one of them was like sexuality, how sexuality presented in the clip. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot of a girl, and it's like Victorian. Victorian? Yeah, Victorian times. Maybe Edwardian times. Mm-hmm. So just around the turn of the 20th century. Yeah. And she's looking at this other girl who's asleep. And we just get a shot of her looking. And then we just get like a shot of this. Like it's like a Victorian dress. So it's up to the girl's neck. But it's just like her bust line. Mm-hmm. And all the kids are like, I can't get anything out of this. Like, what do you mean sexuality? I'm like, guys, it's so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> but unless the other character was like, I want to sleep with you. They mm-hmm. just weren't getting there. I'm like, guys, come on. Um, okay, one more time. We, we got to learn these terms again. Here we go. <laughs> um, where are we at here? So um, back to practice. And Andrew impresses Mr. Kramer. He's kind of like, oh. And then even the other drummer's like, you've been practicing your drumming, man. All right. And that's the thing. We see no one's going to outwork Andrew in this film. Nope. Andrew's going to give it all. In Storm's Fletcher, uh, without knocking, he just comes in, and it's a shoulder, and it's feet, and it's nothing. It's just parts of him until he's at the front. And then he's like, all right, let's do... Uh, I felt sorry for the other teacher here. Let's do... Audi- so oh, I... <sighs> 
because you i think you realize your place in the great chain of being you're you're the first year teacher he's he does the studio concert symphony orchestra oh, yeah i know but you still feel a bit sorry for him because you get the impression he just walks in and takes over that's got to be really frustrating well no because he's going to give one of his students a chance to progress beyond well yeah but it still would be frustrating having your lesson interrupted yeah i just think you know who you are at this point if yeah. i was that teacher because I think this teacher equally <laughs> is going to be like, I mean, I think, I think everybody wants a chance to have access to Fletcher because Fletcher can get you into positions that mean you're in New York, right? Mm. That mean it, you know, it's, it's like, are you going to cut off any um, relationship or any situation that could get you? Yeah, you don't want to bite, bite the hand, do yeah. you, I guess. But. Like, he is the I godfather. Who, who, who's he going to put in positions of influence that you might get hired by Carnegie Hall or something? But why would if, you not bite the hand? He's bit everyone else's hand. Because he's the one who's got access to the people who make the decisions. Nice all the way through. I bet he's that person since day one. Well, actually, well, I don't think so. And it's a part of the movie I got to talk about there. But again, that's in the future. Just give me a moment there. I was going to say, I kind of think it's like if you were directing like an Amdram show. And I don't know, like, people are like this is how you were with Twelfth Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I wish I was Andrew in this, but like, you're directing like an Amdram show, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, Martin Scorsese shows up. Like, I'm taking this actor. Don't, don't even try and stop me. Yeah. Like, it's Martin Scorsese. Go ahead, take him. I'll get a new guy. Yeah. So we have individual auditions. Um, so he goes through a few of them, and I think it's one girl. I think she's a first saxophonist. <laughs> Yeah. She's in first chair, and he goes, you're in first chair. Let's see if it's just because you're cute. Now, you go, he's a misogynist, but then she sucks. And he's like, yep. <laughs> again, he's not wrong. He's put her on edge. She's there for a reason. Oh, I think. Well, Come George, on. Georgia, you've got some some experience with performing arts at, yes. at, at, at a higher level. I mean, it's yep. very competitive. Because as much yeah. as you're doing stuff together, you're always in this competition. Oh, absolutely, but it's, I mean, the environment... You can get away with this now, no, no. No, the environment that I've always been in has always been very much, it's it's nurturing and building each other up rather than competing against each other because as much as you all know that you're competing against each other, having connections with people, people in your class and people who are your teachers might well be the person that gets you into something else so you don't actively compete against them, you work with them. Okay, but in the situation we have here, I mean, basically performing arts is you'll be asked to audition at some point. Yeah. And he goes, you're in first chair. Do you deserve to be there? Clearly she doesn't. Clearly she doesn't. I think if you weren't so hard on her, she would have been. Oh, my. Okay, we can't believe these. It's similar to what I hear my colleagues talk about with. I was in a colleague's lesson the other day, actually. And they went, they don't live outside of the text. So we can only go with what the film gives us. But the film showed us is she can't hack it. Not when the pressure's on. Is it a heavy amount of pressure? Uh, Yeah, no more than anybody else had. But my character, me being me, yep. I wouldn't want to be part of that. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I wouldn't, if, if that's that toxic and that's that horrible, why would you make your life well, like that? I think the movie tells us this, doesn't I it? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and so the core drummer goes, and then Andrew goes, and Andrew doesn't get very long at all to do his double swing. And But as he, leaves, time at all. as he leaves, he goes, drums, with me. And then uh, it's Ryan Connolly, who will come back later in the film, goes to get up. And there's a cutaway to, uh, he goes, no, no, other drums. There's a cutaway to Andrew being like, whoa, me? Okay, yeah, he, smiles, huh? he walks up, he gets an invite to a session tomorrow at 6 a.m. Don't be late. And uh, Ryan, played by Austin Stowell, who I thought was very good in this. The guy who played Ryan in his limited role was very, very good. Did he play drums mm-hmm. as well? I wonder. Oh, I think he must have been a drummer, and that's why they hired him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he's pissed. He's also wearing gray. So at this point, we have white, we have black, and we have gray. And I'm like, I'm I'm seeing what you're doing here, movie. Oh, I see exactly what they're doing. Yep. There. Uh, back to the cinema, and we have a two shot of Andrew and the girl um, at the at the counter. But now he's wearing black, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is a dream. <laughs> nope he's just asking her for a date and he's pretty good she's in light he's in black he asks her out she says please go away i this is way too far gotcha i just yeah. way too far um yeah there's not there's not a whole lot that would freak me out am i alone there's not a whole lot more intimidating or terrifying in life than sort of asking a girl for a number or whatever that situation is it's very terrifying it is because you, you want to you know culturally we've determined this is the rules of the game mm-hmm. are they changing sure but to actually go out there and put yourself out there and then for someone to just go ahead and play the whole you're you're harassing me card yeah i agree this was this is my point i'm like yeah. this yeah. is too this is a bad opening note for me opening hot note but uh, for me with this character because yeah. i don't like her as a result of this no yeah but aren't they setting you up for later i don't know they want you to align with him don't they oh oh yeah okay i see what you mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that when he has his fall it's more powerful yeah sure um he says it's pretty mean i'm like yep <laughs> Uh, but this is Nicole, played by Melissa Benoist. Um, was she very good? I don't no. know. She didn't really have much to do. She doesn't have enough time for it. No. I don't think so. No. She was a bit wooden in time. But is that the character, though? Is that, I don't know. She doesn't have I, a lot to do I, because we're so tightly aligned to him. Yeah. There's only two characters that really matter. Maybe three if you count the dad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. count, no. He's close. I don't think he does enough. Okay. Oh, uh, I Liam, wish he did. You more, might know her. But... You watch Supergirl. Okay. Is she Supergirl? It's Supergirl. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Supergirl. Melissa Benoist. Yeah, Benoist. Benoist. Melissa Benoist. Jeez. Something yeah. Benoist. There's an S in there. I don't. It could be French. Wow. Well, it could be Benoist. Maybe She's she looks completely German descent. Ah. Okay. Wow. Well, maybe if she's running around with like you know. I had no idea. A Supergirl costume hey, on you. Yeah, if I'd known that. There we go. <laughs> Whole different story. Hey, we said she's in Metropolis, didn't we? She doesn't have that much to do in this film. And I think, obviously, I think it's on purpose because we're also supposed to kind of, when she's there, annoyed because you want more drumming, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. I, I yeah. kind of appreciated the, the break. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the break. So I think she's sort of used almost as a bar- like a, a break and barrier to go. Okay, well, it's the idea because she's she represents normalcy and normal yeah. lives and all that stuff. Yeah, um, they're gonna go for pizza because he knows a great pizza place. And I've got my notes in New York. Really? You don't say wow. a place Whoa. renowned for its pizza. I he comes hear across it's the water he comes across they use for being the dough. like a 12, 14 year old. The way he comes across when he's talking to her. Uh, maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? He's just awkward. I got a feeling he's not been very successful with girls. Because obviously he uses the rush of approve, uh, getting the approval of Fletcher yeah. Yeah. to springboard into, I feel really good and confident. Oh, I can on. ask this girl. I don't have time to change his topic. Maybe they're, they're trying to show you the vulnerability and the innocence of him through the change of the movie. So they need him white and pure, like you said, with the white Oh, it's exactly what it is, buddy. To, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, it's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. It's, it's, just, it's just come to light to me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a story that's been done a thousand times. Yeah. The awkward guy who finds him. It, it stays a thunder, dude. Oh, yeah. It stays a thunder. Yeah. 
He's a guy who's got a little bit of natural raw skill. He gets, he gets, he finds success. He gets big headed, pushes everybody away until he has to realize what it's really about. Get back to the roots of it all. Wins the girl back, and then he goes. Ah, uh, <coughs> so instead of tires, it's drumsticks. That's right. Okay. Do 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 do. Give me some love. I give me give me some love. Get out the drum kit, Andrew. Um, so they're gonna meet Monday at 7 p.m. Let's go high and wide. I've got my notes. It's the Superman feeling. I don't know what that Superman means. feeling. What's what's that? Supergirl. Oh, there we go. The there topless. we go. It was me. See? It was me figuring this out. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I think it's the idea of it. Yeah, he's he's high on on his experience, so he feels yeah. he's in, he's invincible right now. I've gotten my notes. I literally wrote down. He then pulls a Liam because <laughs> he sleeps in and he's late for rehearsal and falls down the stairs at six oh three a.m. I don't know what you mean. For the record, Liam was on time for the recording session today. Oh yeah, I'm always on time. I did ring you to make sure you're on your way. He did. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, he then walks into the yoke covered room that we saw earlier, and he's three hours early. And this is the first of Fletcher's mind games. See why? Uh, he waits the three hours, and then we get a montage of everyone coming in. And there's some great cinematography. There's one bit where three I think it's trumpeters put their cases down on the chairs, and it focus pulls for each one as it goes down the line. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and then he finds out, hey, you're here. You can turn my pages for the regular drummer, whose name was. I want to say I'm giving this. I can't remember. I forget. I've got it in my I notes later on. Skippy. Not, okay, we'll call him Skippy. Um, <laughs> precisely at 9 a.m., everyone stands up because Fletcher comes in on the beat of nine because, you know, he's not a rusher or a dragger. He's precise. I stood up. Even the way he puts his coat and hat on the stand is meticulous. Yeah. Something wrong with that guy. And I've got in my notes, everyone else is standing. If, okay, Liam, if you were new to this, yeah. you have a new member of the band. Uh-huh. Everybody else stands up when he walks in. Uh-huh. I'm thinking I stand. You're drumming. Yeah. You sit. <laughs> Come on. Liam would, would so get a cymbal thrown in his head. <laughs> He'd get one back. <laughs> oh, um, do you know what? There's one part of this film I'm going to have to say when we get to it, but I screamed. And I was going, yeah! I, I know exactly which point <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, none of the players make eye contact with him, so this idea of fear, I think, is well established. But don't beautiful music come from people playing in sync with each other, feeling it? Not just being technical. It's really ironic because jazz, you think, is supposed to be about feeling the music. Yeah. But they're asking for such precision. He's, he's always talking about my tempo and to my whatever. He's the conductor. Because yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but like it's like, like that's not what jazz is. Because <laughs> I've seen, I'm not a big jazz fan. Um, Me either. I, I love to watch it rather than hear it. So I've seen live band, jazz bands before, in both in, in America, one in the... Um, San Francisco and one in LA and um, they were brilliant to watch and I love how people come in and out and yeah. there's like you know some people go off to the toilet and they're still playing other bits and they're brilliant I mean it's so clever and that's what I love about it it's the feel of everything so this is such a contrast when everything has to be so precise you know because you're supposed to be in tune with each other not just right hit this beat no hit this beat hit this beat yeah Yep. You know, and that's there was such a contrast in this movie. I didn't get it. Um, and so uh, they're going to play Whiplash. Is that a well-known piece of music? No, no, it's an original piece of music they wrote it for the film. It is original piece of music. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be. I think everything they do is a Justin Hurwitz c- composition. Oh, okay. I yeah. weren't sure if these were like no, um, no, no, because I, I, I don't know. No, 
Oh, okay. Um, so roll credits. Um, they're all focused on a single entry point, and there's a great focus pull from the drummer Skippy's perspective to <laughs> to Fletcher's hand as it's coming down. And I, I just love that the idea of how important this this moment is. Um, and then we find out that Fletcher's a bit of a homophobe. A little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. A little bit. Um, I think it's one of the trumpet players gets told, that is not your boyfriend's dick. Do not come early. Yep. Um, Something you expect from a truck driver. It's... (laughs) Everything is about emasculation. Because, A, first off, there's no women in this band. No. No, No, there's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets taken out, don't she? No, the... uh, Sex softness. Yeah, that was the first year band. That wasn't the studio band. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I never really looked to see. To be yeah, clear. no, it's a lot of because you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it's, everything is a um, is either a homophobic reference or it's an emasculating reference. I'm going to take away your manhood. Yeah, publicly, publicly, mm. because that's what the arts needs is uh, less less men. <laughs> he doesn't like it when I take them away from him, though, does he? Um, well, yeah. I'm not sitting here telling you Fletcher's the hero. Good. Just want to establish that. It's not like I'm going, yeah, it's like me in a classroom. Yeah. Are you more nurturing? I hope so. Jeez. Um, you throw the chairs with care. When, 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 Liam, Liam frequently talks about, you know, when, when I'm out with him and Lynn and, uh, and someone will recognize me. Or go, oh, you know, sir, nice to see you. Uh, yeah, it's not the bit where they look at the ground and they don't look at you and any of that stuff. So uh, uh, my my favorite is when they go by and they go, "Hi, sir, are you right?" And you go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good." And I can feel a little bit of tension. And uh, they go, "They go, I see you, sir, bye." And you go, "Yeah, they were trouble in school." <laughs> <laughs> I went, you, you "Yeah, I, I, go, I don't like teaching that one." <laughs> they're so pleased to see you. Yeah, it's, it's like TMZ for them. Oh my word, they have, they have real lives. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's an out-of-tune player, and it's a brass player, and it's a guy, and he's a guy in a white T-shirt. Mm. Do you think you're out of tune? And he thinks about it. He goes, did you think you're out of tune? And he goes, yes. The response is, then why the fuck didn't you say so? I'm- he's also the only, like, guy in there who's not, like, built or, like, yeah. thin. He's the only yeah, guy a, who's, like, overweight. Guy. Direct quote, I'm not going to have you cost us a competition because you're more focused on a happy meal than on the pitch. Yep. Mm. And then he leaves, and you get, for the record, he wasn't out of tune. You were Erickson. But he didn't know he wasn't out of tune, and that's bad enough. Oh, man. If I was that kid, I'd go and get a happy meal. You get to see the mind mind games, (laughs) and then we get a 10 minute, okay, everybody, 10 minute break. Now, I I remind you, they've been playing for about 90 seconds at this point. Mm. But you get a 10 minute break. And this is where. I guess. Have we all been here? Maybe. Andrew wants to believe that. He's going to be, he's the exception. Yeah. So I, I think everybody does. So Fletcher comes out and says, Hey, any musicians in the family? And he goes, No, no, no. My dad's a writer. Oh, he's a writer. What's he done? And then, finally, okay, he's a high school teacher. And on behalf of all teachers everywhere, screw you, Andrew. Yeah. Because you're what? You embarrassed to say your dad's a teacher? Screw you. <laughs> I'm trying to hide. No, he's a, he, okay, he's a teacher. It's a fine job. And he gets a good award. Yeah. Um, he's doing something, right? And he goes, I think you're here for a reason. Do you think that? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I do. Say it. Don't say it. I'm here for a reason. He goes, cool. And I'm like, first time watching, I'm going, this is totally a setup. 
Yep. This is totally a setup. <laughs> Everything's a bloody setup. And they walk back in the room, and it's like a slow motion shot of Andrew as he walks in, and he's got this like smile on his face, like I have arrived. And I'm like, everything the film is doing is just showing me all of the hubris, all of the tragic pride How he's got going fall, on right now. Yeah. You are so going to fall, and I don't know if the movie's supposed to be conditioning me to expect it or not, but I am. I am. I was, and I'm ready for fall. We do whiplash again, and they starts playing. He goes, "Hey, we got Buddy Rich here." and andrew smiling as he drums i'm like how is he not getting this um and then they go through a few things a few times over and he's like remember earlier he said don't worry about the numbers just feel it just feel it and now he's counting one two no let's come down on the beat um, i'm down to six no 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 okay start a bar with it oh no no okay let's try again and then fletch or oh so, so then andrew kind of thinks he has it for a moment and then a chair gets thrown at his head <laughs> if that chair had hit him in the head, he would have been dismissed straight away. Sure. So it makes no sense. Fletcher's, later on. Fletcher's got good aim. I will say, and this is from uh, my granddad was a maths teacher, and he threw, granted, this was like the 60s. He threw a chair at a student, and no one in the class knocked on him. No. No. Because there's that fear. Yep. I'm not saying that he what he did was good, but like there is a history that that is a possibility. It wouldn't work happened. now because yeah. people because of mobile communication, the conversation never ends. Mm. But everybody just went home to their homes and then came back the next day. And we're gonna no, we're not gonna. And you're at home, and then something else happens, and it's over. Whereas now you just everybody get on their phones, and it would be a huge event by the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that. Uh, now it's more of the opposite. Now it's the students who throw the chairs. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I've, had, I've had chairs thrown at me. I've also had pool cues thrown at me. Pool balls, scissors, sticks, many, many items. I just get plaudits. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Fists, <laughs> feet, mm. teeth. I get accolades. Saliva. Praise. That's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Soap. That was the most recent one. I had a load of soap thrown Money. Over me. <laughs> I don't mean literally thrown at me. I mean figuratively thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all right. Um, where are we at here? So uh, he goes, were you rushing or were you dragging? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And he, goes, and he says, count to four. And he goes, five, six, count to four. And he, one, two, three slaps him in the face oh. for the record i actually just slapped myself in the face there yeah, and goes was i rushing or was i no for me i was right on four so i wasn't rushing or dragging um but he goes you know are you a rush so he finally goes one two three and he slaps i'm like he's rushing he goes you're rushing i'm like yeah it's a, my my temple's all right i, I could have played in this band do you know what i would have played them sticks on his head <laughs> i would have i would have gone to town on him you touched me once more. And he goes, sight read number 101, bar 101. He goes, he goes, are we in an acapella group? <laughs> are you rushing or dragging? Rushing. And then he cries and he goes, are you upset? No. So you don't care about this. I'm like, this guy's like pulling every emotional manipulative moment. But for what? And he cries and he goes, say, say you're upset. I'm upset. Say it so the whole band can hear you. And we do a cutaway. And the cutaway is interesting that nobody's rejoicing in this. Cutaway because no. everyone has been through it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know what it's like. Yep. They're uncomfortable. So I'm upset. And he makes him go louder, louder, louder. And then he uses the backstory from the corridor to humiliate him in front of everybody. Yeah, why? This is why your mommy ran out on you and why your dad's such a loser. 
And I was like, whoa. And then he talks to goes, practice more, Neiman. He does have a baseball bag in the head. And I'll tell you what, the shot after he walks out of the room, he goes outside and they just leave the camera where it is a fair distance away. And we just watch him sort of like in a daze walk off, just humiliated. And uh, he ignores phone calls from dad and we see his hands bleeding. We, a lot see, through this movie. we see his alarm go for 4.30 a.m. so we can wake up and practice drumming. And we see him practicing, and there's sweat, and there's blood on the kit. Blood, sweat, and tears, this film. Yep. Would you like some notes on uh, J.K. Simmons being an absolute uh, monster? Sure. Uh, Damon Giselle gave J.K. Simmons the direction of, I want you to take it past what you think the normal limit would be. I don't want to see a human being on the screen anymore. I want to see a monster, a gargoyle, an animal. And um, many people within like uh, the extras were real band uh, musicians or music students. And he just Giselle wanted to get the actual expressions of their fear when uh, J.K. Simmons was screaming at them. And then uh, Giselle prefaced by saying, Simmons was as sweet as he could be when we were... Uh, like between between takes which helped because it was a 17 day shoot and they were filming 14 hours a day so it really became nightmarish yeah 17 days for the shoot yeah that's amazing wow that's amazing intense yeah but, um he's ignoring phone calls from dad i said i believe he's that already uh he goes to the date and he talks about his music and i'm like i don't think he's really a great conversationalist because he's just one there's only he's just singularly minded one note yeah. And he, uh, nice. inside the or he talks about himself. Yeah. And then he asks her, she goes, oh, she goes, yeah, you, I always noticed that you always looked at the floor. And he goes, yeah, my dad says I struggle at making eye contact. She goes, yeah, my parents criticize me too. And I'm like, well, you started the conversation off by saying, oh, he doesn't look at the floor. And then he says his parents do it. You're like, yeah, that's a criticism. I'm like, you just did it. His dad's very supportive. This girl sucks. Yeah. Um, she talks about her chin, which is nowhere near a Jay Leno chin. Nothing wrong with that chin. <laughs> no, he criticizes her choice of Fordham, and I'm and she turn. I'm like, you're a jerk, man. Mm-hmm. And then she turns on her school. He's like, well, why do you go? Oh, it's number one in the school. Why do you go here? Oh, you just chose it randomly. I'm like, easy. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to turn into Simmons. They're both, well, both. that's the thing. But it's supposed to be gradual, and it doesn't feel gradual. Uh, it feels like they just flip a switch. No, they yeah. both just seem like assholes talking to each other, like in this yep. in this scene. I was like, I do not care for either of you two. Can we can we go to a different scene, please? She feels homesick and thinks I'm tired of already pretending they're not in college. He confesses, "Hey, I still go to the movies with my dad," and he says it like it's like a bad thing. And I'm like, dude, I'll totally trade you spots. Yeah, it's also as if she'd be I shocked kill by for that. this mm. since she works at the cinema that both he and his dad go to yeah she then instigates some physical contact by playing a little footsie underneath the table and we go to the overbrook jazz competition everyone looks nervous and this is where i'm talking to him about the kind of guy he might really be because we see him out in the corridor from andrew's perspective with some friend of his from a long time back and some little kid and he's like hey when you're bigger you want to come play piano in my jazz band and he's really sweet I get a feeling you get him out of that studio, he's probably a reasonable human being. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I think he totally is. No, I think he wants people to think he's this nice guy and he's not. Oh, I don't think there's any pretense in this. Yep. No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to table this because I, <laughs> I respectfully disagree, but the point for me to bring me up is later, and I don't want to ruin 
I don't want to do the no, bit no, we sometimes no, no. do where we jump yeah, ahead. I think yeah, the I people that he meets before too. he becomes a position of power, he is still very friendly with because there are people he knows from when he was not an arsehole. But the people he has met after being in a position of power, he's an arsehole to all of them. So then we get the bit where yeah. he comes in from the sweet moment and instantly we have the... We get that speech, right? And to go from this lovely man who's like to this little girl going, Hi, how are you? You alright? You gonna do and then we go to this where he's here comes the um the, the, the homophobic rhetoric, here comes the emasculating comments and the absolute determination. And uh, I've got in my notes, this has got to be the part in the movie where the drummer screws up to allow Andrew to ascend. Because this is the part in the movie where this is this is the first te- the first yeah. hurdle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's gonna happen, he's gonna get the spot because Days of Thunder. It's it what is, it is. It is. It is. You're right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Uh, Andrew is given the drummer's folder, and within moments, he puts it down and disappears. Now, we never actually find out what happens to this folder. I was going to ask. It never pops back up. No. I, think I was going to ask, what do people folder. think of yeah, I, I, I think Simmons took the folder. Fletcher. It's Fletcher. so quick. Yeah, I think he took the it's folder. It's so it quick. Frust- and that's what frustrates me as well, is because there is, you don't see... It, no, we don't we don't ever come back to it but we don't there isn't even anyone passing as an extra in the background there's like no possible way that it disappears from on a chair directly behind him that we wouldn't see it the way they it shot could, it it could be fletcher but then i want i want that paid off then yeah because you can't see it there's yeah. nothing there's not it's I so feel, quick we yeah. don't see him anywhere in the background or anything uh, uh, you don't see, you don't see anyone in the if, background if it we saw feels... a shot where skippy looks over his shoulder and sees fletcher and goes you gotta find that folder yeah. then i can go fletcher took it I still think he took it. I feel the implication is later on where he's talking to Andrew, like in the bar about what he did. <laughs> but again, I, that's look that's at you trying to jump ahead. I'm trying to stop that conversation. Ahead. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. I can't really talk about that yet. Then don't. <laughs> trying to avoid <laughs> it. I'm. I'm saying the. Liam and I have been very good so far. We have. But you can always guarantee that Ethan will drop. Oh come on! <laughs> Is he a rusher or a dragger? He's rushing <laughs> He's right <a> now. <laughs> um, so um, he, uh, it turns out Skippy can't play it without the music. He's like, he has got a medical condition, and because ne- like, like Fletcher's just making fun of him. Oh, you can't. You, you don't know it. No, I don't know. Oh, it's a medical condition. Oh, it's a medical condition. I'm like, jeez, this is. So now he's ableist. See, the yeah. funny thing is, right? There's a lot of musicians out there who's had hurdles to come overcome because of um, physical or whatever, yep. uh, and they've been brilliant musicians. Yep. So him saying what he's saying... Here's the question, though. I'm going to throw this to you. If it's Lincoln Center, if it's Carnegie Hall, can you go on there unless you know every bit memorized at that level? But he's there for a reason. Because he's... Who is... They're still school Skippy. kids, though, aren't yeah. they? Oh, I agree. This is the, the we'll, we'll talk about when we, when we, when we, when we, when we, when we stop dragging and join Ethan where he has at some point, <laughs> but it I'm is that deeper Fletcher conversation known that he can do this. It's not a, a first thing. He's then just joined the class. He's been there a little while. Who's a more honest question, honest question, forget fairness, honest question. Who's a more valuable member? The guy who can memorize it or the guy who needs the charts? Yes. The guy that can memorize. There it. we go. Cruel, but true. Well, yeah, but he should know yeah. this already. These are things that he should but already equally, know. If the guy is, if the guy knows he needs the charts, then he shouldn't have been like a. The, been oh, and Fletcher's one hundred percent right. You shouldn't have because he was on a power trip saying, "Here, yeah. apprentice, carry my stuff." Yeah, because exactly I can doing without realizing that actually no, he needs it, and now this he's is, in a vulnerable position because he doesn't have it. And this is what lets us be okay with this happening. 
is because he should never have had the and Fletcher kind of lets Andrew off the hook by saying this. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of moral quandaries in this film. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> and because I've already played one half of it. Um, Neiman says I know the whole thing by heart. Okay, the second set and the second set's just one. I've never been part of a music competition that has two sets. You have a break in the middle. I've done a few music competitions. Have I have. Not, I've not. I've yeah, not I played a little. I played a little concert band in high school. Cool. Not the cool. Oh, not the coolest people. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was all right. It was cool. It was all right. I mean, cool in the sense of it was uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. yeah. I was in a barbershop band in high school, and when we like went to comp, I think there were like two sets, like. They'd each go and they'd have like a song or two songs and then they'd have like sort of their secondary to show like harmonies and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But anyway, it, it was the plot needed it for this to happen. Yeah, so course, there we go. Of course. Um, the next rehearse. Oh, so um, Fletcher seems impressed with the drumming um, because, you know, if you do one thing wrong, you better be better since you practiced, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They win. The next rehearsal, some trumpet player says to Andrew, don't touch my folder, which I thought was great. <laughs> that was funny. Tanner, Skippy's name is Tanner. Tanner. Tanner's kicked out of the core position down to alternate. And uh, Andrew then catches up with Dad. And Dad's like, so Fletcher's approval means a lot to you, does it? Another thing. Yep. Tanner's been taken off. Yep. Because he's now the, the page turner. Yep. Right? He knows, Fletcher knows, he can't memorize music. Yep. Right? Why is he still there? Kick his ass out. Well, he's there for a reason. Because obviously no. he can play when he's got the when he's got the music. He, no. he said he just needs the visual cue. He's there for but something else, but I don't want to talk about it until we get him, there. If you're, yeah, if you're exactly. Tanner, he's never going to give him the position. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean he, that doesn't mean he doesn't have value. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you why. But it's it's it's, it's, me, Tanner, it's mean to Tanner, go, right? If I'm never going to be there, screw you. Yeah, but Tanner seems. I mean, everybody seems to be in a state of flux. Sorry. They're always swapping round. Um, where are we at here? <laughs> Sorry. Got my notes. Liam got angry. Uh, <laughs> I get angry a lot in this movie. Well, I've got my... So so you can see that clearly there's these, this male role model who used to be dad. And now it's turning to Fletcher. And I've got my notes. Andrew is so going to turn on his dad. Uh, Dad's been named teacher of the year. And I'll say this much. There's a dinner scene. And the dinner scene is really interesting because everybody around the table to give Andrew a little bit of credit, is under, oh, you're still getting on while you're drumming? Oh, that's great, Andy. And it is very patronizing. Again, they're doing this so that you align with him. Oh, but then he goes too far. Yeah. yeah. But they want you to have that little bit of redeemness back. Because uh, they do the thing, like, it seems like, oh, someone's a Rhodes Scholar and this boy's a starting who, quarterback. Who were all these other people, though? This is cousins his cousins. So yeah. the other adult was his dad's brother. Yeah. When did when did they establish? I think they just said uncle so and so. I think it's mentioned once. Yeah. I was just, that it wasn't. I was going. Hang on a second. With it, because especially because I struggle with people yep. like faces. I was like, hang on. Were these people in the band? And then they start talking about those. So no, because they're not people. No. In the, they're not people from the. I, I really confused me. It so was he, a seventeen day shoot. He, so yeah. <laughs> he talks about Division three football. Now, if you're NCAA and you're going to end up being drafted in the NFL one day, if you're Kyler Murray, yeah. you play Division one football, and that's like. A hundred teams, yeah, 
or maybe 200 teams. I don't know. But then you have Division 2. And then Division 3 is like your local community college kind of thing here. But because it's football and not anything to do with the arts, people think it's more impressive. Well, just the, A, it's athletics. And athletics are all... In this country, it's very much the same in schools as well, oh, where okay. athletics seem to be mm. prioritized over arts. Do you get more scholarships in America and Canada for sport than you do over here? I'm going to split those. America, absolutely. Canada, no. Oh, Okay. Canada. It always seems something more bigger than something Canada. We don't really. Canada. We don't really do that. Okay. Um, but America, college sports is a big business enterprise. I mean, ESPN shows many college games. They have, they have whole they have whole extra channels dedicated to college sports. Wow. So everybody's getting rich except for the athletes. Yeah, <laughs> which just seems so wrong. It is. Yeah, you're not wrong. You don't even have that for football in the UK. No, because you have academy uh, sort of setups that go yeah. from. Uh, well, we don't even um, show, like we have. Th- four leagues really for for football and like the bottom is league two you'd never air a league two game no yeah and they, and they are can still considered professionals but like, the deal is yeah. I mean, this is the great thing whereas like everybody here might go i know someone who played for who, who's played in the premiership or i know someone who's got signed on by yeah. norwich or peterborough or whoever it might be um i think in the states it's more like oh so-and-so's kid's gonna play for state Right. The, the local univer- the local college. That's why college football is so big, because you and and they hang on to this forever. Yeah. One day we'll do Friday Night Lights as a third for takeoff. It's brilliant. It's about even like it's even, it's even about how high school football is is held up to that level. Oh, okay. Good yeah, there, there's a film I'm version. Sure. It was a film first, and then it was a TV show. The TV show's better. Um, most organic couple fighting I've ever seen in a in, in a TV series. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's so good. Is it better than Moonlighting? I've never seen Moonlighting, so I don't oh, know. Oh, it's good. The show is so series, good, people send uh, actual light bulbs to the studio when they try to cancel it. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, Dad's been named Teacher of the Year. We said that already. Uh, he he turns way too quickly because Andy just Andrew just turns into an absolute jerk and tears them all down. He goes, "Yeah, you'll be great, like presidents of the school board." And I'm like, e- "Easy," because he is going. Look, I'm I, I'm I'm in his mind. He is the best drummer in the country. Because that's what this means. You're at the best music school. You're in the studio band. You're the best jazz drummer in the country. Jazz drummer. And he's, well, jazz is a level above everything else. Uh, but, you know, it depends, doesn't it? There is. He, he says, I mean, his, his, his ambition is high. He wants to be not, he wants to be one of the greats of all time in the history of music. Yeah, but there's a lot of jazz musicians out there I have never heard of. You've got to be into that music to know that's Certainly. the top level. But he is into that music, so it's about him. It's not about everybody else. No, that's the other thing. It's a little bit of the artist elitism going. But as far as his universe goes, he wants to be that guy. So the highest in his genre. Yeah, well, let's put it this way. I mean, if we were the best podcast ever, there's people out there who don't what know do a thing about a podcast. We, we are. There we go. <laughs> but there's a bunch of people out there who don't know anything about podcasts, and they'd go, yeah, all right, but I'm really into whoever presents Radio One on BBC, right? What's the what's Radio? I'm going, well, yeah, but we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. No, no, so no, within no, our no. bubble, though, you might go, oh yeah, that's great, and we would know it, but they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's same with like theater performers, like to us, stage performers versus movie stars. Great yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A stage actor, go, they're amazing, or or the West End, they're amazing. Like who who's a big name on the West End? Oh, Jonathan, what's his name? Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff, for instance, right? And he's got some crossover appeal because of Frozen or something like that. But, and Hamilton now, yeah. Yeah, and Hamilton. But Hamilton, yeah. But even before that, if, who's someone who's known only for the West End? Give me, give me, give me a girl. Carrie Hope Fletcher. Carrie, Carrie Hope Fletcher. You said Carrie Hope Fletcher, the average masses. They're not going to clue who you're talking about. No. But people who are in that circle go, yeah, but she performs live seven, eight times a week. Mm. She's the best. Yeah. 
Now, whether anybody else has heard of it is, is irrelevant. You go, she's the best voice there is. It's interesting because people like like Adina Menzel, Adina Menzel in Wicked, or the girl from Glee comes through. Lea Michelle. Yeah, the, yeah, then they come through and do things like Glee, and, and then they get that widespread then, appeal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But there's people and going, Hang, yeah, yeah. We know they're good. <laughs> yeah, Leah Michelle, who apparently can't read. Yeah, can't. The famously can't yeah. read a script. Yeah, she All has right. to have like her lines recorded. Oh, yeah. okay. To be fair, the internet's turned on her in the last. Yeah. Year yes, it's so. not gone. Yeah, she took over the actual like proper. Per, the person who was very appropriate for the role of um, Fanny Bryson, funny girl. Oh, yeah. uh, Beanie Goldstein, Jonah yeah, Hill's yeah. sister. She's good. Moving on, because I do feel we're now guilty of exactly <laughs> what we've just claimed. Yeah. We're taking our film <laughs> podcast, and then we're starting talking about very specific musical stuff. Hey, Danny, that was for you. Um, so he, uh, the the one cousin goes, you want to pick on Carl? This is every jock ever. Yeah, you want to yeah. pick on Carlton football? Come play with us. Yeah, and then without missing a beat, he goes, four words you'll never hear from the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've got, where do we all stand on this? And I'm like, clearly they tear him down, but the payback's too much. But again, this, they're tearing him down because sure. they still want you to align with him. So when he comes back, because this film Okay, but did, I felt he went too far. Yeah, he did. Because, okay. well, so does Fletcher. And he's now turning into Fletcher. Right. Okay, good, good. So, so, but, so that's what they're showing. You're seeing the film then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the corruption of his soul. They still want you to align yeah. with him. So even though he's gone too far, you still go, yeah, but he had reason to. Oh, see, no, I didn't. See, you know I, I don't, I mean? no, no, I see. But that's the thing, though. Because I'm Cause going. if he had gone in and said that and they were all nice to him. Oh, it's a little bit, gone, yeah. It's an overcorrection on his part. Do you know what I mean? It's an overcorrection because they are infantilizing him. Huh? I don't think we're supposed to align with him. Now, careful. You were, we're, we're misusing the word. Oh, alignment yeah. means when we're put in their agree. perspective okay, agree. allegiance think you're with, thinking yeah. of allegiance yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not, I, I don't think we're supposed to agree with i think we're supposed to see that this is everything starting to go wrong I yes pledge allegiance yeah. to the band <laughs> and it helps because Shave we have lots of cutaways to dad yeah and dad's he not shouting him down but dad's looking concerned because this sweet kid is being corrupted by pride and arrogance and elitism. Yeah. Well, it's like even earlier in the film, there's like this throwaway line where uh, they're talking about the Raisinets and he's like, oh, I thought you liked the Raisinets. And he's like, no, I just eat around them. And like, even then he's like, the dad kind of flinches. Takes away of his moment that he and his dad have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been in positions where, like, when I got the lead role when we did business, I went to uh, like my step family and I was all excited and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing this." I'm like, "Oh cool, we don't care." But my step cousin came in and I'm like, "Oh, you got a new canoe? Oh no, that's really in- that's yeah. really great." But I didn't want to go. Hope the fucking canoe flips over you, dickhead. <laughs> 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 just kind of like went on with my life. Now we know what he was thinking, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to, and they're going to start a new one. This is—is is this caravan? This is caravan. Caravan. Yeah. yeah. And you got it's like twelve hours to learn it, and then in comes uh, Ryan from from earlier, Ryan Connolly, um, and it's three hundred and thirty beats per minute, which is insane. From what I understand, with musicians, and this is not um, from what I've seen. Most musicians can read music straight off the bat anyway, so you haven't really got to learn it, have you? To be on that level? No, but it's about can he physically do it? Oh, okay. And he's got to learn, like, what does 100 beats a minute sound like? What does 330 sound like? That's so precise. But you've also still got to get, like, even if you can read the music, you've still got to get, like, the almost, like, muscle memory. And coordination. Those things, the coordination of finding yeah. those rhythms of, like, putting your hands in the right like especially for like, like the woodwind and you stuff. You know how drummers um, keep the beat for most bands, right? Right. 
Is this the same with jazz mu- music? Yeah, because you see it later. He gets one of the guys goes, "What are you doing?" When he messes up the beat. So, <laughs> sorry, I just got word that my quarterback's playing today, so I feel happy. This <laughs> pump is happening. Um, if you're at the level that they're at, though, yeah, sight, sight reading's a real thing. Yeah, you absolutely. I we 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 had a sight reading challenge when I was in uh, high school. You go to a competition and you do a couple things, and then one of the challenges was a sight reading piece. I'm rubbish at sight reading. I but but I was I was in high school. I'm not like at the most prestigious music university in the world but in they the country. Would be able to do oh yeah, especially anyway. especially at, at the studio band level. And Absolutely, and it's not like they go on without music, sheet music, because they always have sheet music in front of them. Yep, you know, so that guy who got you know Skippy, um, yep. Tanner. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really need to learn it off by heart. Oh, but. Oh, because yeah, that's that a, one moment. the problem is that he can't go on without it, though. No, he can't. Yeah. But they all have sheet music in front of them anyway. It's just that one moment yeah. where he didn't have that sheet music. Yeah, so it wouldn't well, usually so, be an issue. That's why no. he's not been kicked out. But I would say... It's not usually an issue. If you look at like what performances look like, maybe not in a big concert hall, but you look at con- uh, performances like maybe at a bar, there's not a whole lot of music... Pre- pre- there's not a whole lot of sheet music present there. There's an as an interesting concept for me. I do remember from when I was at uni for musical theatre is the more old school approach is that you must be able to sight sing. Yeah. You must have someone can write down a piece in there and then, and you must be able to sing it without having been played it. And that's the it is the more old fashioned approach. Yep. It is less and less that case, but that even that kind of you must be able to do this, and if you can't do this, you need to be able to. Even like that kind of approach to things while I was there, because I can't read music. Like I can follow music, but I can't read music I properly. Read music. And I certainly can't sight sing. So like to hear someone go, you need to be able to do this. And this is a, like for a skill that takes years. Like I, that was terrifying. I didn't even have a symbol thrown in my head. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, next time I'm directing something, I can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we come in, uh, three bars, um, three bars, uh, he gives, um, Andrew and he can't do it and he's out of the chair and he's like, let him have a go at your sticks. And you can see now how important this is and how his whole world comes crashing down now if he's replaced. But again, three bars, how can you tell him three bars? That's the point. So Connolly asked for his sticks and that's another thing too. Like I had to give him my own sticks to beat me out of the chair. Yeah. Uh, it's clear, but, and, and then he plays it, and, and Fletcher's like, there it is. And he's like, you're kidding me, that? And it's another thing, giving him his sticks. Yeah, I know. Later on. I know. I'm just saying. I know, I know. <sighs> um, Fletcher gives Connolly the win, and then he receives a phone call, and he goes off. And then Andrew follows him into his office, and you can clearly see that Fletcher's having a hard time. And he's told, not now. Not now! And so uh, okay, he yes, thinks, no. I've only got 12 hours to get this down. I'm going to break up with Nicole. And he basically gives it the thing. It's, it's about I gotta I gotta break up with you so I can focus on my drumming. Because even if I'm with you, I'll be thinking about drumming, and you'll resent me. So we should just get it over with now. But again, he didn't give her a chance. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. Bit of an asshole thing to do, though. Oh, without question. Yeah, you know? he is determined in the number one pursuit in his life, and this is this is the point of the movie to a degree. The number one focus in his... That's the point of the movie. That's exactly the point of the movie, Liam. The number one thing he's... You would not be this level of anything. But it's about what is the price of excellence? And he's determined, I need to give up everything else. He's already said he doesn't care about friends. Yeah, He did that at dinner, didn't he? And now he's going to give up a relationship. Um, I thought she... Because the whole time he's speaking, the camera stays on her. Mm. 
the one thing I think she does really well in this movie is she did a pretty good job reacting to his speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says, I want to be one of the greats. And she goes, and I would stop you from doing that. And he goes, yes. He goes, you know that. And he goes, yes. Because he's go- if he's saying, literally, all I want to do is drum. And anytime I'm with you, I'll resent because I'm not drumming. I think he knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's practicing and he's punching the drums. And uh, he gets some ice water out, and he throws his hand in it. It just turns red in one of the most evocative images of the whole film. Mm. Mm. But again, it heals quicker, doesn't it, Nice. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps. It gets rid of that burning feeling anyway. Um, Fletcher walks into the room for that evening, and it's different. And they listen to a recording of a trumpeter, and we get his backstory. And Fletcher says, I saw something in him, and he was a third chair at Lincoln Center. Within a year, he was a first chair, and he died yesterday in a car accident. And I wanted you guys to know that he was a beautiful player. And does this temper the rest of the rehearsal? Nope, because they're going to play Caravan, and each of the drummers um, get a go, and they keep failing. And uh, Hang on, let's go back to this, because I was confused by this. So he wanted that kid to be acknowledged. Yep. Right? But he probably drove that kid. We don't, we, we don't know this yet, but yes. No. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But I'm just saying probably. Um, because of the way he is and the way he um, sure. projects his insecurities, I reckon, on the rest oh, of Oh, I him. think it's that, but okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the scene. If he was this great and he's that much of a great person, why is he not out there? Why no. is he not recorded? He's, why he, is he, he not? He, he doesn't think he's that guy. We, 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 let us get there. Oh. Let us get there. You're getting in the way of I'm it. I'm right frustrated. Now. You are. I was frustrated. You should see me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Connolly, uh, we said it already. He keeps going, not my fucking tempo. And he goes, we're going to stay here until I can find a drummer that can play in tempo. I apologize to the musicians. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it time and time again. Because, of course, that suggests that the drummers um, yeah, yeah, yeah. are not musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes, keeps going, oh, jeez, is, th- is that really the fastest you can play? No wonder mommy walked out on you. And then for Skippy, it's homophobic slurs. He calls him the captain of the gay, gay pride parade, is it? Yeah, and he does like the stereotypical like uh, gay insult voice too. Oh, jeez. And then for Connolly, it's just Irish slurs. That's all I can come out with. Like, yeah. Pot of gold into the rainbow and all that stuff. And um, it's, it's got, it started at nine, and we're at like... You know, it's much later. Everyone, all the other musicians are waiting outside as they keep going through this. And yeah, um, it's like half eleven by the time it finishes because it shows you the clock again. Yeah, because Andrew was told, "Earn it, earn it, earn it," and then he goes, "Well, faster, faster!" Fletcher throws the drums he's not using, and there's blood on the snare. And then finally goes, "Neiman, you earn the part. Alternates, do you want to clean the blood off my drum set?" <laughs> Jeez. And the, it, we cut to the camp with it. We can start rehearsal and we do cut to the clock. It's two in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I was in my notes. Don't forget how this started. It was him going on. You know, he's a beautiful player. And I think there's a, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a tone. There's an undercurrent that we're not getting the full story there. Yeah. We go to the Dunellen competition. The bus gets a flat tire. They were warned about being late. He rents a car but leaves his sticks behind. He's late, so Connolly's playing the part. He's like, and he's just completely, Andrew's completely off the rails in his ego. Fuck you, it's my part. I'm sorry. I think also because he's like, he's been through so much to try and get there because yeah. the bus went down oh, yeah. and he had to get a train and then he couldn't, yeah. Yeah, and there's like no wiggle room at all. No. And he's like, no, um, 
He goes, no, Connolly's taking the part. And he goes, fuck off, Johnny Utah. Turn my pages, bitch. Johnny Utah. Which Johnny Utah, <laughs> yeah. of course, is a reference to... Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. That was Ken Reeves' character. Yeah. The surfer who was also an FBI oh, agent. I know, it's wild, right? <laughs> um, and so... Uh, I'll just use his sticks. Then he gets told he can't use... Yeah, he's already else's yeah. I don't know why he can't use someone else's sticks. That's my issue. But he goes ten minutes because I forgot that he left them at the at the car. They also want to make it clear he's rented a car. It's really quick. I'm like, what's he do? Is he buying a car? Oh, he's renting no, he's a car. Renting okay. a car. Ten minutes. By the time you're done, oh geez, he goes ten minutes. And if you're not if you're not here by that time, you're done. You'll make Daddy look like a success story. I'm like, jeez. Um, he's on the phone as he drives. He's talking. We're going on stage. He goes, "Tell him I'm coming, you motherfucker!" And then he gets hit by a lorry from the side, a, a tractor trailer, a semi. So bloody predictable. Oh, without question. Like, you, know, you, just I was, you could see it coming, and I was like, uh, uh, "For me, that was not good storytelling." Because it was of, so predictable. I went, well, no shit, of course. Well, no, because it's the class. Everything's been building to this, hasn't it? It's all anger and frustration. And yeah, but how is that life. supposed to make him a better musician? Do you mean all of hang, this? Hang on, though. Hang on. Because I'm going to defend Fletcher here for a moment, if I may. <laughs> now, help me out. Help, no, hear me out. I'm hearing you're out, but, you know. Fletcher's been told the drumsticks are in the car. Yeah. He yeah. does not know the drumsticks are across town. He would not have been like, you have 10 minutes to drive across town. Get your drumsticks. Make them back here. Please make sure you phone people as you're... He's assuming the guy's telling him the truth. I don't... We can't, oh, we can't hold Fletcher responsible for this. And he was I, just like, I, I locked think, myself yeah. in the car. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Wow. No, no, he lies to everybody. Mm. Everyone in this film is an asshole here, other though? than dad. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Absolutely agree. He crawls out. Serious car accident. Flees the scene, and it, you can see his hand is like bloody and raw. And his head is as well. Uh, back on the competition. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't tell my fun fact. Go ahead. It's not uh, an oh no, just say Ethan, just go, I have a fun fact. <laughs> oh yeah, so this is the art uh, imitating life. Damon Chazelle got, got in a serious car accident the third week of shooting and got hospitalized and basically did a, an Andrew and returned to the set the next day as soon as he could so he could continue filming. 19 day shoot, isn't it? 17. 17, 17 sorry, whoops. <laughs> even, even How was there yep. a third week of shooting if it was only a 17 day? Because you've got two weeks makes 14, the third week starts uh, on day 15. Okay. Um, so back onto the competition and they go on and Fletch Fletch looks at me he's just bloodied behind this kit and he's like remember I locked them in the car is all he I've left them in the car it's all he's been told and you see him and you're like what is so happened so Fletcher then walk over to him and go take, take you know you, you're not you're not in this I don't care you're not in this that's coming he doesn't know he's as bad as he says he is because he's, he's blood there coming down his face well, in his hands. He's he's he's. This wasn't supposed to happen, Liam. <laughs> yeah, but if so, if a student walked into your classroom with blood dripping from the if head, he says he can do it. How much agency do I? If this kid got something, but he's here because he wants to do, is it my job to take him out? As uh, yeah, because he's still he's still your student. I don't know. He's been in a car accident. No, if I know no, he's in a car accident, absolutely. You can clearly see there's something see wrong. This. He's obviously he's obviously dazed. He's, did, he's did, got blood coming down his head. Did he and Connolly get in a fist fight backstage? Well, why would you want him on stage with the blood pouring out of his face? Because the guy who punched him in the head, potentially, from my theory, <laughs> probably has a damaged hand. 
<laughs> and something else that's going to come later in the film. Oh, Let right. me get there. <laughs> you get frustrated as me now. Get frustrated with you. You are my Fletcher. <laughs> um, and so he can't drum. He drops the sticks and it all comes to a close and Fletcher cuts off the song and then goes and apologizes to the, the judges and tells him he's done. And then he goes, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to. And then Andrew comes and tackles him from behind, yes. which is where you must have been like, yes, I, come on. I yelped and I screamed. <laughs> I don't even like him. And he shouts, fuck you, Fletcher. Yeah. And then yeah. He's, he's dragged away and the camera lingers on a shot of a symbol with blood still on it. Yeah. Yeah, powerful. Very. Uh, the aftermath, we find out that Sean Casey was not in a car accident. Sean Casey hanged himself. Uh, Andrew's been expelled from school and there's a lawyer who wants Andrew to turn on Fletcher. The question being, did he ever intentionally inflict emotional distress? I'm like, how much time you got? Yeah. <laughs> Why did he try and defend him? And then, <sighs> Why? I'm going to come to that. I think it's complicated. Cross cut to Andrew watching himself drum as a child and he bins all his drum stuff. He well, gives he up. Bins it, does he? He hides it. Oh, he bins like the posters and stuff at the very oh, least. Stuff, and yeah. he puts the drums and puts them in a cupboard, I guess. I thought yeah. he binned them. And he says, just tell me what to say. And where's all this money come from for punching, smashing, and all these other drums that he does? Yeah, well, Dance Kids Review, aren't he? Oh, yeah. They pay him well. Also, Nobody he's only, well. He only punches through the skins, and skins aren't as expensive as an entire new drum. There you go. That's true. Uh, Andrew walks by a poster for a jazz festival at Carnegie Hall. So we're going, okay, it's going to be important. Uh, he's working at a sandwich shop, it looks like, and watching movies with dad at a new place on this little crappy two-seater couch. Andrew walks by a jazz club that's featuring Terrence Fletcher. And it's really good. And Fletcher seems really complimentary to the guys he's playing with. And it's very La La Land. It is. I'm going to wander in and see this thing happening. Yeah. And then Fletcher clocks Andrew and calls him over for a drink. And then Andrew's going, did you quit? And he goes, not exactly. I think it was a kid from Sean Casey's year. And I was going, huh. <laughs> yeah. He really fell for that easily. All right. Maybe it was. And he goes, uh, I know I made some enemies. I know I wasn't really peach. Why do people complain about me? I don't know. And they have a good laugh. And he goes, I, you know, I, I know who I am. He's going to know him. So here's the question. I wasn't there to conduct. I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that's an absolute necessity or we're depriving the world of an next Charlie Parker. And this is where we get the full story of Charlie Parker, where he had a symbol thrown in his head, which we talked about earlier. The next morning, Charlie Parker practices and practices and practices with the goal of never being laughed at again. One year later, he plays the best solo in the history of the world. Now, this is pretty much setting up act three of the movie. Yeah, yeah but can I stop you there, right? Because not everybody's the same. Just because you well, tarnish everybody with the same yeah. brush doesn't make everybody go, yeah, I'm going to be better because you're throwing a symbol at my head. Well, no, we so, see, that's why we see that with the other guy, don't we? We see that it took it, one guy, it turned him into a, a the, the, one of the greats. The other guy, it, it killed. Yeah, but that's not what the world wants now, he says. There's no more harmful words than good job. If 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 Charlie Parker had been told good job, he never would have gone home and practiced that hard and never would have turned into the guy he was supposed to be. And then Andrew comes back with, but is there a line? What if by doing this, you discourage the next Charlie Parker from being the next Charlie Parker? And Fletcher goes, no, because the next Charlie Parker would never be discouraged. Liam's writing something, big writing. There we are. 
You know what? I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, when you hear me headline, it's from Liam. Doesn't, I guess the first time you've contributed like a proper headline. Yeah, it was. I just there. came to me. That's no, good. <laughs> so, um, he, and he says, the truth is, I never had a Charlie Parker, but I tried. So this is his motivation. His motivation he isn't to be the next Charlie Parker. His motivation is to help mold and create the next Charlie Parker. I just hate the fact that, like, obviously he he admits he's never had a Charlie Parker, but he's tried. I'm like, well, you made me think you might be trying in the wrong ways. Yeah, do something else. Do maybe, another tact. Maybe you are discouraging the next Charlie I'm, Parker, and that's yeah, why you've never had one. I, I think lean. He's not adapting. Oh, do you want to save us for the end game? I want to save us for the end game. Okay. okay. So, um, because it's a conversation I want to have with Hermes when he comes on as well. So, oh, okay, okay. and we got to power through. Yeah, about ten minutes until until he joins <laughs> us. So, um, he says, "Look, I'll never apologize for how I tried. It will not happen." And then as they're leaving, he goes, "Hey, I've got this pro group, and the drummer's not working out. Do you wanna? Do you wanna come in?" He goes, "What about Connolly?" And he goes, all he ever was was incentive for you. So that's why you asked why uh, Skippy got to stay in the band. It was never about Skippy and it was never about Connolly. Those two were, were just puppets, pawns but they to inspire. That. No, they don't know that. You don't tell the pawn they're a pawn. But the two of them are there only to push Andrew along. Andrew was always the guy who was going to be behind that kit. They exist to give him the threat of you might lose your job if you don't push yourself harder. See, this line is why I think that um, sometimes Fletcher's people response. Need to know sorry, you're, you're, this time you're cutting Ethan off. Sorry, Ethan. Go ahead, buddy. That's okay. Uh, I see. This is the line that makes me think that Fletch is responsible for the um, the sheep music going missing, because the entire time he's he's using Skippy and uh, no, the other guy. That's what I'm saying. It totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but you have to. There's nothing in the film that it. Like, wouldn't this have been the best place to mention this? Yeah. Why do you think the sheep miss- music went missing, really? Just yeah. throw it in here and have them go, oh. Or at least have a shot. The, the way they shoot that bit where it actually goes missing. Like yeah. I said, it's so There's quick, so many ways you can do there's it. There's no one there. Yeah. That it is, it's implausible that it does The problem is missing. there's what we call an ellipsis cut in there where he drops it and then we jump to him throwing it and we think it's instantaneous. It could be 30 seconds. We don't know. But the film, but we can only the film prevents what the shoot we film shows shoot. us. So we don't know how much time was, ju- no. we don't know because the Yelps is cut. We don't know if that's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two, we don't know what it is. No. no. Yeah. So you're right. But you see, it's annoying. Um, so we go and there's, um, uh, he goes, take the weekend to think about it. And then we smash cut to him opening. And it's, we're actually inside the, the, the closet with the drums as the door opens. Yeah. He phones Nicole and apologizes. He invites her to the jazz festival. She wants to check with her boyfriend. I'm just realizing now, yeah, we never actually get closure on that. That's it. Too late. Yeah. yeah. Timing. Yeah. Uh, long lingering shot Sorry. of him dealing with that. <laughs> and then he goes on to the JVC. And uh, the psych-up speech is much more positive. Um, Fletcher says, look, this can be a career-making moment. People have long memories. And they go up on stage. And just before they go to start, he walks up to him. To uh, Fletcher walks up to Andrew on the drums and goes, you think I'm fucking stupid? I knew it was you. And then just walks off. And so we see again, him kind of so reacting whole, to it. The whole thing, so, sitting down, having a drink with him, laughing with him, is a setup. Well, it's, it's, it's not a setup in the sense that oh, it's a setup he to doesn't... Get him there to humiliate him in front of anyone that... Well, the humiliation happens outside. Why does he want to humiliate well, he's him? He's humiliated on stage. At, on stage. No, I, sorry. The, we, he didn't, like, 
put like an envelope that says Fletcher's playing at this pub at this time. No, <laughs> no, but the, so the I think there's, is- I think the conversation between them's authentic at the pub. Oh no, I don't think it is. I think no, no, just hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And goes, I hang on, I hang on, it. hang on. Let me explain what I mean. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think you're misinterpreting. When I say it's authentic, I mean he says, "Here's why I did what I did." Here's oh, what okay. I was trying to accomplish. I think all that stuff is legit. So why say the this bit now? where he goes? I think Sean was one of his his people. Okay. I don't think that's the case. I think yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I think he obviously knew at that point what had happened. So why say this now when he's about to conduct these people? Oh, this is the most vengeful thing boring, ever. You yeah. cut my legs out, but why? Because he, he said the new Charlie Parker, he's trying to hang push on, people. Because he doesn't, the, he doesn't want the next Charlie. He's he doesn't want. Him he's to extracting be that revenge. He's embarrassing him in front of every person who might hire him but one that day. That makes no sense. What happens you next? You ruined my career. Oh, hang on, because we're, we're, we're going to get there. Because we're going to get there. Oh. Uh, I'm going to get. Uh, oh, Hermes is joining us. Oh, uh, hi, as soon as Hermes joins us, I'm going to say we're going to we're going to run through. Hey, he's <laughs> with us, Hermes. We're just wrapping up the end of the film here, so. Uh, Liam's very agitated. <laughs> very agitated. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we're going to finish this up. Uh, you think I'm fucking stupid? I knew it was you. And he goes out to the crowd and says, we're going to start with a new tune called Upswinging. And everybody else has the sheet music, but Andrew doesn't. Yeah. And he's panicking. And then he's, the bass player's like, come on, do something. And if I'm Andrew, I ain't playing anything. Yeah. I'm just sitting there going, you guys go with it. If anybody asks, go, I don't have the music. Yeah. So, uh, but he goes up and he tries to sort of just fake his way through it. And it's not, like, it's impossible. You're going to be able to fake your way through it. The bassist is definitely not a fan. And then uh, Fletcher goes up and goes, oh, I guess maybe you don't have it. See, now this is my other argument, right? This is why I said to you earlier on in the, in the, in the, in the show. If right? you give me like two minutes, I'm going to totally, ch- I'm going to totally prove prove what you're saying wrong or i'm gonna give you the reason why <laughs> not prove you wrong. i'm gonna give you the reason what they're going for a, a drummer yeah keeps the beat right not at that level but okay yeah like is it is it is it is but the, the, they don't need him flesher can do it himself oh well so the rhythm section of a rock and roll band is your bass guitar and your drum kit not just the drum kit oh, okay. so both See, of them are responsible yeah, yeah. so you can do it without them yeah this is why I didn't understand why if he was... They've got of, a bass and a piano and a conductor. They don't need the drummer to keep them in time. Not when you're that good. No. Okay. No. So, um, Andrew gets up and he walks out of Carnegie Hall and we get some sort of passing reference by Fletcher about, oh, maybe a bit avant- more avant-garde than what you were expecting. And they all laugh at him, which is what he said. Like, look, they will either do this yeah. or they will do this. He goes up, he hugs his dad, and then he turns around and goes back on stage, which throws Fletcher. And he goes, we're going to slow it down. And then Andrew's going, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> remember, the next Charlie Parker wouldn't be discouraged. That's what you were told at the, at the bar, right? Yeah. Okay. So he could have walked out, but chose to go back out, not be discouraged. And he starts playing. And then he mouths fuck you to Fletcher, which I think is great. And then he comes over Fletcher as he's pretending to still direct and goes, I, oh, he says, I'll cue you to the bass the, the, the yeah. section. They all come in. And then Fletcher goes, I will gouge out your motherfucking eyes. And there's a big symbol <laughs> crash that almost hits him in the chin. Yeah. I'm all in here. It's so satisfying. And then we start seeing, I think this is the part you're talking about. There's this whip pan that happens between Fletcher to, uh, con- conducting and then uh, Andrew playing the drums. We keep going back. So this is them actually now sort of working together 
to make yeah. this happen. And so what's happening here? First, my question is, where's the backup drummer? Because if your plan is to embarrass him, surely there would have been another guy ready to take yeah, over the drum exactly, kit. Exactly. Yeah. But Fletcher calls for the end, and Andrew keeps going. And at this point, he goes, Andrew, what, what, what are you doing, man? And you can see his tone's different. He's like, I'll cue you. And he nods. like, okay. The sweat's pouring off his brow, running down the cymbal. He slows it down to this little, like, almost like he's a kid again. Just yeah. hitting that, that, that. brings it back around one last look between them there's an extreme close-up on the eyes oh before this though you see him like bringing him up with his hands bring it down and bring it back up and kind of play along fix the symbol for him yeah he knocks the symbol off just a bit he places it better so and then they finish the end he brings him back in and and then we go to black and that's the movie and, and in I that close-up, fucking you hate see it. a smile because on Fletcher. What, fucking hate here's it. what happens. Because <laughs> here's what happens, okay? Through, during this performance, because it's a long-ass performance, right? It's yeah. so long. It's like seven minutes. They discover, both of them, that although they hate each other, he's created as Charlie Parker. The Charlie Parker's Andrew. But without his... Now, we can talk about the, the morals that got him there, but without his pushing... Andrew wouldn't have gotten there. And so at the end, he's a better drummer. That's all. Drummer, not person, not human being. He's a better drummer for Fletcher's influence in his life. He pushed him beyond, like like Ethan said with Damien Chazelle. He pushed him beyond okay. what we thought would be acceptable. Okay. And the ends, the movie tells us, I believe, the ends justify the means. Okay. Which is wrong. So that's, no, a, that, that's a question we're going to have in a second. Wrong, but one night, one moment. Hang on, hang on, because you're he's missing. Justified. No, because you got to remember the the psych up speech. Mm. If you do this right, you will either make your career or you will break your career. And without question, the movie implicitly tells us. Therefore, he's set. Also, because he has nothing left to lose, because Fletcher's already caused him to break his career in front of these people, so he's got nothing. Well, when he, he came, he has to give all. When he came back out, to get back, and he, and he proves him wrong in front of everybody, and actually wins Fletcher back on side. Oh, I fucking hate so there we go. So this is a good time to bring in uh, Hermes. Why don't you go ahead and unmute hey, and join us? Uh, we also see how your volume levels are doing here. How you doing, Hermes? good how are you guys doing i'm my good doing all right. if you can voice. bring the volume up if you've got any way to crank yours up just a little bit better. more my friend uh, any better there I, I turned up the gain a little bit i you, always have it set a little low. you've got a little bit more room to go. i hate it when i listen back and i can hear our voice is so much clearer than the person on the other so if you got any more room to go up that would be brilliant better i can keep going too keep going keep going keep going and i'm going further than that keep going Keep going, all right. Going even further. I'm not seeing any difference on my side here. (laughs) That's the problem. All right, then give me one second and zoom, because it's always zoom for some It's probably zoom, yeah. That was my problem this this morning, earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've got Ethan jacked as high as I can. I've got nowhere else to go up myself. Here we go. I hope it doesn't kick me, just so we're... I don't think it will. I don't think it will. How about that? Is that any better? Ah, it seems yeah. to be the same. At least according to the reader, but we'll see. We'll see kind of how it goes. It sounds better there. That's getting any better there. I'm just messing with Zoom at this point. Yeah, it's just sort of sitting at my minus ten mark the whole time. So I am I am loud as heck in my headphones. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going last on. Last but not least, here, like I said, I may have to restart it because it may still be grabbing my uh, aggregate device instead of my mic. It just solo mic. 
So give me two seconds. I'll be right back. You're fine, buddy. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. No worries. So lots of emotions that we're hearing here. I did not think this film would be this divisive. I really didn't. No, I I thought there'd be. George might hate it. Oh, I do. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's honest truth. I sat there and watched it with my girlfriend, and we both went, I oh, fucking hate that movie. I'm never watching it again. <laughs> well, Fuck we're, we're kind of burying the lead here before we get to our ratings. Fuck, but I think you know. <laughs> but Well, Hermes oh, is going to oh. wait, walk into this. How you doing, Hermes? Any better? Oh, if you're there, I can't hear you if you're speaking, just so you're aware. I see a cat. Hermes has turned into a cat. Yeah. So we'll just keep that. I'm probably preferred the minus 10 to the. Uh... Oh, he's gone. Oh. oh, he's gone. The cat has ended the call. Come back. <laughs> what's, the, what's the cat in Sabrina called? Binks or something. I like, like that. don't know. Oh, um, oh Salem. Uh, Salem. Yeah. yeah. Salem witches. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. No, or, yeah, 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 what, yeah who's I Binks in there then? I don't know. We're uh, looking. Hermes is joining us again. Uh, it, I, I, this is weird. We, don't, we I don't remember one being this, like divisive. Bipolar is not the right word, but you know what I mean here. Like we're 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 it seems to be. I think we're probably at pretty extreme ends of the spectrum on this one. Team Ethan and Ian, and Team Georgia and Liam. <laughs> I, think like- I, I love how rather than give an actual name, you just decided <laughs> we'll call it Team and then we'll just list the people. <laughs> okay, Team I Pro. Think interpretation team- wise, it's it's skewed. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, Hermes, how are you, buddy? Better now? I'm coming solely in through the mic now. Yeah, I think you're somewhat better. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, uh, if anybody's out there going, I don't hear of a difference. We, we, we tried. We tried. Apologies. <laughs> no, you're don't all right. Don't worry, bud. Right. Don't worry. Right. Maybe I'll bring us down and turn my headphones up. Maybe that'll help. In post. I just turned Liam's headphones up, not mine. <laughs> all right. Oh, there Jeff we go. is a post. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. How, how's that now? Is that, I, I put it back down. Oh, you want down a bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There we are. How's that? How's that? How's that? Is that good? Bit, bit more. Wow. Yeah, Beh- yeah, behind the scenes, the BFE here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So, I, know uh, the, I know the struggle. Hermes from the <laughs> Scuttlebutt Pod. We love the Scuttlebutt Pod. We love Hermes. Thanks for coming back on, buddy. Of course. Thanks for having me. You don't have to be nice, Ian. All right. I'm already BFF. It's okay. You can tell me when <laughs> yeah. I divide no, all- the cast like this and give you a movie that. <laughs> dude, it, dude, it is authentic. I. Uh, hey, he gave us a movie that's really uh, divided us. Conversations <laughs> are taking place. Um, and I find you got some smooth, smooth, dulcet tones. And that's always goes a long way with me. Yeah. And, I've uh, not heard Liam this annoyed since we started saying that Greece wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lovely. Hermes' plan is coming together film. nicely. There we go. So <laughs> let's talk about why you wanted to why you wanted to do this movie, buddy. Ooh. Uh, I a, I love it, so I don't know if that's going to show where, which part of the divide I am on, but I do absolutely love this. I identify a lot with it from past experiences with um, not a music teacher, but, you know, um, a, a big influence in my life. It was a, yeah, Fletcher character-esque, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's the, uh, anybody who's responsible for coaching or developing or something, I think there's always that that thing about how... <sighs> I'll, t- I'll tell you a story, Hermes. You know, I'll share it with, with people here. Um, I like to think I'm a fairly mo- motivational guy. But I remember I was teaching at one point. There was this girl, because um, they do their big exams in this country when they're 16. Uh, some, some are 15. And um, there was a girl who said, sir, I almost said something in there. <laughs> sir, um, more than anything, I just don't want to let you down. And she was like crying. And I was like, whoa. I was like, 
And to me, I was like, where's this coming from? All I've ever tried to be is motivational, inspirational, and shoot high, and we can do this, and yada, yada, yada. And I had to go, look, as long as you legitimately do your best, if there's nothing that you left in reserve, and you went out there and you tried as hard as you possibly could, whatever the result comes back as, I'm okay with that. Because my issue is about effort. My issue is not about necessarily execution per se. Because you don't know what's going to happen when you open that exam booklet. You don't know what the question's going to be. But as long as you put yourself in the best possible situation, but this is, and from that point on, I kind of developed this sort of thought in the back of my head of do no harm, which is kind of like what, what medical professionals do. But it's the idea of it. I, I try to be really motivational and inspirational. But at no point do I want the students to think that if they don't achieve what I'm pitching for them, that I'm going to regard them as a failure. And, and it worked out fine for that person. They did really, really well. But it was a bit where I went, I got to be careful how much of myself I'm putting into this. Or I need to, I need to make sure I, I sort of pat it a little bit mm-hmm. so that they know that if the result doesn't come in, that it invalidates the process and how I feel about them as an individual. The idea that someone could let me down, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, probably a conversation Fletcher wasn't having with himself, but. No. Yeah. I don't know. So that, I mean, that's with that. I mean, I'm I'm curious because I thought it was going to be an age thing, but Ethan's gravitating one way and Liam's gravitating the other. So it's not even like people who are younger might only be able to see themselves as the Andrew character. I imagine you're kind of Liam seeing it from that. See, because I see this from not so much, even though I'm aligned to Andrew, I I think I see the perspective more from the Fletcher character just because of what I do. Yeah, but whenever I watch a movie, I have a bit of myself in that movie. Well, I think think we all do. And when I, I've got that fighting, you know, who are you to tell me? you know kind of spirit you know mm-hmm. i i i thrive on compassion and empathy i do better when people go you've done a really but honest be honest yeah. you've done a really good job thank you i like, appreciate that don't break me down because you break me down i'll come out fighting but for all for the wrong reasons if i may we have a friend um when we were in the crucible together ethan myself and liam at the very uh-huh. least and there was a friend who was playing a very important part. Very important part. And we got to the technical rehearsal, and they still were nowhere near off book. And I made them do the whole show. Both, it's like, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a two and a half hour show, yeah. having to ask for almost every line and yeah. not letting him take his, his script out of his pocket and made him ask for every single one. Because I wanted them to feel that. But that, I agree with. Okay. Because he should have known his He should have. You know, and how many times do you, you told now, me in the past? I did at the end then say, I'm available Monday. You want to come around mine and, and, and run your line? Yeah, exactly. So, we, so I, 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 had, do that. I had to be there. If I'm going to do that, I got to be there for that too. Yeah, 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 I yeah. gave him a hug afterwards and went, you know why I did that? And he went, yeah, I know why you did that. And I said, good. Come around mine on Monday? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. But look, look, at, look at other shows we've done. Yeah. You know, and you've seen me talking across the hall. Yeah. And you've, you've gone, need to have a word here. <laughs> And I've got a bit fighty. You I? have got a bit fighty. <laughs> and you get all mad, you swear at me, and then I look up a five minutes later, and you're looking at your script. I'm like, all right, good job. <laughs> yeah, good job, buddy. But that's different. Yeah. Because I know you care. Yeah. And I know that you want the best. Fletch is not me, given that. See, for me, I kind of, I saw it in both in both veins, because I watched this when I was doing my GCSEs, which were the, the exams <laughs> you do at 15, 16, that Ian mentioned, mentioned earlier. And I, I had this history teacher, and 
he he was Fletcher. Like to a T, I sat down and I watched this film and went, that's my history teacher. And I will admit, I'm very lazy when it came to schoolwork. Like you lazy? I, you could have stopped at the first four words, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And like this is the thing. I'll put in all the effort in the class and I'll talk. And I, I would I would talk the entire time about, about history because it was essentially a lecture uh at GCSE and we'd all talk and I'd absorb all the information and I'd talk about it in the class. Come to homework, I would do I'd do nothing. I wouldn't do the homework or I'd do like the bare minimum. And even in and he was like, I, I know you can do this. We we've gone over this. We've had in-depth conversations about all of this stuff why the hell aren't you putting the effort into the work which is going to help you and i'm like i i didn't really have an, a reason and i and it was you know that kind of not the same level of him throwing a chair or a symbol or saying slurs but it was like that real real angry like i i want to break down and cry kind of kind of level of stuff i watched the film i got it i did fantastic in my gcs in my history gcses because I, I understood it i just got it i understood what he was doing okay i want to yield the floor back to hermes for a bit because i think this film i think you're reading this film entirely depends on how you view fletcher i really really do hmm. so hermes i want to kind of give you the floor on this one uh, because you said you, you you experienced a fletcher in your own life ethan just sort of shared a story about a Fletcher in his own life. I sort of experienced a story about how I'm trying to avoid going full Fletcher in my own life. <laughs> but if you want to unpack a little bit, just what is your read on that dynamic? Because it really is about Andrew and Fletcher and their and their relationship. So, what's your reading on this? Uh, so, so the the I, I agree that we all sort of see ourselves in the movies we watch, and seeing the Fletcher character relating it to a previous previous experience. I read Fletcher as a the not necessarily perfectionist but you could argue that but sort of the um the influence for perfection if that makes sense like once you get to a certain level of any profession of any skill of any whatever you're pursuing you get to a certain level and if you are the best you are the best in this again we're just i'm just looking at the movie as, as a whole right when he walks into the um the uh what would you call it? The lower conductor's classroom, the the first year's conductor classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He walks in with a present and he's immediately respected even by that um, composer, that director for that classroom, even though that's his classroom. That's his first years. Soon as Fletcher walks in, he gets up, he relieves his seat. He's like, yeah, because Fletcher is that kind of a guy. For whatever reason, you see, he's got a little bit of, uh, he's got a lot of talent on the piano. I assume he plays multiple uh, instruments being a composer. So, I, I assume and I almost interject and in in interject that assumption with the fact that he's probably almost a um, uh, a buddy rich type, you know, where he probably just missed his chance and became a teacher or he decided that because he was, you know, I don't know, again, his story, but because of something, he decided I'm going to push the next buddy rich or I'm going to push that next student so that they can be what I probably didn't get. And again, I had a I had an experience with a. Uh, with a sensei or karate instructor is what uh, mm -hmm. English, I guess would uh, yep. <laughs> would uh, call it. And he uh, he was a gold uh, Olympian, gold medalist. He in immigrated from Japan, uh, wow. came over to the states. Uh, you know, went to the Olympics on behalf of the states, won gold medal in like eighty two, eighty three time frame. So by the time I met him, he was long outside of his athletic ability 
but he, he commanded a certain respect and he expected a certain amount from all of his students. It didn't matter how old you were. It didn't matter where you came from. He expected that certain amount. And if you weren't going to make it, if you weren't going to make the effort that he expected as an Olympian, again, that that's a high bar to make. Mm-hmm. And, and it, a lot of people dropped out saying, you know, this isn't for me and that's fine. And that's good that he was able to push those that said, this isn't for me kind of a thing out. And therefore they're not wasting their time. They can pursue the thing that they really want to pursue. They can pursue something outside of his, his, his dojo. Mm-hmm. But those that did, um, you know, we went, we went, we toured around the country and we, when, when you showed up and you were part of his team, you were known, you know, because you had that level of expectation, you met that level of expectation, you deserved to be there. And I really feel like that was, that was the impression I got for Fletcher is that anybody who was in that classroom, now, whether his methods were, we can unpack that, whether his methods were extreme for myself or somebody yeah. else, or, but if you were in that classroom, it's because you were that best. It's because you were going to continue that reputation, that tradition of perfection in, in as it relates to that jazz music. That was my reading of Fletcher. And that's why, again, I, I probably would have hated him too. You would <laughs> still respect him and you would still hopefully rise to that occasion if that was your calling, if that was your passion and pursuit, you know, you would want to rise to that occasion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think of a natural. I'm not very good at respecting people that don't respect me, though. I think he, you had to earn respect, though, right? You, you well, it works both ways, in. though, right? No, but he's earned. Here's my thing: because a school environment, right? He's earned his. He's got 20 years. I don't have to earn. So my thing is, a student who comes in to my to my room, let's just say. I teach. I don't know if that's come up before. <laughs> what? Yeah, if they come up and they go, oh, you're my respect too. I, I got a decade of results behind me. You know what I mean? I don't need to earn it with a kid who comes into my first year film studies class and goes, what do you got to teach me? No, no, no. I got, I got a decade of stuff behind me. My track record's proven. You're the unknown. Absolutely. And that, see, uh, the issue I have with the film, I think we could talk about the real life situations in like what you do in that situation and if they were real people the problem i have with the film is that they don't give us that for fletcher not until two-thirds of the way through when you see him playing you get the idea he teaches there but that's all you get you get nothing else that sets him up as a real person as a character who's done all these different things you can't have to speculate like did like Hermie said, like did he just miss out on his shot, or did he do this, or was teaching always what he wanted to do? And you get that oh, so late on in the film that I was just like, by the time we get to the, even that little bit that we do get in the bar, I'm like, I don't care. I think the big thing is um, the bit where he starts talking about how he always wins competitions and no one else. You could have done with like a couple of people talking about him. It's all comes it, from him. Yeah. Like, Ethan, do you remember when we, we did um, Air Force One and there was that one guy who, like, reads the guy's CV? He's like, this president was a war hero. He was uh, this. We needed that guy to show up and tell yeah. everybody, you know, who, oh, dad, or even him to go, do you know who definitely? Yeah, because I had no Hey, reason. dad, do you know who Fletcher is? Fletcher's, his, he's, he's a nine times straight, the, 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 the whatever, have yeah, one, an, yada, yada, yada. As a viewer of this film, I had no reason to respect Fletcher because they don't tell me. I think, you, I think, I would say, I think the viewer needs to be more aware that success with Fletcher is a pipeline into the very elite of jazz music. Yeah, and why? What has he done to get there? Because if not, I, I, oh, no, I agree with that. I turn on it because I go, I'm, I'm Liam walking into a classroom going, why should I respect you? Because I'm not told why I should respect him. But you don't go up to a student and go, yeah, shit, have yourself another McDonald's. Do you? 
No. No, I prefer but it if, if they just brought me one. if someone came into you and you was that student and a teacher came in and said that to you, how would you react? It's different. Would you give them I think you're viewing... Um, this isn't a normal classroom this isn't a, situation. This isn't a normal classroom is situation. This best, is the yeah. best of the best of the best who are singularly focused for one thing. He's not some guy who's like, I wonder if drumming might be fun. And then gets this no, on day I one. I know that, but I'm a different kettle of fish when it comes to teaching. You know, and so I see it from a different perspective. You shouting and bearing down on me is not it's, making me any better it's really interesting it's interesting that we got hermes here for this because it comes across as a drill sergeant the way, i was literally about to say this this comes across as if this was a different setup and it was a military setup we would accept this a lot more easily mm. oh i would hate it even more but that's because but, i'm but, very but, yeah, yeah. That, yeah but but the idea being that you have this absolute authority and you just come in and it's expected and i'm going to treat you like but at the end you're going to be better for it that's a very military tropey for a film it's a very thing very military attitude isn't it yeah i am the best i will tell you what to do and i will throw things at you until you do it up to my standard yeah and then at the end it was for your own good oh, it was for it my was own for good sergeant good, blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah no, i hate i hate that narrative well, there- anyway so uh, seeing it in this environment i was like oh, for god's sake hermes you were saying yeah, something about it no I, I i may be a little biased when it comes to this response <laughs> if i could respectfully disagree with <laughs> <laughs> of course you can there, there is a, there is a, that you guys are reading it a hundred percent. I would say right, and I got the exact same impression. And again, I just think coming out the other side, we just end up a little differently. There is this concept for training, especially in the military, of um, of breaking someone down to their basic parts, right? And mm. that that the reasoning for that, the reasoning out of that, is exactly what um, Ian was uh, was alluding to when he's got a new. When he's got a new student saying, hey, I, you know, you got to earn my respect. It's like, no, no, we don't. Just because you're a cocky little shit doesn't mean that you know what you're actually talking about. Even if you do know. The words we wish we could use. <laughs> I had that in class the other day. I've, I, I've cut Hermes off. I'm yeah, sorry. About it. Oh, do you good? You're, you're fine. You're fine. No, this is a discussion, guys. I'm, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a discussion. I'm here with you guys. Um, oh, I had something. I've lost it. Um, oh, dang it. That's uh, all right. Finish, you're fine. Maybe maybe this will jog your memory. Sure. To finish the thought of breaking breaking someone down yes. to basic parts is you you get a sense of who people really are out prior uh, before the training, prior and then during the training and then post training, right? Yeah. And certain certain amounts, certain things that you're trying to get across, and especially in the military, again, this is a def- different setup. I don't think music has the same life or death um, outcomes, <laughs> yeah. but. When it comes when it comes down to it, you have to be a certain thing if you're going to perform a certain way in a certain situation, right? Mm-hmm. And this is that's kind of what I got from Fletcher's. He understood that if you're going to perform at the highest level at one of these JVC events or you know the Lincoln Center, you have to perform a certain way, and that is you know the way that I have set as a standard that obviously has won us all these competitions that the judges agree is the way to be. And if you come in there and you think you know how to play the drums because you obviously know how to play the drums you've been playing them for a long time and you obviously are good enough to get into the school and play the drums yeah you might have some kind of an ego saying well why does fletcher actually know all that he knows maybe he you know that's 20 years ago maybe he's a little dated for his instruction maybe he's a little too much ego himself maybe you know you might get a lot of these thoughts and if he doesn't break you down from day one and let you know no 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 i am in charge here i am the conductor you will follow me even if you by yourself can play the drums perfectly, even if you by yourself can play the trombone perfectly, this isn't you. This is us. And I am the head of us. You are following my head right now. 
I mean, that's a very, I understood that completely. See, I, I, for to get that version of Fletcher across, the version where actually he cares about us as a whole and not just him as an award winner, I needed that speech from him. Yeah. There isn't enough <laughs> of that from him. It's too, there's, he doesn't talk about us. He talks about just breaking down individuals. I and, think the speech happens, but I think it happens yeah. much later than you want. Probably, yeah. Because if we got it early, it, because it, 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 he's not ready for it early. You know, exactly. back to back to Hermes' perspective here. You know, um, when when people come in for the uh, people come in for, for basic training, what's the first thing that happens? We give them Liam's haircut, don't we? <laughs> you, you shave their heads, you break them down because the hair that that's individuality. We take that away. I yeah. said, we who am I? <laughs> they they take that away, right? And they strip you down to, and then they, they're small. And then as they run, they gain muscle. Their hair starts to grow out, and they find the strength in being part of something where they had to surrender themselves at first to then become a something where you're a unit i think music's an interesting metaphor for that same idea because music especially on this level i've played some concert band like i said it's it's about everybody i mean i'm similar to a certain degree but it's about everybody being a better version um of themselves uh you, you together you create something that is better than the, the sum of your parts Mm-hmm. right and even maybe more so than amdram because if we're not all doing our parts to perfect unison the whole thing falls off it's not like where we go on stage and someone forgets their line and you cover for it and you're all good if everybody's not pinpoint it falls apart and then the argument is but to what detriment and that's where the moral ambiguity oh, of this and, film and, comes and, in. and that's why you have andrew say his argument back although i think the film I don't know what your reading is, Hermes. I think the film tells me Fletcher's way is the correct way. I I I would read that, yes, and I would also argue that it's um it's almost a combination of the two because because you have to be you have to teeter that line. You have to be broken at some point. And I think more than anything, why why the film resonated with me the way it did is uh that creative endeavor, right? Like the only person that's gonna make you fail is you. And even though you have this external force that is awful and terrible and pushing you at the end of the day, again, if we're reading it as I've presented it, as he's trying to have him be perfect as, as part of this group, he's not just a great drummer. He's got to be a great drummer in this band that I'm conducting. If he's going to do that um, again. The only person that's going to give up and fail is going to be Andrew. It's not going to be Fletcher, you know, it, it so I, I really resonated with that. I don't know if anybody else read that, but that like message, I guess, which is that you are your, you are the only thing that's going to beat you. You know, I guess that bit where he says Charlie Parker wouldn't have been discouraged. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. Charlie Parker was Charlie Parker. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Fletcher on the sense of there's no two more damning words in the English language than good job. Because Absolutely. what do you accept? Do you accept mediocrity? You accept that's good enough, and so See, that's my issue. Good enough? That is a is bad. Someone telling you you've done a good job that you might have genuinely done a hear good me, job. Hear me here. Okay. They're not after. What is the point? What is the purpose? And maybe we need the statement of the mission statement. But maybe he's not that guy. What is their goal? Their goal is absolute excellence in that room. Yeah. Right. Absolute uh-huh. excellence, and excellence means means perfection because they're up against now. I don't know if we needed no, we the need, evil version. More. Like, here's our rival school. I don't think we needed to glee this up. But the idea that one small thing could cost us that win. And what does that mean for all of our corporate legacies? Because we're all wearing that. 
if I can give it a more satisfying film, I think you do not necessarily need like the rival school, but you need more of him actually saying these sorts of things because none of what we're talking about now is actually directly implicitly in the film we're all kind of it's all our different readings from it and so if you unless you read it this certain way and i know obviously they can do things to make you read things certain ways but we sat here two or five of us have gone nah because there has for me there wasn't enough of the evil league of eagle like he was just all, he, they're both they're just all assholes in this film and also that, you've also got to understand that kid that committed suicide oh absolutely. and they implied that, that was him that years that later tipped him over yeah well, six years yeah not to jump to but i think the most important scene and i'll, I'll say it again when it's time to do the end game thing it, it it's it's the scene in the bar it's what side of a table are you sitting on are you sitting with with andrew or are you sitting with fletcher yeah and i think i'm sitting with fletcher not in the I'm sense in the that middle of I don't justify everything he does. Does he go too far? Absolutely, he goes too far. Okay, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying, you know, if I if he had said to him, "Oh, that's pretty good," Andrew never becomes the drummer he ends up being at the end of the movie. Full stop. Absolutely. End of story. Yeah. No, there's a difference. If, if he doesn't push him, Andrew doesn't finish the movie with a job in music, which is implied at the end of the of the film. It's exactly what's going to happen. A, there's a difference between negative reinforcement and what happens in this film, and then the film telling us that this is the yes. right way to do the it. The question is, do the ends justify the means? And that's no. the thing we all. But no. isn't the br- but hear me out? Isn't the beauty of the movie the, th- the the thought process you have? Not going yes, not going no, but wrestling with that question yourself. No, because I didn't wrestle with it because it was a straight no from me okay if i can like i i can if i can bring another experience is um before i started studying film and all that i was gonna i was gonna work in uh the culinary industry i was gonna work in the kitchen so for a culinary you said culinary okay i'm just making sure we enunciate our words sorry that's right. Um, but no, I look at me I, being I, all Fletcher. I'm throwing a yeah. I'm throwing a laptop <laughs> at your head. You, you I just politely up. corrected him, and that's yeah. the difference. Without so using any sort of slur, he still got it right. He still learned. He's still better for it. But you didn't have to throw anything, and you didn't tell him to go and get a McDonald's <laughs> for a couple months. Get me one while you're out there. I shadowed in uh, in a couple restaurants, and they were te- they were terrible absolutely awful moments because here's a fun thing if you don't know working in a kitchen sucks if you don't have the stomach for it if you haven't got the mental fortitude if you don't have the the like restraint like you don't have to yeah there's a lot of swearing going on anxiety that i do no so for those couple months i was being screamed at berated and you know what i hated it but i learned i learned I'm not that. I'm not that Char- Charlie Hunnam, whatever his name is. I'm not that Charlie of of cooking. I can't deal with that. So I changed my career path and I went. I'll do something else. I like cooking, but I'm not gonna deal with that. And I, it was so, that same Fletcher thing. Where do I step off? I step off here. You know what makes me sad? That as a human race, I thought, I thought you were one of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. No, but like as a human race, we have decided that in certain professions, such as the military, such as in professional cooking, such as as we've seen here in the music industry, we have accepted that the way to get better at it, or the way that the environment has to be, is that it has to be stressful. It has to be loud. It has to be these sorts of things. And I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm too much of an optimist in certain times, but I go, is there not other ways to do this? No, no but not with not with cooking, not with, not with excellence, because you are competing against someone who is willing to do that. 
Well, that's my problem, though, because we've accepted that that is an acceptable well, no, way not, to do not, it. It's not about acceptance at all. It's the idea that someone's got to win the gold. Someone's got to be number one. That's what it means. Someone's got to finish okay, the race okay, first. Okay. Because humans, as a species, are just massive sadists, and we're okay with seeing other people suffer no. for art. I would I, say for cooking, you need that food to be good. You have a time. You have a time amount. People are paying. You need to have that understanding. Hermes, you're trying to get in there, buddy. What are you trying to say? No, Sorry. no, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get. In there. You are. No, that's not a bad thing. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just trying to make because we, because we'll just let this go on forever. So <laughs> we do tend to argue between ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make the point here, Georgia, and let's. It's going to be a biased point. Again, I'm going to take it back to the military. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. But hopefully it can come across in the way that I want it to. And that is if it is if it is to the life or death point, And if that is your passion, you kind of feel that it is life or death. Right. And there is this idea of performing, um, uh, performing the way that you are intended to perform. Otherwise, you will die. Right. If, and if if you're talking about a passion that could feel like death if you if you lost the only dream you've ever had in, in Andrew's case. Right. And this idea that you train like you fight and you train and there are situations, you know, whether we like it or not, <laughs> which I, I can't say I would. I'm disagreeing with you that I like it, that it that it, it's a good thing to have negativity or, you know, whatever in the world. But the fact of the matter is. That is humanity. That is the human race. That is the world. Whether you know whether it's hot is hot and cold is cold. That is kind of how this goes. Now, whether or not we can evolve that, you know, in the future, hopefully we can. But if we're talking about excellence, like you said, Ian, if we're talking about a life and death situation, there is a very definite conclusion to either performing or not performing. And in Andrew's case, like you said, this is going to make or break you, meaning that you will. You could potentially go on the rest of your life feeling like a failure, and that's because Andrew himself put that pressure on himself. Whether Fletcher built it up, it pushed him further, whatever. Again, that conversation is, I think, a little secondary to the fact that he did perform. He he had the pressure and became a diamond because of it. And if it's a life or death situation, you survived. You can't get more like basic than that. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know any of you know the full extent of experiences either Fletcher, Andrew, or yourself have had it uh th there are situations where it's like there's a very definite uh conclusion that will occur here and it is going to either be a good one or a bad one yeah true and are you going to do what is necessary to get a good one or are you going to get a bad one i mean if you're if you're going if you're not willing to do it like you said ian excellence if you're not willing to do that you're not going to get the good result you wanted and that could be crushing yes that can be awful yes that can break a lot of people yes but that is why they are not achieving that excellence i know it's like that question that you keep alluding to Ian, of uh and justifying the means um i'm very curious what everybody ultimately like decides on that but biased opinion is depends on the ends <laughs> in my book i will agree that if i would you know i don't have the same passion of music so did fletcher's means justify the end i think they did to andrew to me they probably don't to you they probably don't georgia but I can think of quite a few ends that I would do pretty much anything for, you know? Hey, first off, I'm not used to you agreeing with me this much. So I'm a little bit thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I think it's a, tr we, I made the point earlier. I mean, this is just days of thunder. I thought <laughs> where at least about the, the hero's journey where he's, you know, this plucky kid who then starts to get good. And then it goes to his head and then yada, yada, yada. This is a story we've seen before in various other arenas. Usually things that maybe aren't so uh, introspective, uh, 
a bit more maybe, individualistic maybe sports a- or or military or things like that but not not art and i think that's the part where maybe it's throwing some people because art's supposed to be this empowering thing but i think like anything like he gets asked at the dinner table isn't it subjective isn't it subjective who wins and who doesn't isn't it just a matter of opinion he goes no because it's it's about technical excellence expertise and when that happens are you going to be the one who lets everybody down just like any other team sport and what do we have to do to build you now again does fletcher go too far yes Way too far. <laughs> but is andrew the drummer he is at the end of this movie without him no and then what does that make andrew's endpoint? yeah but that's just one person but it's, all the per- those- but it's the person the movie shows me. Yeah, I know. But f- all that for one person. I say, and the film also tells us that he's driven someone to suicide yeah. using the same right. means. Right. So how is... Not the, uh, yeah. I just... I, 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 I will say this. Hang on. Let's not think the film's suggesting he solely drove. Six years later, solely? Yeah. That's a big ask. They no, imply no, I, that. I didn't say no, the, solely, the, the movie, like, the, the, the lawyer implies that. The anxiety, they, he says the anxiety and the depression that cause later down because the line. Why, this, why would they investigate with That's him. a heck of a ripple. Yeah, but why would they start? Because no one else has gone to him. Because as the audience, okay, here's your, here's your answer, okay? Because as the audience who's been aligned, to Andrew, we want to see comeuppance against Fletcher for what's happened, right? Mm-hmm. This allows us an avenue to do that. It, 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 it's it's more of a filmmaking thing. Six years later, am I really responsible for something that happened six years later? Really? If we He's been promoted from third chair to first chair. Does Fletcher get credit for that? No, but why are they implying that's him then? Because the lawyer's got a case to make. There's a lawyer. But then, but, the but they made the choice to put it in the film. Yeah. Sure. So well, do that. does it mean that, that it's, does it mean that it's a reliable narrator or an unreliable narrator? No, but we're not shown enough to not believe them. Well. Oh, I think that's. I don't know. I don't know because we if see we, him torn up. We go into the room and we. He doesn't just deflect it. He's torn up and he wants to hear them play. Right. Yeah. But then he continues the same ways. If he was genuinely torn up about it, he might go shit. No, maybe I shouldn't. Torn be doing up this means anymore. he's affected because this kid committed suicide. He's not affected because he's going. This is my fault. Or yeah. maybe we need some more, again, more actual dialogue in this film and not just writing. But this is the beauty of it, is the grey area. If yeah. we it's, Inspector it's Calls though, It... because it's just... Bleh. Go ahead, Ethan. Inspector Calls. If, I almost said this a minute ago. Yeah, so. if we Inspector Calls It, like, the the takeaway isn't, oh, this singular person caused uh, Eva to kill herself. It's more, look at all of these things, this culmination of how everything's treated her. Fletcher is like one point in this movie. He's Mr. Burling. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's Burling and there's, there's six of years of additional strife. So, so don't, don't put that storyline in then. Because it's too confusing. Oh, no, 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 because no, the six No, I don't think it's asking too much. It wasn't like this kid was in your. If, if, if a kid was in his class, fair play. Absolutely. But the, this is six years later. The kid went from a third chair at Lincoln Center to a first chair at Lincoln Center. You know what I mean? Like this guy's a super. He's the starting point guard. He's the starting quarterback, right? If you want to put it in the sports terms, and then six years after the fact, so you've got to put that on. What's the pressures of professional art like? What's it like to live and die in front of an audience where you have to be picture perfect all the time? That you can't just put that solely on Fletcher. No, but the movie puts that on him. The f- I, I think only if you putting that on him. The lawyer. I agree. Does. And well, so wrong. don't put that in my head. No, because no, I hang think, on, because you, the, the 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 filmmaker has the right to go. You need to discern, and you need to dislike. 
Fletcher, even yeah. even naturally, right? I do. And you can feel <laughs> Andrew's anger because he listen to the whole episode, Hermes. Andrew. You'll hear the dislike. Andrew does what he does because the lawyers told him this, and Andrew's already angry and in pain because of Fletcher. So of course yeah. he's going to jump at that. Like if I again, he didn't immediately we, we, jump we, to it though. Um, if I mean, what about the scene where he's rushing out to his car to get the drumsticks? Mm. Okay, and because it caused some great debate with us here, Hermes. I want to get your your take on it. Should Fletcher have let him play? And so the and use somebody else's stick. I'm sure you can imagine who was arguing what side of it. <laughs> One side was arguing we shouldn't have let him play because he's bleeding and he's obviously in a sense of distress. Another side of the argument was saying, "Hang on a moment." Um, Fletcher doesn't know. He told Fletcher he was going to his car to get his sticks. He doesn't know he's just been in a car accident. He just knows that he's sitting in the chair saying he can go. But you, well, he's in. Look at you giving away what side you're on. Look at this. <laughs> I have a question. Sorry. How old is a is a first year in this school? I want to think he's 19. Yeah. 18, 19. If he's definitely really of like legal adult age. Okay. Because no, that, that, that's massive. Here. No, it is massive. Yeah. Because, like, duty of care, if he's under 18. Like, I'll be honest. He doesn't come off like he's 18, 19. So maybe it's giving me. Because if he looked like a bit more frail, if he looked like chubby guy who's eating the McDonald's, mm. I might have more. You know, because I might have more of an issue. Like, yeah. he looks really, really strong and not delicate or weak or any of that sort of stuff. I'll be very curious if we hit the age game, how old he really is. But. Mm. That 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 might have tempered things. If it was Andrew Garfield, mm. you know what I mean. Like it might, I, I might have gone all. Oh, I might have yeah. more sympathy. Uh, whereas, like, if it was like a, if he looked a lot older as well, I probably wouldn't have had as big of an issue because it, for me, it feels massively like there's this man in a position of power, whether he's earned it or not, and respect and those sorts of things. Who is, he's abusing. Who is abusing people, yeah. and in any other line of work, if it wasn't something where we expect excellence abuse in the workplace is not tolerated whereas it is in this 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 is tolerated and i i can't get my head around which is the, the cruel that, that could be right it's the cruel irony of the film the cruel irony of the film is that um he is better for fletcher's presence in his life as far as better at being a yeah, drummer yeah, no i'm not arguing that okay yeah. the question is at the end of the movie not at the pub at the bar at the end of the movie if you asked him was it worth it? Was it worth it? I bet you he says yes. Oh, I'm sure he does, but that doesn't... But that's him as a different person, right. not me. I guess I would argue that my liking of the film doesn't mean that I like the methods or I even approve of it. I think it's a really interesting thing. That's <laughs> my thing. I'm not sitting here going, abuse is great. I'm not sitting there, but I'm going, <laughs> look at how complicated this is. I love it. And you guys are so quick to... And this isn't, a, this isn't a discouragement, but this is just the way you watch films and, and we wa- yeah, I watch yeah, films. Yeah, I'll yeah, say it for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. You put yourself so closely in it. You go, but this, if this was me, it would be wrong. And I agree. If it was me, it would be wrong too. But it's a, it's about such a bigger idea. And that's mm-hmm. it's not too often a film makes me think about. This is my first watch, Hermes. So it's not too often a film gets me thinking about this idea this complicated. I love it. Okay, maybe. And the idea is a great, maybe it's, but I don't like the content. And so therefore cannot enjoy the uh, film watching experience. Maybe it pushes different buttons for you because you're thinking as an overall, and maybe I'm thinking more of a tunnel vision. Maybe. I don't know. And that's pushing all the wrong buttons. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying here's what I... (laughs) But I want you to have an access into... I think I understand why you don't like it. 
I think I do. When he attacked him on I stage, I want to give you an access. I, was the, yeah. I jumped out of that chair and I was, yeah, I was, I was with him. My, my, my hands were literally on my head. I say, so for, is that is that a good is that a sign that the film has whether it a good film? It's, so it's done something to you. It's yeah, made you react because you were clearly yeah. rooting for him way, and you liked that. But I, I, I don't even like Andrew. No, but you like that moment. But in yeah, that, like so that, in moment, that yeah. way, the story has been impactful enough for it to be a good film. It has done something. Whether you like what it's done to you yeah, or yeah, not yeah, is yeah, a different yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that's where me and Liam sit on the other side. Is where I can go, yeah. it's great. It's brilliant. The yeah. story's very, very clever, but I still hate it. A bit, a bit like The Pianist, isn't it? <laughs> I come back to this because that really affected me. Talk about sight reading. I mean, he was doing <laughs> <laughs> No, but that really affected me, didn't it? Oh, yeah. And if it, I think in all cases, we're saying if the movie takes you on an emotional journey, whether it's you guys who have recoiled so much from it or yeah. myself and I think Hermes and, 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 and to the, uh, I think Ethan as well, uh, I could be wrong, but we're going, man, this is crazy. It's taking you on a journey so that to George's point, okay, that's maybe, impactful, isn't maybe, it? Maybe, oh, it's maybe this is one of them movies. Hang on. One of these, maybe it's one of these movies that I have to think about. It's my first watch. Yeah. I haven't really had time to reflect when did on you, it. I'm curious. When did you watch it? Last night. Okay, I watched it last night too. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't really had time to reflect, so I was up early for work, wasn't I? So, oh, I would have been sitting in my head all day at work. I'd have been, I've been stewing yeah. on it. Well, I've been stewing on things at work. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... Now I suddenly saw. Was your, to- was your manager like throwing things at your head? <laughs> throwing, <laughs> yeah, throwing coins at me and everything. You know what this is, and I think that's what makes the podcast what it is. Is because best film ever as a as a thing is so subjective, yeah, and so then diverse. you go, and then because obviously this is a film that is is like, but then they go, but it's not subjective, and it's something that should be subjective, but it's not because it's excellence and all these sorts of things. And we, I think, we're going. Is it excellent? Yeah. Quite possibly, yes. But because film as an art form is still subjective, yeah. it's like there's like a line where you kind of go, it's. It, do I think this film is very, very good? Yes. Yeah. Do I still hate it? Yes. And I think it so. Context. Where do because we only do exactly yeah. yeah because we score on a linear scale. It's like how how much of your liking of the film are you able clear. to detach from how good of a film it is? And that's where that's I think. May I ask you a question though? Are you enjoying the conversation? No, I because oh, no, no, I'm like I'm like a kid at <laughs> Christmas. I love this double-sidedness because we all sit around and go i really liked this part i also liked that part you yes i also liked that part no i know those aren't nearly as engaging as this multiple interpretations it it gets me like i i get really i hate conflict but like i hate conflict even when we're talking about a film and we're all still friends and my body is like squirming i can tell that's why i asked the question yeah no i hate it like my head has been on my microphone i've been like taking sips of my pepsi because i'm like i can't be engaging this conversation i'm i'm I'm, like welling up now because conflict even on this level makes me go which again i think because the film is so about conflict yeah I'd switch off from it. As the producer, I'm not going to throw a mouse at your head or anything like well, that. Well, I would throw know. it back. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, say you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> say it to the class. <laughs> Genuinely. Like, and I think it makes... I mean, I'm, I'm tired. You I'm are tired. Sick. It's I'm been like, a long week for various things, yeah. I give you a hug, Georgia. I wouldn't throw a chair out <laughs> Thank you, Herbie, because that is what I need. But yeah. Like, yeah, because you just kind of go, this is so subjective. And because 
these people that I'm talking to are so, including Hermes and the rest of the pod like community, because it's become such a massive part in my life. When everyone, when it's conflict, even when it's conflict that's allowed conflict, yeah. because it's something that's subjective, it just makes me go no. I, I mean, there are some people. And it's, I'm sure it's, people are enjoying listening to it's, it. It's, 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 but there's a way you react to conflict, and sometimes conflict, unhealthy conflict, is never the right answer. Which is kind of what this movie's about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unhealthy conflict is never the right answer, but conflict in this regard, where it's like, oh, I get, to- I, I get totally fired up at like a a difference in in seeing your perspective and having mine oh, and coming absolutely. back. Oh, I get so mentally switched on by it. I like, could this never is, be in a debate team. This is way more interesting <laughs> to me. Than a movie like like The Dark Knight, except for Georgia, but we, 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 we all went. I like, I, I, and you know, people like it when it's ones that ah, oh, it's so much more fun. Like even the Dirty Dancing oh, thing about does know. you know does he know does yeah, she know? No, no, no. Oh, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, we're different people at the end of the day. But no I have heard that no one's ever the same person. So on this podcast, will we ever find the best film ever? Who knows? I think we did. <laughs> well, I'm looking. This is the thing. I'm looking forward to the debate slash conflict slash like verbal fist fight when we do Last Jedi. Because oh, oh Ethan, God. just 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 let it go. Oh, no, on, because Ethan. that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a discussion about subjectivity of of media. Just leave it in a galaxy far, far, far away. If only. Happy birthday, Mark Hamill. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Mark Hamill. Yeah, happy birthday, bud. Oh, oh Hermes, man, you have brought the most. Out of all the the, the 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 films brought from a BFF at the BFE, it's the one that's caused the most intense conversation. Yeah. It's the one that's caused the most drastic Divide. variety of readings. <laughs> yeah. um, nah, it's, I, I didn't anticipate this going down this way. Neither did I. It's a bit of a whiplash, I, isn't it? And yeah. it a lot, I of, <laughs> a lot of people, when did. I say I don't like conflict, like, oh, yeah, no, I don't like conflict either. Like, I've No, really you really don't, don't like, like conflict. conflict. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Hermes. No, I, I I definitely kind of expected this. Uh, knowing, hearing everything up to this point from from the BFE, I uh, and being I hope a BFF still, Georgia is. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a reading. You haven't have told me that you don't like Alice in Wonderland, so it's all good. And you haven't drafted oh. Kyler Murray. Yes. So you still had two other people, so you're all right. <laughs> so you said you'd give her a hug, so you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like you know like love languages. I am definitely like up there on like the physical love languages. I just love a hug from people so yeah. yeah me too we're very Virtual similar affection coming through the mic right yeah, now. Yeah. thank oh, you Hermes really, really. Yeah, that's genuinely made me feel better as well there we go <laughs> I really hope I really hope because uh, this this uh this film I I did anticipate that that uh divide because of I've I've seen it and showed it to quite a few people and this is commonly the reaction is you either love it or you hate it seemingly and it's for me it's one of those it's not like i'm a big jazz guy it's not even that i'm a big i love music but i can't play it i'm not a music guy so it's uh i honestly i i felt liam might have been more on the positive end so it's actually surprising i was was going to ask when you were going through in your head because because i i I think you know us fairly well hermes and in previous sort of iterations and yada yada um who did you have liking this you had liam thinking you thought liam would be a bit more pop where did you have the divide going was it just george on the one side or I thought it might be actually Georgia and Ethan rather than uh, Liam and Georgia. Oh, did so you hear got- Ethan's almost sexual enjoyment? <laughs> I cheated ch- so loud. I actually week. got some audio from last week. Wow! <laughs> 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 I, I shit like the second Ian went, we're going to a school. I went, yeah! I like, yeah. The, 
I, I, I'm trying not to bury yeah. the hatchet. This this was my... Uh, I was torn between this. <laughs> bury the hatchet? Before. What are you doing? Bury the lead. Okay. <laughs> the hatchet's what you bury when two people have been fighting. You're like, well, bury the hatchet, and then we won't fight anymore. It's a good thing. <laughs> it came out of my mouth. I'm like, I'm just going to ignore that I said it. But no, I was torn between this and Chef when I went on uh, your oh, next favorite movie part. Yeah. I've not yeah, seen that. that. That's the level of love I have for both of those films. Well, there we Beautiful go. choice. It would have been fine with either one of them, but yeah. I brought this one, and I think the divide and why it, it does this so much, especially amongst you guys in the, in the podcast here, is because every, you, we're all creatives, and we all can identify a piece of ourselves in a piece of the movie, yeah. whether negative or positive, and, mm-hmm. and I think that, bec- again, being a creative, it, you do it strongly. You attach yourself strongly, whether it's Ian with, uh, with his experience in teaching and his experience in music himself, uh, I'm sure... Uh, Liam, with your experience with music and maybe teachers you've had or reactions you've had to, yep. to teachers earning respect, so to speak. Georgia, <laughs> if it's the conflict, like I love, <laughs> I love all again. Uh, I, I love all of that aspect of the discussion. I'm 100 percent with you on that, Ian, and and that <laughs> that idea of 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 art being that vehicle for these discussions and these feelings, strong, negative, positive. It just that is what's so damn beautiful about it is it i mean again now i'm 100 percent on that side of it so i'll be biased when i say that but or i'll be upfront when i say that but no worries. This, this movie this movie um it, it yeah it hits it hits in that specific way and in such a profound way i have to say liam you were the last that that last pick of yours sorry to go tangent but no worries. you're saying that this one this one affected you and that pianist affected you yeah man do we have to talk offline about three billboards in a <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely yeah. definitely man man did you do that <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad i could return the favor to you <laughs> thanks <laughs> We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game just, now. I felt like I have the right place to sort of in the end pivot game. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ethan, you got some stuff because I knew nothing about this Hermes, so I've sort of given some of this information around to Ethan. But before we give anything to Ethan, you get it can't be rigged this week, despite your terrible <laughs> gift this week. Jeez. <laughs> okay. No. 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 <laughs> If it's terrible, it's because it's rigged. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week you can't win because you're coming coming up with a random word, buddy. Random word. Drums. Drums. Do you know what? You know when I come up with the random word? Yeah. First thing I thought of was drums, right? Then I went, no, that's too simple. And my my next one was blood. (laughs) All you saw through the whole film was blood. (laughs) No, drums will be good. Let's get get some drums. Drums drums is better. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Ethan, uh, you're going to talk about the money, money, money. Yeah, I am. So it had a budget of... 3.3 3.3 million US wow. wow that's small what yeah what does it make at the box office i don't remember being a big big hit but there was oscar buzz about it yeah i think was it was it baity i think there was i think that's the reason why it's so well re- re- renowned regarded i think it made some noise on that yeah that um, <laughs> made some noise i'm yeah. gonna go with 90 million i'll go 48 oh, i was thinking about 78 okay yeah. hermes I'm going to go with 30. Uh, Ian was 1 million, 49 million. <laughs> if this was the way around, I'd accuse Ethan of film. cheating, but I really didn't look at it. <laughs> I went, how much is, is too much for like a little indie film about drumming, even with Oscar <laughs> buzz? And I thought 50 is a good cap. Yeah. 16 times its budget, though. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. We're blessed too. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> oh, <no. yeah. laughs> 
This time, Andrew's the conductor and Fletcher's in his band. <laughs> it's, oh, I'd love that. <laughs> um, so then we've got uh, awards. Ethan, I think you've, you're yeah. taking this one over as well. Uh, nominated for 114 wins, a total of well, 49. Okay, what, what about the Oscars? <laughs> okay, for the Oscars, it is nominated for uh, five All right. wins. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, nominated for five and wins three. All right, Score. so... Ooh, score. Okay, it's a good score one. Score count, yeah. I'm going to say original or adapted screenplay for sure. Yeah. Yep. There we are. Um, oh, cinematography. Yeah, yeah definitely cinematography. Is it performance no. based? Oh, really? No. Wow. There is one for uh, performance. That's like got to be Fletcher. best supporting actor for uh, Fletcher, Fletcher uh, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, best editing? Uh, yes. Look at that. Uh, yes, you just sound surprised. You've got them written um, down. Oh. Yeah, sure. Is Lighten one of them? No, Lighten's not one. Yeah. Um, best director? I'm sure Julian would love an individual no. Oscar for colour grading. but Not best picture. Uh, it's nominated for best picture. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So that's best picture, best supporting actor, best editing. Did we get uh, any you said adapted screenplay? Adapted screenplay, so there's one more. One left. Is it one that we're going to get, or is it one that we're not going to get? I, best sound mixing. I was going to say oh, sound yes. editing. That was going to be the last one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sound, didn't it? Uh, and it won how many? Three? Uh, it won three. So, so I bet you it wins for best yeah. sound editing. Yep. I bet you it wins for best editing. Yep. And I bet you, oh, geez, only one winning. <laughs> 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 the trilogy. Uh, I don't think it's going to It didn't win best picture. Nah. I don't think Simmons wins. I think it goes for best screenplay. It goes to Simmons. Oh, wow. Good for him. It's best uh, supporting actor. Good for him. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't, I didn't hear that at the time, but good for him. Yeah. yeah. I want to see who he was up against. Because I don't... Like, 2014 was a good year for film. In 2014, yeah. it was a very good year. Very good so year. he was against Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. Uh, Ethan Hawke... No, hang on. Ethan Hawke is excellent in Boyhood. He's the only one who is. The woman who wins the Oscar isn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We have Edward Norton for Birdman. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I like Birdman, but I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not that bothered. Would, is he one know. of the Hulks? Uh, he was yeah. the first Hulk, yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, the first MCU Hulk. Yeah. Mm. And then another Hulk, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher. I've never seen that. We mentioned that last week last because year, last of week. Steve Carell. Yeah. So there we go. Um, who would you cast as who? I, mean, I don't I'm, want to be in it. There's I'm too much conflict. I'm, fl- I'm Fletcher, aren't I? Yeah. 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 Which I think means Ethan's got to be. <laughs> Ethan's got Ethan's to be here. That's true. He would If this was the story of the pod, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know who that makes. Is Ethan make, is he the kid I get rid of on the first day? He, oh. Or he's the um, stand-in. He's um, Connolly? Uh, no. Skippy? Skippy. Yeah, Tanner. Skip. Oh, Tanner. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the original yeah. first chair. So that makes you that? And then who's, 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 uh, Hermes? Hermes is. Hermes is the dad. Is Hermes the dad? He offered to give me a hug. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> do, you, do you like raisinettes in your popcorn, buddy? <laughs> I do. I oh, there we are. Have you ever had that, really? Because I've never had that. Is, is, is oh. that a thing? It's oh, an absolutely. interesting combination. Yeah, choc- any, any, I usually do peanut M&M's or Raisinets in the popcorn. I'm going to try that next time wow. I go to the cinema. I'm going to get some popcorn. I'm going to get some, some, some candy and just sort yeah. of throw them in there. That's you a good idea. You inspired me to do it. It's great. I've got, I've got microwave popcorn, but I don't have any sweets here to go, to go inside of it. We've got some nerds. 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think that's quite it's the like same thing. Mike and Ike's in it. I think you need. I think it's got to be chocolate. I do. <laughs> I'm messing. Um, I've got. Did this film have a villain problem? Nope. No. <laughs> or, or it did in the wrong way. Yeah. What should this film have been called? Uh, help! My teacher's a psycho. Little drummer boy. Whiplash. I mean, whip, 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 Whiplash is a good name. <laughs> Little drummer boy. That's good. Well done, Ethan. <laughs> Perum pum pum pum. <laughs> no, that's what it should have been called. Uh, the price of excellence. Music was my first love. You know, that's a discussion I was curious if we would get into as well. Which is what the price of, the, of excellence? Uh, yeah, that that conversation of um, I don't know if, if if you've ever had that like aspiration to live on. You know, have your name live on after you're gone. Yes, and that mm-hmm. idea of the whole. Never be forgotten. Um, yeah, yeah. And and that suicide, um, the character that committed suicide, having achieved that in a way amongst that group of peers, you know, and then when George was bringing up part of that that discussion, and I say context, I think part of that discussion is exact context. Like if it's amongst your peers or amongst a large group of peers or if it's amongst the elites of the elite kind of a thing, like mm-hmm. what that means to different people. Uh, I, I That was one thing that I definitely wanted to note on for the movie it did that very well i think where it's not necessarily ends just find the means but it is like if that is part of your aspiration you like your life is kind of not saying it's good <laughs> nobody take this as a <laughs> as a as me encouraging this but um i definitely have had that thought process mentality it's like at all possible you know at, at any end necessary to achieve it kind of a thing well That's bruce lee did to me bruce lee was kind of similar okay. Yeah. Because uh, he would, uh, he was a philosopher as well as a martial artist, and he would say the key to immortality is first living a life worth remembering. And he he was um, bullish in the way he was with martial arts, so he wasn't always a nice person. It does make me go. Maybe I'm just so for not perfection. Maybe you have enough to. about anything. I mean, the irony is that yeah, Andrew wants his name to live on forever. But it's a life at what cost? So yeah, he gets the the. And I don't even think it's about the fame. I think it's just about being excellent. But you know, a life where you don't have any friends by his own admission, a life by which he's trying to. He thinks his girlfriend will get in the way of his drumming, so he gets rid of her for that it's reason because he's life. singular. So it's the illusion of this great life when actually it's a very limited life yeah but is that the price of excellence is it that you must cut off everything else in order to achieve it especially as the world gets bigger and bigger you can still only have one there's only room for one number one in the world whatever it might be yeah um how dedicated slash slavish do you have to be to your pursuit yeah i don't think it's not yeah i'm not saying yes no or otherwise i just i definitely uh, it resonates and i understand the mentality good or bad i mean that idea of the tortured artist i definitely it's like that 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 just makes sense and it's unhealthy and it's awful and it's why it costs so much to so so many prior but it at the end of the day like he says at the dinner table we're still talking about this artist right yeah i think true. that's everybody's idea of of excellence or or success rather is what he says i will say they got really really lucky work? that like i don't buy but 12 people all know who charlie parker is <laughs> I think I think I don't didn't know who Charlie Parker was until I think I'd heard the, the I name. His name, Roger. We talked about him for two hours. I couldn't I couldn't have told you which uh, instrument he played. <laughs> I still don't know. Saxophone, saxophonist. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay, there we are. Um, what do we have here? 
oh, whose story is oh whose story is it it's andrew's yeah, i think we, well, i mean we begin and end with andrew don't we but we you do. can you can argue that it's that fletcher has a a part two well, yeah, he's, he's the other part the instigator the catalyst fletcher yeah. has that moment of realization on the stage Mm. You know, he, it, he calls him, I'm going to rip your your eyes out <laughs> to Ouch. like them working together and real and, and Andrew yields to him, realizing that he's got something to add when he's helping direct where he wants to go with the solo. It's mm. so strange, isn't it? It's very strange. And keep in mind, I mean, the solo, we didn't talk about it. I wish we had actually. Um, good to be known now. Um, but we hear that Charlie Parker left and then came back and played the greatest solo in the history of the world. Right. Yep. And that's clearly what this is. Yeah, this no, is this is him anything. being Charlie Parker of a drumming world. But he'll never be that great again. Because he hasn't got that drive. I don't know. I think that's what? a great moment. Maybe a I think it's moment. a proof. It proves yeah. to him that he can. Yeah. 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 Well, anything, you, you can go out and now. recreate that every no, but, single time. But, but how often do you have to hit Ahmed? You know, how often do you have to hit your zenith? I mean, no, Charlie Parker did. Yeah, no, I think, top. yeah, that's what Liam's saying is that he thinks that is like the best he well, will ever be well, because of all of that passion. Because of the push. We, we don't know. But well, the theory is that he's, he's going to go out there every night and go, you're this year. No, no, no. But the blah, blah, theory blah, blah, is that blah. now he and Fletcher are both on the same. Now, the movie ends, so we don't know. We, we can't we can't imagine anything else onto it. It's just that, that that's the absolute finite end, end beat. But, you know, if we live in a world where the two of them are now on the same page, where Fletcher realizes he is the Charlie Parker he's been looking for. And Andrew realizes he knows I'm the Charlie Parker he's been looking for, and he can make me better. To think that this is the end of it, that would be awfully no. off. No, yeah, but he Whiplash said Charlie Parker came electric back. Electric drum kit. No, because uh, let me give you a chance. Did that one thing? No, but let me give you, for hang on, just because it's the best thing nah. he's done doesn't. No, hang on, don't nah me. I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's the best thing he's done to this point doesn't mean it's the best thing he'll ever do. Let me give you an example. So when I have students, he's not being pushed. I'm still talking. When I have students. <laughs> I'm talking. When I have students, and we get to like these mock exams that we do in this country yeah. to sort of practice for the real deal. And if they hit the target that we think they're going to have, or they hit the highest mark they've had to this point, then I meet with parents and I go, "Look, it's great. Look at how well they've done. This is the best thing they've done." But if three months from now. If three months from now we're still batting the same thing, then both of us have made a terrible mistake because we have three more months to take this thing and make it better. Just because you're here now doesn't mean that that's where we got to finish. No, but you're telling me through that whole movie, he's been the bastard that he is to get him that far. And he wouldn't have got that far without him being like that. I think the conversation is if they do carry on as a partnership or whatever it is, does Fletcher still still treat him the way he treats him? Oh, Oh, really? Because I think that solo is is the, it's them working together. The solo is them working together. I think that solo is the moment. Continue to progress. the culmination of rising to the occasion. And now that he has that as proof of of his work and his and his ability now fletcher's gonna say you remember that solo you got to do better you know he's going to continue pushing is is that what is that what you're gonna be you're gonna be a kid who peaked at 19 exactly yeah um the pressure cannot stop i don't know about abuse but the pushing continues yeah, and but now, then, then you go. See it differently. He only got He'll there because of the abuse. So, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have to continue with it? Yeah. It's well, hopefully, Sorry, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he gives him the benefit of a doubt and doesn't make him get into a car accident again. You know what I mean? I hope not. <laughs> but there's still yeah, a way to. Got to. I think. Yeah. I think the way he treats the adults and the way he plays with the guys in the. Ba- oh, I think you can different. see yeah, it's yeah. tempered. It's not. Yeah. He's got him to a place now where like you are the best. But that doesn't mean that we stop here just because you're ranked number one. Can you ever? You know, you can never get higher than number one. Of course not. But can what that score is mean is different? Yeah, but he said in the you movie, fall. he said that 
Charlie Parker came out and did the best thing he ever did because he had a symbol. Yeah, but Charlie Parker also died at like 32. So you just make sure he doesn't die at 32. Yeah, but the the, the film lends us to tell us this is his top. To this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, because there's I, no, hang on, Liam, because there's there's, there's 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 no coda. It just go pop, and then we fade in, and all of a sudden, Andrew's an old man walking down the hall, saying, 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 saying to his kids, "That he was and achieves. that was the best thing that I ever did. Or, I'm or. so glad that I had Fletcher." Well, no, but he doesn't know he that himself, does he? Bride. But we, what? as an audience member, have been. We uh, don't know uh, how his life ends. No, what but we're being that, told know, this is because he's been pushed so much and broken so much he's not going to be that the same no, an athlete doing um, a 100 meter sprint at 23 is not the same athlete at 43 is one he? more thing he was given a week's notice to play this gig a week he had his drums in his closet are you telling me that if he's now a professional drummer who nine to five or whatever hours he's keeping is, is that is his sole focus that he can't eclipse what he did on a week's notice after he was working in a sandwich shop yeah, but he won't. He, he won't be being pushed like he is now. No, but he was in a sandwich shop. He's not sharp. He's out of practice. The film don't lend us to tell us that. Though, does it does. It? His his drums are in a cupboard. No, the film don't lend us to tell us that this is not his. He's going to go on to do better things. <laughs> All right, because it's open ended, Liam, so we can talk about it like this. I'd, <laughs> I'd say what's the story here, but we've kicked that around. Uh, a musical inspiration, a song that should have on the soundtrack that wasn't. Whip it real good. <laughs> um, I whip my drums back and forth with my drums. <laughs> George has got to a crazy place. She's got a blanket on her head. I don't like the conflict. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do we have? We've got... Um, that's about it. Uh, Roll of Women. Georgia, help us out with that. Pretty non-existent, yeah. and the two that we do. Well, no, 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 no. The one that we see, who's at the school, is kind of like she's like you, she. The talent isn't there, but like he like objectifies her before seeing whether she's got any talent or not, and then continues to after afterwards. But the girlfriend, she's like, no, you're an asshole, and then goes and moves on with her life, which is great. But also in the pizza shop, they're both assholes to each other to begin with. So she's not a good character. Do you, but do you find it weird that she was like, I have to ask my boyfriend? And it wasn't because she needs permission, but he's not the kind of thing he's into. She can't go of her own accord and just see this? Well, no, that's her way of saying that that's her way, way of, of saying telling I'm with him someone else. I'm yeah, with someone I think now. Yeah, being that's nice about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost yeah. on me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not really many other female characters in the whole film. Oh, no, there's a the lawyer. Like, there's an aunt and there's a lawyer, but they don't really do anything. So no, no. Um, you look like a nun. Best character. <laughs> None your business. Best character. <laughs> None your dad. I, I mean, I think we're down to. Oh, really, dad? Okay. Well, no. Okay, no. This is where I'm being like the best is the one that I liked. No, the probably the best character is probably was is probably Andrew because of the arc and the the journey that he goes on. But the one I liked the most was dad because he was the only one who's not an ass. One I liked the most was dad. But yeah, going by um, arcs and ups and downs and roller coaster rides, Andrew. 
Your back is so off on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you, folks, if you can see Liam, he's even like sitting like defiantly. <laughs> In like five minutes, are, Liam is going to be up the fists. wall. He yeah. is like leaning, like but like in like a defensive stance. Yeah. Um, I'm what have you done for me? Back in you my chair, get scared with a blanket on my head because I don't like the atmosphere. Amazing, Ethan. I'm scared to say mine now. No, I'm, go ahead, Fletcher. buddy. I, yeah, of course, it's, it's Fletcher. I'm sorry, it's Fletcher. There's just him. Him, uh, like I've said everything about Fletcher that I just adore about this character, I don't agree with him. It's the same way of going, I like Darth Vader, I don't agree with like his choices, but as a character, he's so compelling and complex, and by the end, like he willingly like learns to, and I appreciate that from a stubborn bastard like Fletcher. Uh, Hermes! Gotta go with Fletcher as well for the exact same reason. I, I can't, I'm not gonna hide it. He is the most compelling, the, the the best character that the movie has. Is he a good guy? Do I want to be around him? Do I like him as a, no. But as a character, he is the antagonist. He is the catalyst for the movie. He he pushes the story forward. He is, and he invokes all the emotions that we should be feeling in a movie like this. He is absolutely the best character. This film was going down a somewhat predictable third act. And then when he goes up to Andrew and says, do you think I'm fucking stupid? Yeah. I know it's you. My brain went, ah! <laughs> I went, oh, I held my head in my hand and went, what? Oh, he's, I I there. he's by far the best character. I mean, like every time I thought I had a, a, a grip on who this guy was, he's like dodge and move. And even the bits where I did know who he was, like when at the start, when he's like, tell me, come on, say it out loud. I, I'm supposed to be here. I'm like, oh my word, this is so... He's going to use this. This is not going to go your way no, at no. all. It's like that Harry Potter quote, isn't it? It's like, Lord Voldemort did great things. Powerful things. Bad things. <laughs> but great things. It's like that, isn't it? It's like, what's the definition of best? Yeah, there you go. He is... I mean, he is the... He is the energy that comes into a room and changes everything. Whether you agree or disagree with what he does... He's the thing that's different. He's the thing that's noteworthy. He's yeah, the thing. True. He's Darth Vader. He's the one who brings color. Yeah. color. Hang on, I got Darth told Vader by Black. a co-worker last night that I, the dynamic changed when I arrived, and I'm not sure I want to be on the same <laughs> level here. <laughs> All right, best moment, best element, Georgia. Um, I liked a lot of the cinematography. Um, like putting the, the whip pans the are whip amazing. Pan, putting the cases yeah. down and the like, this the symmetry that they use, the dunk, dunk, dunk with the music, because obviously you can like, there's ways of representing music visually, and I think they did a very good job with that. Yeah. So shout out to the cinematography. I think also the editing you're sort of referring to at the same time. Yes. Yeah, because that was clearly synced up brilliantly. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, Liam. Uh. Yeah, I agree with what George just said. Uh, but the bit that got me out of my... Well, that was kind of what I was want to say. No, it's just... You, you, you just... You, you, you are like a scared cat. You're like... <laughs> I'm like a cat on stick I don't, bricks. I don't want to compliment it, but I have to. You look like a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> I echo what Georgia says. Uh, she put it more eloquently than I could. Um, but my favourite bit was when he jumps from behind the drum oh, kit yeah. and rugby tackles him to the floor. 
because I was with him all the to way. To be fair, there. Fletcher needs that. Like you have to have that yeah. moment. You, do. you really do. You do. Yeah, they yeah, both yeah, need yeah. to be humbled. I jumped out of the chair. I was, I was. Come on! It needed to be the destruction of both of them, and they both end up sort of exploding each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Ethan, it's a powerful moment. Let's make three drummers stay in a room until two and battle it out. They, that just pay, it's painful. And I love how brutal it is. And also, I think it doesn't, like, it, it helps and doesn't help that Fletcher is like, what's every slur I can use to bet, like, all of these people? Because it's, oh my God, like, I hate Fletcher in this moment. So, but like, it just, the culmination. And I'm like, Andrew's, uh, Andrew is earned his seat what was like, your yeah earned it yeah, yeah yeah what was your take ethan on on on, on just the tone with the slurs can i be honest every time and to preface i'm 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 bisexual so like again don't take me as gospel every time he's the homophobic slur i kind of laughed because i just wasn't <laughs> expecting it and i'm like you know what go ahead like i i understand the reason because he's a piece of shit yeah but I, I get it. I totally get it. Because me, I've said this plenty of times in the pod. I want a world where you can still have flawed, bigoted characters in a movie. Yeah. We said it during Three Billboards. Uh-huh. I want I flawed, bigoted characters in a movie. Example. So, I hated Rockwell at but, the beginning. But I was curious anyway. to get, yeah. My guy. My right. guy. Uh, Hermes. I, that... <laughs> We're on that best climax. element, in case you forgot. <laughs> 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 no, uh, that climax is probably one of the best climaxes of any of any film that that because we are invested so heavily we do hate fletcher so much we are andrew when he's i know it was you and we're, we're our, our stomach has sunk the pressure's on we feel it throughout the movie we're rooting for him the whole time and you don't even know if he's going to actually rise to the occasion but then it starts and he starts just like a drum roll it starts to go soft and then it gets harder and harder and faster and faster and he's performing and it's that is amazing amazing mm. is there a metaphor i say is there a metaphor between <laughs> now this is going to assume that fletcher's got some sort of range of control on what he does <laughs> but on the way that andrew plays the drums and exactly how hard do you go at this time and how Fletcher plays Andrew. Oh, okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah! Have, I just, have I just like blown your mind a little bit? Well, no, I just think it's very clever, isn't it? It's very it, yeah. astute of you. Well, you know, you know. But I was, the, you know, how how much pressure is the right amount of pressure at this time? Because that's a really difficult thing to sort of maneuver. And if you've ever been in any sort of leadership at all, you have to kind of go. Whether well, it's directed a show, mm-hmm. what's the tone? What's the tone today? What do I need to hear right now? How hard? How soft? Where am, where am I going with this? And I was sort of thinking, you know, just like he plays his instrument, you know, in a sense, the conductor's playing the band mm-hmm. in order to get the most out of them, just like Andrew would his drum kit. I'm really glad I stumbled upon this, actually, come to think of it. I know someone who's directed me in this way. Not to that degree. Not me. <laughs> no. I know who it is, though. <laughs> you I do. Um, Hermes did his, right? Yeah, okay. My best no, moment like <laughs> uh, Mine's going to be, I've said it before, it's 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 the it's the conversation in the bar isn't it mm. where they both lay down their life ideologies and go and yet he's he's still like i'd still do it the same way no matter what yeah. no matter what now i understand some people don't want to hear that anymore but there's no two more damning words in the english language than good job and then he sort of pushes back a little bit andrew but then he goes 
But the real Charlie Parker wouldn't be pushed back. And he goes, yeah, you're right. So the movie is telling me. The movie tells me Fletcher's right. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean he is right. It means the movie's telling me Fletcher's right. And I think that might be the bit I dislike the most. Yep. Because I walked away going, oh, I really don't want to like Fletcher, but the movie clearly tells me he's right. Yeah, the, that end shot of them working together. Like, it, if you watch that in isolation, it'd be like, oh, look at these two guys getting on really well and I have. coming together to create this magical piece That's not of as music. I, I kid you not. I know, I know, it's not, but like. History. Oh, I kid you not, though, Harris. I have this um, series of PowerPoints when I teach kids how to do film studies, and there's one on cinematography, and I do things on pans and whip pans. And on whip pans, I have the bit where Fletcher's kind of doing the directing, then it whip pans over to Andrew's killing himself, and then it whips back. I'm like, that's what a whip pan is. So I just have this really happy, bouncy memory. I think I'd seen a scene in like like an Oscar buzz reel where he gets like really... Um, abusive yeah, but yeah, i just yeah. kind of i thought i kind of put it together a lot earlier <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the last, last three minutes of the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh but no i i, I think it is that last scene where they're sort of spousing their ideologies like it's a really powerful scene there we go so flash does yeah from the start to the end um a grumble a grumble oh geez let's start with georgia I mean, I think I've said all of mine. I don't like the moral ambiguity of the fact that the end of the film is like, this was right, this was the way to do it. Um, and I know it's questionable, and I know I can make my own opinions from it, but I guess I'd probably, I don't like it when media as a whole kind of goes, this is the way to do it, especially if it's an abusive way to do things. But that's just my opinion. I, yeah, I, I would ask you to go... You know, this isn't Damien Chazelle on behalf of all media. This is just him making a film. No, 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 I know. But like, it's just because it is anything you... Because the world is so accessible to people now, anything you put out into the world, you have, like, you kind of go, people can see this. And that shouldn't stop people making art, but it should make people go, I'm open to this criticism. It's really... Because I have put this into the world. It's really interesting considering Damien Chazelle both writes and directs this. How much of this is his feeling about his pursuit of excellence as well yeah mm-hmm. to be remembered after he's gone for an art form that he's going for it's not drumming it's it's filmmaking but still you have to make sure you hit all the right beats I look mm-hmm. like a you know what i mean huh I look like a stingray uh, okay liam here <laughs> uh, if you've got one that you might have i don't know if you've thought of one is this like three billboards do you have a grumble uh worst moment the movie <laughs> oh really <laughs> no um i I like films that affect me that has no meaning to any of my life. So if I've never been through a situation or had, um, but I can feel for the characters and that pissed me off with things, I genuinely like the movie because it's provoked something inside of me. Yeah. When a movie provokes me and I've got a kind of a feeling and it's pushing all the wrong buttons, that's when I get prickly. And this movie has made me prickly. <laughs> really? And yeah. <laughs> and I struggle to be objective when I'm prickly. And I, the worst moment for me was there was no give. I need a bit of give. What do you mean? I, I need to see a little bit of um, Fletcher going, okay, right. I'm, I'm doing this because I need to see a certain reaction from you. I need to be pushing you. I need to be, you know, in um, Officer and Gentleman, I know it's not a great movie, but the whole drill sergeant bit and, and um, uh, Mayo, uh, the character, yep. he push, 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 push. And then 
he gives a little bit. I didn't see any give from him you, to Andrew. Back to the second time in, in one uh, pod. Do you remember when we did the Crucible? Yeah. The guy who played the big judge. Yeah. The big, big judge. You know who I'm talking about? The one that uh, Matt played. Yeah, I was going to use his name, but yeah. <laughs> he came to me and said, should I start pulling my punches here? I went, nope. I said, you have to be 100% certain in every moment that you are doing the one logical right thing. Because if you don't, how do you sleep at night? Yeah, yeah, If you're not 100% convinced that you are doing the absolute right thing, you can't sleep at night. There's no way. Same thing here. If he if he starts cushioning it all, how's he sleeping at night with everything else he's doing? Because he, Otherwise, you can't be the guy who throws a symbol. Now, not saying it's right to throw a symbol, but I'm going for this character to be who the character is. He can't be the guy who pull, who who has that other side to him. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I do know what you mean. Yeah. But that, that pushes all the But wrong. I understand how it will agitate you. It really did agitate yeah. me. Yeah. And and that's hard. I think they try to give you that little moment when he sees the little girl, doesn't he? And like he talks to her like yeah, really but I, That's my point. Well, I think he's a not, decent human. That came across as false to me though. He doesn't know when he's watching them. Sorry? He doesn't know when he's watching them when he's when he's with the band, he seems alright. I don't know. He's a deeply flawed human being. <laughs> Huge. Like he sets the kid up to like fail in front of like Lincoln Center. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, my, no. like, like this is carefully orchestrated. <laughs> <Orchestrated>. Pun not <laughs> intended. <laughs> Played him like a fiddle. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that they used um, the the suicide kid um, in the movie. I wish they hadn't put that in there. Because if that was such an eight, uh, years between, why bring that up? Well, it's interesting that he says car accident, isn't it? Yeah. Now, that can be done for a number of reasons. Number one, does the whole world need to know that he killed himself? You know what I mean? If you're yeah, some random kid, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and you're trying to push these kids to excellence, you don't want to put that thought in their head. No. For There could be a good reason for that as well as a bad reason for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I, I just love all the ambiguity in the gray. <laughs> I do. It pushes... Too many buttons. <laughs> and the question is, what do you want from your film? And that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah right yeah. now, I am the ambiguity in the gray. <laughs> you are the ambiguity in the gray. Uh, Ethan. I don't really have one, but I guess it's like the 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 folder. Like, I, I've accepted my piece that I can believe and interpret that it was Fletcher who took that folder. I believe it was. Because, like, obviously what he says later... But I think the sudden disappearance, again, because it's that cut, we don't know how long it's been, but just a bit more clarity. But I, I struggle to find, like, a problem with this film. Uh, Hermes. Hashtag Team Ethan. I can't really hey. find a problem with... Uh, I've I've watched it a, a lot. I can't... I, I even rewatched it within the last hour prior to coming on the pod. I, wow. That, that last, that climax, I, I, I could just watch that last couple 10 minutes maybe uh it is yeah it's it's fantastic i, I don't know I, I really i'm struggling to find one um before i jump into mine i realized that no one complimented again for their best elements the fact that he was drumming oh yeah <laughs> like i think we gotta phenomenal. do one more throw out to that because that's like those shots don't work if he's not really actually and the whip pans back like it's, it's that's how it got the part there's too. there's that's, very yeah, yeah, few yeah. close-ups mm. on the hands like there's a lot of him just and it syncs up perfectly so like nailing it yeah it's 45 percent of uh what he played ended up in the final cut in terms of uh, sound mixing and what was actually played on the drums they didn't <laughs> they didn't dub that later on that was him oh yeah since he was like 15 um wow. I but believe it. my issue is he descends into cockiness out of nowhere. Like it's way too quick. There's not enough warning signs on the road. Oh, and he becomes more like desperation. Pleasure, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Leon. 
uh, I, I think it's desperation. I think that's he needs to show and and prove that he is the best. And part of that is, you know, having <laughs> that cocky attitude. It's like you can't have a cocky attitude if you're not the best. You're- I, I just think it comes out of nowhere. It's not a moment where he sort of like smiles a little bit of like a like a I needed one more part. thing where he smiled. Yeah, he got the part, but there's not a bit where like. Then he goes ahead and he picks up the girl and and they're both really really excited and he's so cute about it and he's got confidence not not arrogance he's got confidence and we need a moment where something happens and he kind of goes hmm and you get that smug smile and it lingers. I think he I think he's desperate for Fletcher's approval. That's where the cockiness comes from. He's he's desperately trying to no that's my part. I earned that part. And again, Fletcher's got a. Oh, I agree. Like, oh, I think it goes from z- I think it goes from zero to a hundred at, at at the dinner party. And I was like, I need to step in between because mm. he's just like an ass at that dinner an, party. He is an ass. Yeah. Like, is it over? Like, do, are, are they patronizing him? Of course they are. Hundred percent. They and call him Andy. Yeah, but yeah. rather than kind of go, you wouldn't realize it, and then let it. I don't know if it needed two dinners. I don't know if it, but something because he goes. He just goes all the way off the and you just the most we get is a couple of reaction shots from dad going, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, we get one scene where he goes, his opinion's really important to you. That's all the build up we get yeah. that it's coming. Yeah. I wouldn't mind another 20 minutes of this film to expand upon that. I would. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, second let's move on. Best role ever. I think both of them. Oh no, he's not. I have not seen Miles Teller anything. <laughs> he's not better in Maverick. I love Maverick. <laughs> You told me to stop thinking. That's it. That's that's your best moment. Miles Teller in Maverick better. He did what was it? Divergent. He did the shitty uh, Fantastic Four movie, and he did oh, yeah. War Dogs, which was War fine. Dogs. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah, War Dogs was fine. It's the best for both of them, hands yeah. down. Yeah, it is. Come on, J.K. Simmons, yeah, really? Yeah, anything yeah, else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Simmons is great in a lot, but like Simmons is great in a lot. I didn't think I'd be yeah. saying this. I thought I was gonna be saying Juno, Juno for the win. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Mm. He he is great in everything, but this is pro- why he won. What he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think this is his best role. Absolutely, he, he did all the right things, didn't he? If he made me feel this way, then he did. He did the right things. Didn't yeah. He? Bless you. This is originally wins Kazoo the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. It's not he got in shape me. for it too. He got mm-hmm. real in shape for it. I saw that's what got me into it. I saw all of, he's sorry, got uh, he's got the arms. Day. Yeah, he 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 did like a eight month or twelve month uh, fitness regimen, and that's I saw a bunch of pictures of him getting buff, and he's well, I won't ruin the age game, but <laughs> he Wait. he was he was older when he was getting buff, and I was like, wow, he's putting in work for this movie. What is this movie? He had a long beard and everything while I was doing it. I was like, I want to see this film. Are you telling me he did a twelve month workout routine for a seventeen day. day shoot? <laughs> Wow. 19, I think it was, but yeah. I said 19 yeah. earlier, and I was told I was wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 19. I thought it was 19. I said 19. You said 17 to start with. What? Yeah. Now, Ethan said 17 to start with. I, I, I could be mistaken. I could be mistaken. No, because you're I'll, on my I'll side, so don't, don't, don't back down. <laughs> <laughs> what we do so is we hit... Well, what we, what we do days. here is we hit this button. Acknowledge me. <laughs> is it really 19? Have we just looked up? Is according, it 19 days? According to the IMDB, it is 19 days. Acknowledge me. That's right. What? What's that, <laughs> Ethan? What's that, seventeen, buddy? Uh, the Wikipedia. Oh come on! Which one of those is gonna be and right? That has a link to an. Article. Is that because you just changed it? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish Wikipedia would let oh, me change brilliant. things. I think I've been. I have. Banned. I have edited something on a Wikipedia page before. Let's say eighteen for uh, argument's sake. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> no, because there is. I'm like the kid at the, the dinner table. There is a correct answer to this. There is. <laughs> um, let's do this. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? 
Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. For some reason, I've written zero to 100 on a piece of paper. I don't know what that means. You did it so, like subconsciously whilst you were saying that the dinner party scene, he goes from zero to oh, 100. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I watched you do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ethan, what we got, buddy? We've got Miles Teller, the mustache man. Mm. 22. Oh, it's hard. 24. Hang on, this is the kid, yeah? It's definitely it's not J.K. Simmons. Well, I'll tell you that much. Because he said mustache man, and I was like, which one of them? He doesn't have a mustache in this. Yeah, Ethan's just really being Ethan's just being Ethan. Top Gun. I was quoting Top. I was saying uh, Top Gun. Okay. Uh, twenty six. Oh, I was waiting for Hermes. Twenty seven. George is bang on twenty six. That's the only reason I said twenty seven, George. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, next, we have J.K. Simmons. Well, I know Hermes knows the answer to this, so uh, <laughs> I have a pretty good idea. I don't know that I know it. Hmm. Fifty six. Fifty eight. Fifty three. Fifty seven. Uh, Ian wins. Fifty eight. Hey. I believe I'm supposed to go. Woo! <laughs> I, I never get these. I never get them right. That I used to be what win. I used to say. I don't know. Uh, next, we have John. You know why Rosa. you're not. You know why you're not getting this right enough. You're not trying hard enough. Throw something. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the pursuit of excellence. What was that, Ethan? Uh, John Riser, the the dad, the uh, the early character Georgia likes. Paul, Paul Riser. Paul Riser. Paul Riser. I wrote John for some reason. You said Benoit earlier. Now you got Johns and Pauls mixed up. Tell me I'm why. Thinking. I was gonna say I'm thinking. I love you like I do. Babies. Not Ethan. Tell me who. Can move my heart as much as you. Okay, so Paul yeah, Reiser. Sixty-three. Oh, buy a coke. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go sixty. Hermes, fifty-five. Uh, what did uh, Liam and George? The say? twin said sixty-three. <laughs> oh, uh, he's he's a year younger than J.K. Simmons. He's fifty-seven. Oh. Uh, is that me? I said 60. Yeah. 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 Baby. And, then, and then finally, 55. Supergirl, Melissa, yeah, Ben. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, did Hermes, did you say 55 or 53? I said 55. So oh, 55. it's you. It's you then. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah. Well done, There's a well right done. answer here. Ian. No, it's fine. <laughs> you notice that I said, I think I won. Ethan's like, yep. <laughs> I'm not running the game. <laughs> Uh, then we have Melissa Benoist or Benoit, depending on... Well, she's got an S in her name. It can't be Benoit. <laughs> Yo, she's French and German. It's Benoist. Ben, Benoit is the guy in Knives Out, isn't he? Uh, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, how old was he? 26? 23. Oh, you're probably right. 22. Uh, 27. Mm, yeah, 26. 25. Ooh. That's Hermes. Hermes. Yeah, well done. Yep. Well done, Hermes. Anything else? Uh, no, that that's it. <laughs> there we go. We're it's, still, a very, we're, it's a very small car. We're still training Ethan there. on how to say, and the last one is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. It, episode 141. Ethan, I do, and finally. Yeah. That works and too. Finally. All right. Hermes, I think you won that. So, yeah, I think you did too. Um, it's time for uh, the good, the bad, and the Ebes. Good, the bad, and the Ebes. How are we doing with this, uh, Georgia? Uh, no Ebes, but I do have no, Richard Roper. I Ebes. do have Richard Roper. You have Roper? So He'll do. Okay. He'll do. Um, the bad one, and I know this isn't necessarily a massively like um, film-based reviewer, uh, but he is a top cricket critic on, to- uh, top on cricket. top. Cricket. <laughs> He's a cricket. Uh, it's Peter Rayner from the Christian Science Monitor. 
Okay. <laughs> it just it made me laugh because we, we referenced it earlier. Yep. Such a cooked up piece of claptrap that I half expected Darth Vader to pick up the baton. Oh, right. What? So that one, that got me. The baton. The baton. Yeah. The baton. Um, then we have got uh, Michael Phillips from the Chicago Tribune who says, Whiplash is true to its title. It throws you around with impunity, yet Chazelle exerts tight, exact, exacting control over his increasingly... F- can't talk today. Increasingly feverish and often weirdly comic melodrama. You give it four out of four. Is a lot of humor? Dark, dark humor. Yeah. Like, 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 like Ethan as he laughs at every slur that comes across the screen. Like yeah. <laughs> The fact that he goes like he throws stuff at his head, you're like, what? So it's that shock humor, I think, than yeah. humor yeah. humor. Yeah. One last bad one because it really made me laugh. J.R. Jones from Chicago Reader just says, this is, a, this is just a sports drama with a brass section. <laughs> And finally, I got Richard Roper from Chicago Sun Times, who says it would be an insult to call Chazelle a promising filmmaker, as this movie doesn't indicate mere potential; it is evidence of authentic, sometimes blazing talent. Yeah. yeah, I think if we look, at, I mean, consider again La La Land and the ambiguity and elements of that, and how that can be uh, either appealing or frustrating. I think we see this as a bit of a. Uh, an auteur developing before our eyes. You know uh-huh. what I mean? He's, is, is he a, a Baz Luhrmann of his generation, less mm-hmm. visual, but more about music and tightness and storytelling. And yeah, I, I think there's something in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I put up a fleece like I'm known to do. Uh, is Whiplash a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 64% great film with only uh, 25% saying good, and then uh, 8% didn't say poor, which wasn't the lowest rating. Okay was the lowest rating. So there are people who, who if they don't like it, they don't like it. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. I told you guys you weren't allowed to vote in the polls, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't vote on the polls. I'm good. It's 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, isn't it? It's it's really high. It's really yeah, high, yeah. isn't it? Mm. If it's like I said, if it's nominated for best adapted screen, uh, screenplay, adapted screenplay, it's probably 88% plus, generally. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. Um, so there we go. Uh, do we have our Patreon backers, our friends of the podcast? Yeah, we got I'm them. I'm very curious about how these are going to go. <laughs> this <laughs> first too. one. Actually, tell me who it is, and then I'm going to kind of make a prediction on how I think it'll go. Okay, Julene. Oh, oh, hang on. Julene's military. I think she'll be cool with it. Okay, so I'm going to struggle to read this, I think. So just give me a second because it was absolutely written in rage. Uh, I was so triggered by this movie. The teacher reminded me of one of my parents. Hang on, hang on. I'm starting to think I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I remember she said in the Patreon chat, I wrote a lot about it. And I went, that's either good or bad. Wow. I was so triggered by this movie. The teacher reminded me of one of my parents, whom I've now set boundaries with through the miracle of therapy. I was shocked at how many people I know personally thought this ending was a win the ending felt almost like well if you get what you want out of a student everything else is okay as a parent i couldn't help myself i managed one of my kids taking music lessons and it would have been over when the chairs were thrown and the poor kid just keeps trying when the teacher gets fired and suckers the kid back i was yelling at my tv don't do it i'm taking points off my rating because the message seems to condone abusive behavior if 
it produces results. Cinematography was good. I liked the way they used the light and the colour grading to create tension. I like every shot where blood, sweat and tears fall onto the drums and we see that first before we see the Miles Teller's face. Um, it's symbolic and masterfully done. I gave it a blank because while the script and the performances are excellent, I mean, really, uh, Simmons and Teller are incredible in this film. I take issue with any movie that seems to justify this type of abuse if a desirable end result is produced. They kind quickly move around the fact that it, a previous student committed suicide from this man's abusive t- teaching techniques. That was Julian. I'm offensive, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I will say this. You mentioned something that we didn't talk about. There's the bit in the solo where you can see the sweat that's landed on the symbol, even yeah, just like bounce it. and yeah. bead and fall yeah. off. It's a, it's a really powerful image. I'm really surprised it didn't get a nomination for cinematography. So, mm. so yeah. good. Because it's shaky cam, I think, Ian. That's what I would have called it. Is, is that why you don't give it to it, really? Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, if that's not your thing. I, I, yeah, I it depends if it's your thing. Yeah. A lot of critics, I feel like, don't land on the side that it's their thing. Oh, I thought it was. Br- it's not too often I really make a, I really plant my, my flag on the ground and go, this should, this should have got something for cinematography. But yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah, I don't yeah. disagree. But yeah, yeah no, no. Did I hear, La La Land get a nomination for cinematography? I'm gonna go check. That. Did what? La La Land. La La Land. He slurred his words. Did you oh. say it was the same cinematographer? Yeah. Uh, n- no. No, this is the guy who did Coach Carter, isn't it? He oh, did Coach yeah, Carter, a bunch of TV, yeah. and that was it. So, like, uh, that, hang on. There's your answer. He's not known. It's not a guy with with a with a pedigree, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah, there that's, we are. That's true. Well, it yeah. took decades for um oh god, who never mind, I can't remember his name. All right. We'll talk about that when we do it like a blade runner really. All right. Cheesy. What do you think? Oh, I'm gonna say cheesy's very positive on it. Yeah. He says, apologies, this is rushed. I haven't even listened to last week's episode yet. This is another film I've never gone around to seeing until now. And now it's another film I wish I'd seen sooner. Teleplays the two different sides to Andrew brilliantly while I can't take my eyes off J.K. Simmons as Fletcher. The man is like a drill sergeant and probably equally as feared and respected as one. The battle between the two main characters kept me on the edge of my seat throughout and my loyalties to either one kept switching. That final performance is incredible too, not just the music, but the psychological battle. It left me with the biggest smile as it seemed uh, seemed like a switch in both of them was flicked and they earned the respect of each other. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I was filming the stuff for the Patreon. I went, oh, I put it on there like months ago. I think I used it like once. There you go, cheesy. <laughs> Love that. Next up, we got Nate. The Great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go positive again. Okay, uh, he says, on its surface, it's like the big short, a little man that seems fairly straightforward and potentially boring, but once you get into it, it's so much more. It's a deep character study for both the antagonist and protagonist. The music, sound, and cinematography are so beautiful and enhance the movie so much. The ending with Andrew finally getting what he wanted and proving Fletcher wrong was absolutely perfect. I don't know if he proves Fletcher wrong. I think he proves Fletcher absolutely 100% right. Proves him wrong and right simultaneously. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, it's so complicated, I love it. <laughs> In case you haven't picked up, I'm going positive for my review. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guess. We can guess for each other. Think they'll go positive or negative? <laughs> Ooh, let me think. For Liam, we'll go plus or minus five. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Uh, next up, we've got Reverend Bruce and uh, Katie together. So he'll explain mine in a minute. Uh, so he says this is a review from both of us we're driving to see the musical theatre show Anything Goes and only one of us can type uh, this is really intense movie I hope it's not the one driving no I guess <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Anything Goes Katie's Katie's got some popcorn going on with some raisinettes in it so I'm doing both here <laughs> 
Uh, this was a really intense movie. It made us anxious oh. just watching it. I never predicted. Oh, sorry. I would have guessed Reverend Bruce positive, Katie not so much. Okay, so it, but it's a joint review. So. Yeah, I don't know how they'll split it up, but we'll see. Uh, it was a really intense movie. It made us anxious just watching it. It was totally unsettling. It was unsettling to see jk simmons who's normally a very endearing character be such a narcissistic abusive manipulative bully absolutely i think that's an important point actually sorry to interrupt the, the, the thing but the fact that we're used to see, he's juno's dad you know what i mean like he's a sweetheart and then he comes in and does and does this yeah i mean jameson he's not exactly likable he's a character he's literally a comic character there. <laughs> yeah he has a lot of kids animation as well so a lot of people like yeah. are used to like a really calming but he's presence the, as well. You'll know this though, Hermes. He's the guy selling. We are farmers. Bop, 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 bop. He is fantastic in. Yes, <laughs> and he's really nice. Uh, so it shows what a great actor he is and what a great performance he turned in. We love the title because it has multiple meanings. Uh, it's a famous jazz song. The word whiplash uh, makes you think of intense pain, both emotional and physical. When you get hit from behind in an accident, you often get whiplash because you didn't see it coming. J.K. Simmons was completely unpredictable in his abuse. His abuse even led Andrew to abuse himself, which is when he walked away from the car accident to get to the concert with bleeding hands. You'd think after the fellow student's suicide, Andrew would be done with him, but he just can't pull away. And for just a minute, you think Fletcher is redeeming himself near the end, but of course he isn't. I know it was you, he said. Game still on. Whiplash is totally frustrating, but you want to see Andrew overcome and conquer. We felt we were abusing ourselves by continuing to watch Fletcher abusing Andrew and thinking he might change. There are two critical scenes of how Fletcher is impacting Andrew's life negatively. One, when Andrew breaks up with his girlfriend. What an idiot. The scene clearly shows her becoming happier and prettier. Andrew saying she will hold him back is absurd someone who loves you makes you better at what you're doing not worse to the dinner scene with his family there's a conversation where andrew says i'd rather die drunk broke at 34 and have people around a dinner table to still talk about me than live to be rich and sober at 90 and no one remembers who i was that's insane for our part we'd rather be rich and sober at 90 even if fewer people remember who we are and at the end, you think there's a redemption, but there isn't. Fletcher was as vengeful and as abusive as ever. And it makes you think, what will be the next chapter in Andrew and Fletcher's relationship? We assume the relationship will continue. The question to ponder, Andrew, in fact, is a better drummer, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And then- Not the end result, the question. Everything I felt. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I, I did ask if Liam penned this halfway through. <laughs> the bit about like your people who you love make you better. You're like, that's right. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like Liam may as well read this. <laughs> and then finally on the reviews, we have got Dwayne Smith. Who says, this one has been on my list for a while. I gave it my first watch today. Watching this made me anxious and it is difficult to watch as an, for a number of points. Uh, a number of points, sorry. Fletcher is an asshole. Personally, I would not have been able to cope with that sort of abuse, but Andrew does and amicably and keeps going back for more. <laughs> Andrew is not without blame, though. He is, he is too an asshole in some situations and treats Nicole terribly. It feels like Fletcher's influence is rubbing off on him a bit. I don't know if Fletcher ever really gets his comeuppance, but the final scene swings Andrew's way. That final scene is brilliant. When Andrew walked away, I thought Fletcher had won, but it kept, but it had me cheering when Andrew went back and played it like he wanted to. J.K. Simmons is superb in this film. It's no coincidence that he makes... It's no coincidence that he makes you hate him. Miles Teller seems so young in this and is also so brilliant throughout. It's a good film. All right. Thank you very much to everybody who chipped in. I'm just realizing I don't remember what next week's film is, so I'm going to have to run up and uh, check my laptop. Also, I think um, I as we're talking about Fletcher, we need to talk about um, 
the lady who played Nurse Fletcher in One of Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. She recently just passed away. Okay. She, she won an Oscar for that role, and she never had a career afterwards, which is odd for someone who wins an Oscar. Indeed. I only thought of it because of Fletcher, obviously, being in the movie. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the fledgling fandom. What do they have to say? Not a whole lot coming in on this one. I think it's one of those ones that uh, people, um, I think a lot of people probably haven't seen it. But let's start off with Josh, next favorite movie, who says, who's choosing poor on this? I've never been musically inclined or into jazz at all. So I didn't expect to like this one at first, but I loved it. And it's one of the best films of the 2010s. Can't wait to listen. Also, watch The Novice for something similar to this. Uh, Force Five Pod said whoever voted poor must have had COVID because they've lost their taste. (laughs) Well played. Uh, Off Radar, a movie podcast, says a beautiful, tense musical thriller showcasing the very best direction, acting, editing, and sound. Plus, it really bloody makes you care. Bloody's quite accurate in that, I would think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Draw-dropping, edge-of-the-seat stuff. Thanks, James. That's James from Off Radar. Uh, And then, of course, one of the OGs here, Carlo from the movie Loot says a master uh, masterful showcase of great performances script direction and editing the way chazelle allows us to see the motivations of each character while also not allowing us to be entirely sure of how to feel about each of them was excellent is fletcher a ruthless egotistical bastard most definitely is neiman a self-righteous prick i'd say yes is there a reasoning behind their respective passion for finding quote the next charlie parker and quote being the next charlie parker of course at one point neiman asked fletcher is there a line how far can we push to get what we want? And is it worth it in the end? Chazelle doesn't necessarily give us the answer, but he sure does shake us up trying to try and figure it out on our own. And I responded with, oh, I think he absolutely does give us the answer. Yeah, he tells us yes. I think Chazelle says yes. The answer is yes. It, it, it is worth it. And then leaves it to you to go, what do I do with this? And that's been the process of most of the conversation I think we've had today. Uh, if you like this film or episode, you'll like, um, I'd, I'd say Black La La Swan. Land. Black Swan. Actually, Black Swan's oh, yeah, an okay. excellent choice, yeah. Ethan. Yeah. Look at me bigging you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that idea about the pursuit of excellent at what cost. Mm-hmm. I think Black Swan's a... Have you, either of you guys seen Black Swan? Yeah. No, because it was billed as more of a horror, so I've never watched That's it. not really a horror. It's more of a psychological thriller. Yeah. I think that's probably also not a good move for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, it could be yeah, all right. Is there not some like a bit with say. like a load of blood? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And Mila Kunis. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, some really interesting cinematography in that one. Mm. It feels like a, like a Darren Aronofsky film. You know, The Wrestler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, should have been here for The Wrestler. It was a good one. Oh, um, La La Lamb, for a different reason. It's way more optimistic, but it does still hit many of the same beats. And, and jazz and and jazz and sort of a love letter to the 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 pursuit of excellence art. and jk and art a and moody little guy in that as well does he is he in that yeah he's the guy that um he he's ryan Gosling's boss oh he runs the uh yeah, the piano like, bar or something like, like that jazz, he? jazz yeah. bad. so uh there we go so uh let's go ahead and look uh give out our ratings ratings georgia let's start with you um I mean, I've made it quite clear that the context in which this is set and the like the abusiveness and all those different things, it makes it a really, really hard watch for me. I think I am quite an emotional watcher when it comes to films and those sorts of things. I do struggle with when those sorts of things happen and the context of films makes me nervous. It makes me all these different things. And I do react quite emotionally to conflict, definitely. So the fact that conflict is the kind of the main 
not even the main like the overarching point in this film is yeah, i'd struggled with it i really did struggle with it when i was first watching it i just didn't get it i was like it's just weird but like breaking it down and talking about it more i think has probably made me turn on the story more but has also made me go actually it is it is very good as if i'm using good as in like it's a as a piece of film as a piece of art it's very well put together the cinematography like we said was very very good the performances are incredible other than nicole at a couple of points she was a bit weird a couple of times but like she's not really got anything to do but i digress um the fact that it's about this very technical piece of music well not just piece but like jazz piece and all these things and that it didn't but it didn't at any point feel like i didn't understand enough to access what they were doing because it's very clear what's going on even if you're not into jazz like several people have said um yeah it's it's very very good and so i had the moral dilemma of like how much do i take off of it because i don't agree with the moral standpoint that the film portrays and i think that's quite difficult because it's one thing for it to be about abuse and those sorts of things and conflict and then for it to have left it ambiguous at the end as to whether that's a good thing or not i think it would have been one mark but the fact that it the film tells me that it's a good thing and the ends did justify the means i think probably knocks it back a tiny little bit more again because this piece of film is telling me that this was okay whereas i don't and i don't agree with that so there's there's that as well so overall i'm gonna stop rambling because we've been going for almost four hours um i am going to give this film seven broken drums out of ten all right seven broken drums liam yes okay so uh there's no secret i hate this film um <laughs> it really got my back did up. anybody else pick i <laughs> no no I think well, I i'm shocked it. i'm still shocked <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry herbies um Topi. so yes these are very very good performances um the acting is phenomenal in this film. Uh, the use of color and light in this film is, is brilliant. Um, the reasons um, I don't like this, obviously, is because of the way he is. And I feel a lot of emotion in this film because of how I would react and what I would do. I mean, I'd have, I'd have jumped on him way before then and smacked him in the face harder with drums, everything, trombone. The guy would have had it every which way. Um, until he saw it my way. <laughs> um, but it's hard. Like George has said, it's one of them films, even though I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Maybe, maybe when I'm old, I don't know. Maybe see a different perspective. Um, it's hard. What, when you're old like me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard because it is a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's very well executed. And trying to take your emotion out of it is very difficult. It pushed all the wrong buttons for me. Um, the win at the end is not a win for me. The win for me was when he rugby tackled him on the, on the stage. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this seven and a half oh, bleeding wow. plasters uh, on the drumsticks. I was very wrong. Georgia was very wrong. She loves me and went five. <laughs> I was thinking five. Ethan. Um, I made it very clear last episode that I have a very strong love for this film um it, it got me when i was like 15 16 and it gets me still now there's something about this one that i just it hits every single thing i love 
like the cinematography, the editing, the sound editing, the acting, the performances, uh, just all, all of it, the story, the dialogue. It's great. It it sets me on edge in the best way possible. And Sorry, how much I... did you like this film? <laughs> well, let me tell you, because skipping to the chase, I love that. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of love for me today. Uh, I'm giving this 10 car crashes out of 10. I saw that coming. Yeah. Unlike the lorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hermes. Uh, I can't say anything that hasn't been said on both fronts. I completely understand where Liam's coming from, George is coming from, and I and Ethan. I'm 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 hashtag team Ethan. I hundred <laughs> percent can't I can't find a flaw in this film. It does all the right things for me and w- there's a discussion about subjectivity of, of art and maybe a better discussion of subjectivity you know uh based on the context of art this one for me absolutely hits everything perfectly and and it's not because like i love fletcher so much and 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 i said he reminds me of an old uh an old sensei i had and it's not because i loved my sensei (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination but i absolutely respected him and he made me a better man you know and i was i was uh all of 10 years old when when he was uh if affecting me uh, you know so he definitely uh, changed me into uh, the person that I am today. And for that, I'm grateful. I didn't like every second of it by any means, but mm-hmm. I absolutely appreciated it. And this film is is kind of like that, where I didn't even necessarily love everything that it reminded me of, but I appreciated it and I respected it. It's absolutely got to be 10 out of 10 drumsticks. I don't know, 10 drum sets out of 10. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> well then. Oh. On that note, though, Hermes, you seem like a very, very lovely man, and also you've just got a cat on your lap currently. Which I mean, like <laughs> cat executive people, especially. Hang I on, is it just as a just as a thing? Yeah, I know. Sorry, men who like cats are usually good people. So there we go. <laughs> I do try, George. I, <laughs> I do my best not to be a Fletcher. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out, George is the same one who commented we were only going for four hours and then was like, we got time for a cat story. <laughs> We've got a guest on and he's got a cat. <laughs> um, there's, I'm going to totally be a hypocrite now myself. Um, there's an episode of the IT crowd where they go to see a musical. Oh. Gay. A gay yeah, musical. Like one gay. I've seen. And um, Chris O'Dowd's character goes, oh, I hate it. And they looks over at Richard A. Wadi, who goes, I love it. Everything I've ever known is being challenged, and I love it. He and, can't say that, can he? Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually a really good impression. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of how I feel about this movie, because I'm going at the end going, the message appears to be that the ends justify the means. But then it leaves it with me and goes, well, what do you think about that? Because it's not telling me go out and be abusive to people and let inspire them. To, is this an instructional manual on how to make a good <laughs> no, drummer? No, I know that. Uh, I wasn't saying it was you. I'm just throwing <laughs> <laughs> out in the universe. You were looking Look, he's back. I always pitched to you. We've talked about no, this. I know, yeah, because he tried to do it to me last week and it didn't <laughs> she, go well. She, and she rejected it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's that sort of thing. Is this one of the best films ever? I'm going to go, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm floored by the questions and the places this has taken me um it's lingered with me the next day i find more things in it and if it had gone that traditional tropey music way and they just got together and we all mate oh look i see who you are and i've changed my ways no he's fletcher is still a malevolent so-and-so yep. right till the end and yet andrew also still needs his approval right to the end 
even when he's in the embrace of his father, he turns around and walks away back towards his coach, back towards his abuser. Are those two separate things? Yes. Does he fulfill both of those things? Yes. Yeah. And it's wonderfully complicated. And I love the questions it makes me consider. And that's something I really dig. The idea about questioning everything I believe in. It does this. And then it forces me to sort of go, what do you think about that? And surely this is the point, I think, of art at times. Not all the time. Sometimes you want pizza. This ain't pizza. No. <laughs> this is a very complicated dish. I'm going, do I like this? I think so. But what are they doing here? This is served from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's in the back. Yeah, well, it's a poor guy. It's an idiot sandwich. Uh, but the lamp I'm not quite where the other two are. I am nine and a half out of ten, though. So nine and a half um, fingers that still work after my car accident out of ten. So, yeah. So a, a really interesting, the divide. There's a clear marker here. And I'm curious where the Patreon backers land. Will it just be a split of the two? Or will they lean one side more than the other? Uh, Georgia, what is the Patreon vote? Uh, so we had five votes. We had a six, a seven, an eight, a nine, and a ten. So eight. Which comes out at eight. Yeah. Wow. So wow. pretty much kind of where Liam is, just yeah. a little bit north of Liam. But again, that wide variety. I'm guessing six was Julian. Yes. I'm guessing ten was cheesy with a fish on a bike. I can't remember two seconds. Who was the one who was most po- It was either him or Nate. They I were both really cheesy. positive. Yeah. But I think yeah, it was, think it was cheesy. I'm going to go with cheesy. Yeah, I think cheesy. We'll let that go. While George was looking that up, I'm just going to pitch to what we're doing next week, which we don't need to cue Georgia to film herself because the Patreon backers already know. Nate. Oh, it was Nate. Okay. So, um, so next week, we are doing a film that's celebrating, I think, it, I think it's its 30th anniversary. I'm pretty sure oh, it is. Is this the one they teach in schools? It is the one they teach in schools. Next week, we're all going back to do some years, year 11 English. Because <laughs> at least we used to do year 11 English. doesn't count anymore. Yeah, yeah. We are doing Lieutenant Dan, Gary we Sinise, are, yeah. John Malkovich. Malkovich. We are doing Of Mice and Men. Wow. Yeah. That brings back Ooh, memories. Yes. I saw this years ago on <laughs> TV before I ever taught it, before I before I even knew what was going to be taught. I remember, I think my mom was watching the first five minutes of it. I sat down. What are you watching? It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I sat there and went, what a story. Not knowing it was based on a book, not knowing anything. Just went, wow. And I think it's, um, I was going to say, outside of, <laughs> outside of teaching it, which then you watch it every year. I don't think I've watched it as a film sits not just as a, as a purely we're gonna, i'm gonna watch it for entertainment or whatever it is as, as a piece as opposed to a support for a text i'm teaching so next week it's going to be of mice and men so before we do anything else we need to thank our patreon backers that's reverend bruce julene Dwayne smith katie mccray ian davies lena oberholzer chris peterson randall silva the yeetmeister nate the great cheesy andy dixon holly callan and richard but of course our chief thanks this episode yeah. go towards our bf of the bfe who brought us our most divisive film ever i think so <laughs> well done honey what a conversation no seriously what a conversation yeah. these two don't dig conflict i'm i'm buzzing off this this is great for me so what an episode um so thank you very much hermes another winner and not just in film selection but also in your contributions it's always great having you on 
The disembodied arm always makes me <laughs> chuckle. That's right. <laughs> a glass is coming on, guys. So thank you so much. This is always a blast. I love it so much. And if oh, you okay, love Hermes dulcet tones, you'll see in the show notes, we're going to put a link to his podcast, the Scuttlebutt podcast. What's the Scuttlebutt? Find out when they talk about any number of things. Uh, I do like the, the, the therapy session episodes myself. <laughs> but, this last one got a little intense. I'll ever give everybody the warning to come out tomorrow. It is, it is an intense one. There we go. If you got this, was intense we got more of it coming out in the scuttlebutt podcast so thank you very much Hermes. we hope you'll join us on the walk down if you can just throw your name in between ethan and georgia that would be ideal um so that's really all about this coming up on four hours i'm gonna get off before four wow. hours hits <laughs> so um that's it and dusted for this week please join us next time when we get together to uh, go back to school yeah. and do a little of Mice and Men. For Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Herbie. Sorry, he said Georgia and Ethan. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I've been Georgia. <laughs> and, oh, geez, one of the best two words that encapsulates what Hermes has brought to the podcast this week. Hang on. I got it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. <laughs> <laughs>